can't even provide for one fucking kid, you fucking idiot. Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left. Fucking right in the pussy! And there's a guy, Tom, you're gonna love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos. The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. Alright, welcome. So, sorry about that. For whatever reason, uh, my OBS was not working. I tried starting the stream three times. I finally just had to restart OBS. And eventually, it worked. So, now we're finally getting started. So I appreciate everybody's patience. Not really sure what was going on. Just, you know, whatever. Sometimes stuff doesn't work correctly. But, we have a good show for you today. I'm going to be playing Vanquish. Someone actually bought me, bought this for me on Steam, so thank you very much, guy who bought this for me on Steam. So, DDJ and Cat are somewhere around here. Hey, hey guys. Um, yeah, hey sorry, guys. I'm just trying to sort some stuff out. Um, move by. So how's the week been, guys? Anything uh, interesting happen? I, I don't know. I'm kind of fighting a cold right now, but I got some medicine, so I should be okay for the show. What about you, DDJ? I've had, I've had a pretty interesting week um, as far as my book is concerned. Um, I had uh, I posted about the book in a writer's group on Facebook that has about 50,000 people, and they were flipping out about the book. Feminists were... Uh, really just furious about the book so i went and um tried to talk with them a little bit and the more i tried to communicate with them the more they flipped out completely right so it was pretty crazy um so eventually um there were probably about four or five feminists i decided to i just decided you know what i'm gonna go ahead and debate them just a little bit just to see kind of where they're at and what was interesting is they use the tactics that I include in chapter one of my book. And you can, if you find the thread, and it's called the writer's group, if you find the thread, you can see the tactics they use and how I respond to them. The entertainment value is huge. But what was interesting about that was that right after I posted in the writer's group about my book, all of a sudden, some author from Amazon, who was kind of a, a really well-known author in Amazon, reclassified her book uh, which was a true crime book, and she reclassified it as a civil rights book to knock me off the number one spot in civil rights. So now I'm number two in civil rights, and her true crime book is number one. Um, so I thought that had some entertainment value. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, feminists have started calling for fake reviews on the book. Um, so that had some entertainment value. Once people found out about that, uh, they started posting on that Facebook post. Uh, letting her know that they, she probably shouldn't do that. So bearing that in mind, I appreciate everybody's support. You guys have been fantastic. Uh, apparently there was a fake review that was posted. Uh, people did report it to Amazon. It got pulled down. Um, it was awesome. And so you guys have been fantastic. The thing I would say though is, uh, you know, please don't, please don't harass the knuckle draggers. 
Um, if you want to engage them a little bit, that's fine. But um, once they once they start finding out more about the book, it's gonna get it's gonna get a little bit worse. But I think we'll be uh, we'll be okay. So and one of the interesting things that I saw, um, DJ, you showed me a link, and I was reading the comments, and obviously there was these feminists that were saying, "Yeah, you know, let's you know give fake reviews," and other people were chiming chiming in saying, "Hey, that's not right, guys. You know, you can't be giving fake reviews." So, you know, it's pretty much doing, you know, it's doing its thing. Everyone's happy, you know. That when the feminists try and throw shit at it, it flies back in their face. So. It's worth noting, you know, when feminists like uh, Lacey Green, I guess she's turned over a new leaf to try to recreate her career, but, you know, like Anita Sarkeesian or any of these feminists, whenever they create, like, any sort of media, whether it's a YouTube video or an article, people respond to it, but they respond to it with facts. You know, these takedown ponage videos, they respond to the actual points being made. They're not like, this is Anita Sarkeesian's video. She's stupid and she eats babies and worships Satan. You know, you don't need to lie when you have the facts on your side. But it's telling that when, you know, something like your book comes out, they can't respond with facts. They can't refute it using facts, logic, reason, or evidence. So they're calling for censorship. They're calling for people to reclassify their books to knock you off the bestseller list. They're calling for fake reviews because they don't have the facts on their side and they can't argue using facts. Yeah, and what's interesting is one of the um, one of the Twitch people just reminded me. Um, Dr. Helen Smith apparently found my book because it was featured next to hers on Amazon, and so she reviewed it a little bit. She gave it a short review on her PJ Media site, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, she, she just reviewed like the preview, like the little Amazon preview where they let you see the yeah. first chapter. So it's not like she yeah, bought it or anything. It yeah. It's, it's, right. Hey, it's better than nothing, you know. At least it gets your name out there. Right. Well, I mean, oh. at least she found value in the chapter one, so that was cool. Guys, um, just let you know, I've um, there was an issue with the mood bot. I've um, sorted it out. If you type exclamation mark raffle, you'll be entered into a draw to win DDJ's book, The Feminist Slide. So um, I saw a few people that were posting uh, exclamation mark raffle at the start. Um, just do it again, and you should be entered in now. So good to go. Okay. Yeah, just but, giving those books away. Well, you know, that's the other thing, too, I want to say, too. You, you guys have been great. You know, everybody's been fantastic. The reviews have been awesome. I appreciate everybody's honest. Don't write fake reviews. Um, you know, please. I know that you want to be supportive, and, and, and that's the case. But, you know, definitely don't write fake reviews. If the other reviews are helpful and you don't feel comfortable writing a review, obviously try not to dox yourself. Um, don't tell me if you've written a review because I don't want to know who you are. I don't want to dox you either. Um, you know, but again, I, I think it's been very positive. So, uh, thank everybody. You know, thank you everybody again. It's, it's, it's been pretty fantastic. Thank All right. Sweet. Well, you've right, earned so it, guys, buddy. Let's move on to our next get, uh, first guest. Sorry, I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. What are you eating? <laughs> Pizza, dude. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's sweet. And Hobby, he asked in the Discord channel, does exclamation mark raffle work only for twitch yes yeah it, it works only for twitch yeah you gotta do it on twitch all i gotta do is go to my twitch channel twitch.tv slash tf monkey and just type exclamation mark raffle in the comment section or not the the chat not the comment section okay right let's uh introduce the first guest okay 
His name is MPGA, and he would like to speak about his custody battle, namely the one he's currently fighting and how he made a dick of himself in various ways. Okay. So, one sec. I'm okay. in now. Sounds good. This is a really long cutscene. Like, I hadn't even started playing the game yet. It's awesome. Um, see, I forgot to do the timer again. Hold on, let me do the timer. It's going to be completely <laughs> inaccurate, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the guest to talk. Oh, oh guess hello. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Oh, hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Yet. Okay, yeah, you gotta... Introduce yourself. Hello, uh, this is Keck1, and, uh... Okay, you're Keck1. I thought you were MPGA. You changed your name? Yes. Okay, alright, we'll just... We'll call you Keck. Why not? Okay, alright, Keck. So, tell us your tale. Well, I'm currently going through a divorce and custody battle, and, uh... Nothing pretty about it, so I was hoping maybe to get some information. All right, so I'm probably gonna just be color commentary while DDJ does most of the talking. Help, help! I'm talking. I can't shut up. I know. Well, I think you know this is more your area of expertise. Right. Go for it. Well, I think he want. Sure. I think I think you need to ask some questions because I don't know if he I knows where it. to start. All right. So, Keck, why don't you do this? Why don't you tell us a little bit? How how long were you married? Well, I was married for, uh, well, at the time that she left me, I got married in, uh, I got married in 2010, and uh, she left me in April of 2014. And do you have children? I have two. Are they yours? Uh, um, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, but she had the children within the marriage. You, Are you able to hear me? Okay. Hello. Okay, you gotta hold the button down to talk, buddy. Oh, uh, I had to hide my phone. It, there's somebody talking in the background. Oh, okay. well, whatever. I mean, I'm playing a video game, so I'm not gonna judge you. Right. Okay. okay so what was the question? All right. So, so I mean, the kids are even if they're not yours. It's kind of too late to dispute it now, since you were married for four years, and they were were they born within while you were married? Yeah, two two of them were, and then uh, she actually ended up having a child outside of the marriage after she left me. So, okay. but I only only care about my two. All right, but your name's on the birth certificate and all that. Yes. All right, so even if they're not yours, they're yours as far as the law is concerned. Correct. Okay. So. Um, when she, so she left you, you have two children. Does she have the children currently? She does. She, uh, uh took. Why don't you go ahead and tell us. You're cutting out really bad. Yeah. So uh, just keep holding the button down, hold it down for an extra second before you let go. Cause you seem to be cutting out like at the end of your sentences. Yeah. Okay. One, one question. Have, are you watching the Twitch stream now? Is it on in the background? Uh, no, I've cut it off now. Okay. Okay. I guess we'll have to start from the top again. 
so Keck, tell us about the divorce. Tell us what led to that whole process and about her having another child outside the relationship. Well, I mean, it was a marriage like any other. Uh, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. But uh, one day she didn't come home. Uh, she, I uh, went to work. Uh, she went to Memphis, or I guess I could say that, and uh, never came back home. She become a country music star. <laughs> I have no idea. I kind of lost contact her with her for about two years, trying to track down the the children. Oh, she, did so she, she disappeared with the children, and she you couldn't find her. So she she kind of like kidnapped the yes. kids and then filed like over the through the mail. Actually, she never filed. She just stayed on the run so that uh, I could never contact them. Did you? Um, so you're in a divorce proceeding now. Where is that, is that filed? Where you live or where she lives? That's filed where she lives. Did she file it? I filed. I uh, finally found out where she was living and uh, managed to get the judge to admit to jurisdiction so I could file. Okay. So tell us about how the divorce is going, just generally. How long have you been in the divorce? Um, are you are you seeing your children? I, uh, I'm i actually doing supervised visitation. I'm able to see them. Uh, Right now it's once a month. It'll be soon be it'll be twice a month. But I'm also going back to court here in the next couple of months to uh, try to get custody as well. All right. Okay. Why do you have supervised visits? Well, I was accused of a whole lot of stuff when she left me, and I was trying to protect myself and my relationship with uh, my kids. So I didn't necessarily want to do supervised visitation, but at the time I thought it was necessary. Were you advised by a feminist to opt for supervised visitation? No, this is me overanalyzing everything and thinking that was the best option at the time. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, you said you were accused of stuff. What what were you accused of? I was actually accused of trying to kill my son, uh, among other things. All right, well, that's new. <laughs> right, so, wait, so women, like, they can accuse a man without any evidence of something. Meanwhile, they can kidnap their children and disappear into the shadows and face no consequences. Like, that isn't kidnapping an actual crime? Or is it just yeah. not, does it not matter when it's the mother kidnapping her own children? Well, the, the, the thing is, is that it's considered a crime in most jurisdictions. The problem is they only enforce it when the father does it. So, like, if, so like you'll see a lot of these Amber Alerts that come out. Most of the Amber Alerts that come out is usually a father and a mother in a divorce proceeding where there's a parenting plan and the father has kept the child. And so the mom flips out. She gets a bunch of feminists to file an Amber Alert and it turns out that the kid's happy with dad and doesn't want to go home so the dad's just kept the kid and, and instead of actually uh dealing with it through the courts like, like they're supposed to they pretend it's kidnapping and then they call the cops to try to have hopefully have him shot uh good times yeah it's, it's so, so fucked up the way they they have these laws that are gender neutral and then the, the white knight fucking cut cops will only enforce it against a man like when mothers kidnap their kids they don't give a shit when mothers owe back child support they don't give a shit but when it's a man, oh God, he's kidnapped the children. Shoot him. He's a monster. And I'd like to mention, I actually tried to use the uh, police as a resource at that time. I tried to use uh, some of those feminist agencies. Did Nobody you file missing persons? I was not allowed. I, I tried. What do you mean you weren't allowed? Oh, because they weren't technically missing. I was told how, to just let it go. How do you know? That That's what I asked them. And yeah. 
that's the the wall I ran into. I wasn't uh, what, I wasn't able to get. Was that. it a judge, well, a police officer, who told you to let it go? Uh, that was a police officer, and I had contacted a prosecutor, and I was told that as well by a prosecutor. All right. Um, so now, so you were you were accused of killing your kid. Did they did have has, has there been no, any criminal attempting party? attempting to? Oh, okay, attempting to. Um, have there been any criminal charges against you or any criminal investigation? Well, that's that's the game she was playing. Is she was telling me that I was being investigated, but it, you know, I never actually got contacted by any investigators. So right. no, as far as I know. So for everybody listening to this stream, and and I want to make sure that, Keck, that that we're on the same page here before I speak on your behalf. If I understand you correctly, what you're telling me is that she told you you were under investigation and you believed her, right? I didn't necessarily believe her. Uh, I, I try to figured that out you know through contacting law enforcement myself and just nothing ever came of it all right so you were accused of attempting to kill your children um when you got the divorce filed how long has it been since the divorce is filed yeah that's only been about a year all right so you've been under supervised visits with your children for a year uh um, actually she uh she dragged her feet so it's only been three months of supervised visitation all right and what else were you accused of well, uh, depends on whether you mean the stuff that uh, I was directly accused of by her or whether you mean the stuff she was telling people because those yes. are two different things. Yes. So uh, as far as things I was accused of doing, like I was odd with my daughter, for one. I was weird around her, uh, you know, kind of insinuating that I might have been molesting my daughter. Uh, then going back to things that I might have been doing with my son, even uh, sexual, physical violence, emotional abuse, you name it. It was thrown at me. Okay. And then the other question that I have is, is it, um, how old was she when you guys got married? Uh, she turned 18. Okay. So she was real young. Uh, did she have any kind of uh, criminal history or mental health history when you, before you married her? Uh, yes. Yes, she did. She had a mental health history. What was it? Well, she, she tried to convince me that it was her dad just trying to keep her down, but uh, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Of course she was. <laughs> All right. The so, man, so the reason the I, man trying to keep her down. Right. We was right. queens. Yeah, well, she was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the reason I bring this up is because, and I want everybody to understand this, liars always lie. And bipolar women lie twice as often as everybody else. Bipolar women are hypersexualized. Uh, infidelity is a common, common symptom of bipolar. Um, and they, you know, you, you always hear the story about the super mega slut. Um, usually, those women that are like that are like the super mega power slut. They they are bipolar. You know, the gangbang girl, that kind of thing. Almost always bipolar. Um, you know, and and she lied to him. She tried to get him to. She tried to manipulate him because she probably knew. And and maybe I'm I'm kicking in here too much, Keck. But when you were talking to her, you probably still had feelings for her. So you were trying to be nice to her, at least at some level. So she kept on telling him to try to to rattle him that that he had been accused of all this abuse. And of course, it terrified him. And it doesn't sound like you have an attorney, do you, Keck? I do now. Yeah, I've I've had one since I filed for divorce. 
so yeah so he's filed for an he had a divorce attorney the divorce attorney has been trying to help him but he's got all these accusations thrown around and what that does is that increases attorney fees and they do this this is like the this is like the nuclear bomb of divorce they accuse you of domestic violence they accuse you of child abuse they accuse you of attempted murder all these different things they just throw it out there and you'll notice that that not one time did she file a police report and that's because the there was no grounds to do so. And the reason, just so we're on the same page, the reason why the police would not help him is because what often happens is, is that she probably went to a domestic violence shelter, told the domestic violence shelter that she was a victim and that she needed to hide with her and the children. So they took her in. They didn't file any charges. When he went to the police department and the prosecutors and said, look, I don't know where my, my wife is. I don't know where my children are. They could be dead. I don't know what's going on. And they said, yeah, don't worry about it. That's because somebody told them what was going on and they never told him. So this is this is the entire thing that I've talked about. In fact, in chapter six of my book, you know, I talk about, uh, you know, how the uh, feminist or, you know, ideology uses um you know, family courts and completely control family courts to discriminate against men and fathers. This is right. an absolute perfect example of this. So, you know, the, the problem that you have now is, is that now you're under supervised visits when you shouldn't be. There's no excuse for you to have supervised visits at all. In fact, what should probably happen is, is that she kept the kids from you and that's parental alienation. Um, and it's also referred to by another term called abusive use of conflict. And it's what basically when one parent tries to weaponize the children against you and they try to create conflict where none exists. He hasn't this this you haven't seen your kids in what, two years? And then you started seeing them supervised? Yeah, it had been about two years. I'd seen them about four times within that time frame right, 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 right. after she left. Right. So, so, so that well, I just want to inject something. So like basically she kidnapped the kids hit away with them where you couldn't see them you're basically a stranger to them at this point so if they talk to the kids like who do you want to stay with timmy i'm just guessing your kid's name is timmy um and he's like oh i want to stay with mom because you're just you're a stranger because she's alienated you from him for so long he doesn't even recognize you because you know he's just a kid two years is like a lifetime Yeah, that, that's why. That's part of why I asked for the supervised was to not create a an emotionally charged situation for them. Well, and they talk you into this, and I honestly, I think if your attorney, if your attorney uh, talks you into this, and you show him the stream later, let him know, and 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 if you, the attorney is listening to this, go fuck yourself, because <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking thing that you could ever do. Guys, um, I've got a question from the chat. It's go ahead, Ruby Hunter. It's, it's to the guest. Why didn't you hunt her down? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I tried. I tried to hunt her down and find out where she was and everything. And it, it took a, it took her actually stealing a, a vehicle for me to actually be able to find her. She, wait, wait. She stole a vehicle. Yeah, she, she technically stole my grandfather's vehicle, which allowed me to do a criminal. That's that's when you do. She got you, dropped. That that's when you Why play. Why did it get dropped? Jurisdiction. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. When when she leaves the jurisdiction with the vehicle, then it becomes a multiple jurisdiction. If she leaves the state, it becomes a federal crime. Yeah, you don't, you don't, she doesn't get away with it. It's not like the cops chase her to the border and like, ah, oh, she got away. I guess I guess no crime's been committed because she made it over yeah. the border. What booger-eating moron told you this? Okay, so the, the judge said jurisdiction, but he also explained that uh, he wasn't going to use the court as a vehicle for my divorce process. This isn't a vehicle for the divorce process. Yeah, this it's a is a vehicle for a grand theft auto. Yeah, she's committing crimes. 
She's. I would report the judge. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, so I would like you to go fuck yourself, and uh, I'd like a different judge who wants to do their fucking job. Yeah, I I would definitely be speaking out against this because, you know, I talked with a person uh, right after I entered the the monkey business discord server, and it's the same type of deal. The the wife had the children in another country. She was in Germany with the children, and he contacted the State Department because he had he actually had a judge sign custody over to him. He had legal custody. Uh, She kept the kids in Germany, wouldn't come back. It's international kidnapping under 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 United States law, and we have treaties with Germany, and the State Department wouldn't step in; they wouldn't do anything. They right. just they just said, "Oh well, oh well." We don't know what to do. She has a vagina. We can't do anything. Vagina, bro. So, so guys, a um, couple more questions from the chat. Um, yeah. From Pipe Trino and Really Hard Stuff. Um, first one is. Why not use this against her to put her ass in jail? Second one, right? Profile charges over the stolen vehicle. Yeah, I mean that's a crime. She can't. <laughs> I mean, you you automatically get custody if she's in jail for fucking stealing cars. I don't even think a fan like the judge is like saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going to prosecute because that would mean you're going to get custody if I do my job as a fucking criminal judge." So I'm going to. That's ex- that's actually the exact point. Uh, I had forgotten he said that that he. Uh, he didn't want this is one of the things that judges don't want to do is put a mother in jail and and you know her oh, children so it's okay if she well, kidnaps your kids no no no, yeah. no 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 wait 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 let's let's go back here you're discussing the tender years doctrine and that was debunked a long fucking time ago but Let i bet explain something i, I bet they still get training on it though they do yeah you're the father you can put mom in jail and the kids can go live with you you're the father you're the biological father and the legal father there is no reason there is no reason that they should go use the children as an excuse not to place mom in prison for grand theft auto. Um, but but with that in mind, um, to, to reiterate the question from the chat, um, did your grandfather file charges? Yeah, that's how he ended up in the criminal court. That's how I got her address so I can file right. a divorce. So so did was she prosecuted? Uh, the prosecution, like I said, it was dismissed. No, no, no. That's not what I asked. I asked, was it was she prosecuted? Was did a prosecutor file a criminal complaint? Yes. Okay. Did did and the judge ruled against the pro? Did she go to trial? Um. Yes. Uh, I believe that's what that's what that was. Was there a jury though, trial? Uh, it was not jury trial. I don't believe. Was it under oath? It was under oath. Okay, so you you did go to a trial or at least a hearing. And there was no jury, so the judge just decided that they were not going to rule against her because it was a divorce issue. Is that correct? Correct. So she, yeah, right. so she can't. She basically can't be arrested for anything because she's. They want to give her custody, so she can steal cars. She can kidnap kids. No, nothing will ever happen to her because vagina. It's like that fucking bitch who stabbed that guy at the party, and the judge is like, "Oh, she she could be a surgeon. We can't." We can't look send her to jail just because she stabbed someone with a knife. Yeah, the bitch is Hannibal Lecter. Oh no, we gotta protect what? her. What? Just because she eats human flesh and worships Satan and eats babies, I mean she has a vagina, everyone. Remember, vagina. Alright, question from the chat. It's from Isler PVM. It says why not use her mental illness as a reason to make her unfit to have custody? And shouldn't he try to sue her for perjury for lying about Kick being under criminal investigation. Well, I think that when it, when it comes to, I was going to get to that actually. 
um, since that's I'm, I'm glad people are paying attention. Um, so thank you for the question. Um, it, it, you know, that's the thing that I'm concerned about is that you have an attorney here, Keck, and your attorney has told you to agree to supervise visits. You shouldn't be doing that. What you should be doing is you should be in what's called reconciliation therapy. Now, typically, they only use reconciliation therapy in cases like dependencies or parental rights termination cases where the parents are drug addicts or they're completely unfit and they're trying to reconcile the relationship with the children in order for the parents to keep their rights. Um, but I, you know, there's a few cases in, in traditional family law, like in divorce and paternity, where reconciliation therapy is really a good option. I personally believe that your case would probably be one of those. Talk to your attorney about it. Secondly, I think that as far as your uh, visitation is concerned, it needs to increase. Um, and if you've got if you've got family members that are near you, they should be the supervisors, not a paid supervisor. If you're paying a supervisor, all you're doing is you're giving a useless gender studies degree a job, um, and and you shouldn't be doing it. So. Um, but those are the things I would get out of supervised visits as much as I could. I would be talking about abusive use of conflict. I would be definitely talking about the bipolar issue, the fact that she was criminally charged. I would be bringing that up and hammering it uh, over and over and over again. Um, and the fact that she tried to alienate you from the children. Every time, if I were the attorney on the case, every time I opened my mouth to the judge, I would have like a pre-canned speech yeah she kidnapped the kids she disappeared she stole a car she's got mental health issues and er i mean every time i opened my mouth every document that i filed in court i would just be it would i would be a broken record where they would just look at me and shrug their shoulders and roll their eyes because they knew exactly what i was going to say and every opportunity i had to make the record i would absolutely say something yeah because i mean you, you you're a victim here all she has is accusations she can say oh you know my daughter was acting weird and oh my son he this happened like all she has is bullshit and accusations you have like she's actually committed crimes it's just that the judge refuses to prosecute because he knows if he does prosecute you are going to get custody of your kids and he doesn't and want he doesn't that want you to. right he, because he's a and feminist here's the thing. you can't trust her anyway she has bipolar bipolar yeah. another common symptom is dishonesty so you know she's got bipolar and and she's got this mental health problem she kidnapped the children from you there's no reason why you can't go in there and just demand custody of the children because of this and the attorney that you're that you're you're hanging with uh is it a guy or a girl all right you need to tell him that whatever fucking purse he's got his dick in he needs to go get it back uh, you know, and he needs to take his spine off a layaway <laughs> and he needs to go pick that shit up too, because this shit is just, it, 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 you, you, dude, it's a gross miscarriage of justice. Cause the more that, the more that she's with those children, the greater the psychological damage that's going to be done to him because she's a criminal. She's, she's a liar. She uses the children as a weapon. She's used the children for sympathy. She's demonized you wrongly and she has no remorse over any of this the woman is clearly uh, uh an emotional predator clearly by any objective scale i mean i would be i'd be like look she needs to have a psyche eval with a qualified phd a psychiatrist or a psychologist she needs to who's not a feminist she needs to you know be talking about these different things and i would put her under deposition i'd be doing full discovery on everything because you need to recreate the time 
that, that was gone, the, the, the two years or whatever it was. You need to recreate that time. You need to find out what happened, where she was, where, and, and then you need, you need to contact all those CPS agencies in whatever jurisdiction she was in. And you need to do your own investigation and you need to find out if she had been reported for child abuse before or after that and, and, and your children, because you don't know, you know? All right, definitely. So, yeah, yeah I just... This is, I'm just, you know, and again, you know, if you show your, if you show your attorney this video, make sure you show him the clip where I tell him to go fuck himself. Right. right you know, <laughs> the um, DJ, uh, it's from Groovy Hunter. Would going to the media about his case be a smart move? Who's going to listen? Yeah. No, I mean, the, the judge, the entire system is against men. Like you have a bitch kidnapping her kids and stealing cars. And the judge is like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get in the middle of that. Like that's what your you, fucking what you, job. What the fuck yeah. are you doing here? Oh, I don't want to probably you on the bench. Yeah, like if you don't want to do your fucking job, then leave. I want you know it's like the, like that college student who was like, uh, you know, we need this is a home. You know, it's like you need to resign. You know, it's like I'm like these professors. They're actually doing their job. They're not there to like babysit these special snowflakes. This judge is refusing to do their job because they don't want the they want the woman to get custody. And so she, she's committing crimes and they're refusing to prosecute because they don't want it to damage her ability to fuck you over and keep her kids. It's just, so it's I gynocentrism a, fucking like tenfold. The entire exactly. system is just there to hook the woman up and fuck you over. And she's committing crimes and the, the fucking judge, the judge is covering for her. Like, she, not only does she get a free lawyer from these feminist foundations and, and charity groups, the fucking judge is on her side. Sorry. And the sad part about it is, I shouldn't be the one to have to tell you this. You have an attorney, right? And you're you paying. You're paying him. You're paying this guy. He's not even doing his job. The judge is fucking working for your ex-wife for free. It's fucking. It's such bullshit. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, so, how long ago had it been since the the criminal trial on the on the car theft? Well, I filed the divorce right after it, so it's been like a year and a couple months that she got. Uh, the case was dismissed. So here's what I would do, um, especially if you ever want to tell your story down the road. Um, what I would do is save your save your pennies, go get a copy of the transcripts from the trial. You want them all, including the judges the judges uh, ruling. You want all of them. Once you get the transcripts, then you know later on down the road when you go to tell your story, you can name and shame this judge. And be like, because judges are elected officials, and um, you know you could definitely tell them, you know, tell people what happened, and you have the transcripts to prove it. The transcripts are great because what they are is they're a, they're a written transcription that a court reporter prepares um, that are certified to be the absolute truth. They're they're probably uh, outside of deposition and live testimony or video testimony, probably the best evidence that you have. But I would definitely be contacting. Uh, whatever judicial authority sits above that judge and be reporting them for ethical violations. It's definitely gender bias, and, and to me, it sounds like there might even be a possibility that you might even have uh, a discrimination claim in federal court because they refuse to actually follow the law. Did she admit to stealing the car? Yeah. Yeah, see, she admitted to stealing the car. She admitted well, she to had crime. permission. Which it doesn't matter if she had permission, but the co she didn't bring the car back, so that's theft. 
Right. And especially if you took it over state lines and fucking kidnapped the children. Yeah. And here's the thing. The prosecutor prosecuted over it. So you know it was a crime. It, it wasn't like you were just upset about it, you, had, you know, and, and, and now you're arguing about whether or not it was borrowed or stolen or not. The prosecutors knew it was a crime. They knew they had enough to charge her with it, and they, and they actually tried to do their job, which I'm sort of surprised about. But, I mean, you know, good on the prosecutor for at least attempting it. Okay, just quick one. What was it like living with someone like that? I mean, obviously she's got her disorders. I mean, what, I mean, did she just up and leave just randomly? I mean, was there any signs? Anything like that? Just curious. Oh, <laughs> so what was it like living with her? Um, yeah. Well, uh, she would go to McDonald's and she'd tell you what she went to Burger King. Like that, she could tell she couldn't tell the truth to save her life. So it was kind of hell. She was abusive. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Okay. And, uh, question from the chat. Um, now, why did you marry her? Did you, was she really good at hiding it, or was the sex that good? Like, why did you decide to pop the question and try to build well, a life with someone? That, it's not only that she was good at hiding it, but I, I thought it was a joke that she had stalked me up to that point. And it turns out that that was actually the reality, that she had literally stalked me up to that point. What, what do you mean that point? What, what are you talking about? Because it seems to be a part of the story that we're missing here. Well, uh, that's a part of the story I'm missing, too, is, uh, like, I found out she had been stalking me before uh, she came back into my life, and then uh, she kind of pursued me and asked me to marry her, and I was flattered, oh. of course, so, yeah. Wait, wait wait a minute. She was in your life before as children? What? She was in your life before when you were younger? No, no, before I had de- uh, this this happened before I deployed. Uh, I had made friends with her, and... Uh, you know, I got to know her a little bit, and then I went overseas, and apparently while I was over there, she was basically stalking my Facebook post, getting to know everything about me. When I got back home, she uh, called me the second I turned my phone back on, and, uh, like, that that was pretty weird. But uh, yeah. apparently she was literally stalking me. She knew everything about me. How 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 long were you deployed? Uh, seven months. All right, you hear this, guys? You hear this? This crazy bipolar bitch stalked this man for seven months. And knew everything about him, and when he got back, all of a sudden she's turning on the charm. Yeah. How long after you got back were you two fucking? Um, not not too long. Right. Not too long is in like what, like uh, one, two, three like, hours? Yeah, like, like that day. No, it, was, it was a few weeks after was, you went to McDonald's slash Burger King. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a happy meal. Yeah, we're gonna put some extra cheese on that whopper, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, that was a few weeks. So, so, so you guys, so, so a few weeks you have sex. How long did she court you, and did she ask you to marry her, or did you ask, or, or what? How that work out? Yeah, it was a, it was a few months, and uh, she asked me to marry her. All right, guys. See, so you I'm not saying that women shouldn't be forward. You know, if you're a forward woman listening to the stream, that's great. Um, lone, lone larkin fuck his attorney i see your question in chat fuck his attorney i hope the fucking attorney sees it i hope every piece of shit attorney sees this because they need to do their goddamn jobs right Period. i mean they're, they're getting they're paid a shit ton. they're getting paid a yeah. shit ton of money it's not like hiring attorney is like getting your your oil changed in your car you're paying them thousands of dollars and they're like they couldn't give less of a shit and this, this is your this is your time. life this is your future right. this is your family and they just couldn't give less of a shit yeah, and these and these guys who are attorneys that are doing this, they're going to end up getting divorce raped, and then they're going to wonder why the hell it happened. So absolutely, this attorney he he deserves whatever 
you know, verbal abuse I give him because whatever verbal abuse I give him is nowhere near compared to the ethical violations that he's not doing his job. There is, I'm, I'm a paralegal. This is this is law 101 type of stuff that I'm talking to uh, Keck one about. This is stuff that his attorney should have told him right out of the gate. The fact that he didn't is a problem. He's paying him money for this, usually a hundred to three hundred dollars an hour. <sighs> You can get like a really nice sex toy for that amount of money. Yeah, that twerking yeah. butt. Right, you can get a twerking butt. You can right. you can hire this dipshit. He's not even going to do his job. You're going to buy a twerking butt. I mean, one's going to definitely pay for itself after a little while. What if a isn't? Right. So Keck, so so she asks you the question a few months after you get back. How long until you find out that uh, she is a uh, she's pregnant? No, uh, well, we got pregnant. Uh, I think four months after getting married, we got we got married really quick, and then we had a kid right with no what, after I what, got married. What, what rank were you? Uh, PB two. So you were just you were fresh out of boot camp, and she put the moves on you to get that sweet, sweet, predictable, steady income. Jokes on her. I didn't stay in the army that long. Well, well, but, that's usually you know, what happens. Yeah. Did but she that, live in a trailer? No. no. Okay. Did wow. she live in a orphanage? <laughs> That's funny. Did she? Okay, so here, here's the question: Did she? Did she actually like like when you were dating her? Did she give you some sort of victimization excuse? You know. Yes. Yes. Heavily. Everything. Yeah. Everything happened to her. Every. No, she had no responsibility for any of the bad stuff that happened to her in her life. No. It's yeah. always. It's the man. We was queens. Right. You know, and here's the thing. You know, I, I, I want to make sure that we're objective here. I mean, I know that I was pretty harsh on the attorney. Um, you know, just to clarify, he should fuck himself. But he should. above and beyond all that. With a cactus. You know, right. Right. But above and beyond all that, you know, children do get abused. You know, children do get physically abused. They do get sexually abused. It, it, it happens. And it creates problems for them. But I think that at some level, when you become an adult, you have to take responsibility for your conduct. If you're going to lie, if, you, if, you're, if you're a victim of abuse, there is no justification to lie to the one you say you love. There is no justification for being dishonest or being disloyal to the one you say you're committed to. You know, and so she, I mean, this woman could have been abused as a child, and that could have created some of the problems that she had with bipolar and some of the other things. I'm not going to discount that at all. I think it's a legitimate concern, but everything she did after an adult when she could have chosen to do something differently is is complete garbage because it sounds like uh, she needed therapy. It sounded, now, did she did she ever get into therapy, Keck, or, or how did you know she had mental health problems? And that, that's one of the things I found out about it later on that she had been uh, hospitalized for in a mental health institution for like <laughs> so three not months. Only was she, not only was she crazy, but they actually put her in a rubber room. You know, no, her dad put her there just to, you know, because she was, you know, because off every, the wall. Right. Or something. Oh, my God. All right. So a question from the chat from Long Legged Tate. He says, uh, is there any way to predict this kind of behavior from a woman before marrying them? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. So, um, and, and it's funny you mentioned that. I've, I, I'm, so I, I've decided uh, with the success of my book, I'm going to write a couple more. So one of the books I've outlined actually goes into some of this. Uh, but I'll give you kind of the teaser piece here. Um, 
you can if a woman lies to you about anything early in the relationship she's going to lie to you about everything so if she keeps information from you uh typically so really really intelligent and skilled liars they compartmentalize extremely well and how they do that is they don't tell you about certain aspects of their uh of their history so usually if like they've relocated across country or if they've they're newly moved to the area or you'll notice that if they have a lot of friends or they talk about their friends but they never introduce you to them uh or same thing with family um people they talk about the reason you want to be concerned about that is because what they're doing is they're compartmentalizing your relationship so they keep you in one compartment they keep their friends in another compartment they keep their family in another compartment they keep their job in another compartment now we all do this at some level uh you know just to keep together like you know we're not going to tell our people our, our colleagues at work about our personal life especially if we're not friends with them um so that's normal but the thing about it is is that uh if they start lying to you right out of the gate that's a warning sign if right. they're hypersexual that's a warning that is, sign that is a big warning sign you know how you could tell yeah. when a woman's lying she's not sucking your dick <laughs> right right um, dead giveaway dead giveaway so yeah so if, if she's pursuing you if she's stalked you now you remember she knew everything about him when he came back that should be a fucking like like yeah. a huge like fire trucks driving down the street warning sign um you know those types of things that are just you know or or here's the other one she hides her past from you and you find out from third parties that her dad had her institutionalized for everybody's safety that might be a warning sign um, yeah. it, 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 there's a lot of warning signs you can see. So the thing I would say is this, it, you know, well, if you're, I, if you're an employer, if you're, if you're a job, like you're, you, you own a company, right. And you are looking to hire people, you go into their background, you dig into their history, you look at their references, you know, you, you call a couple references to find out about that person before you want to hire them on the job. Cause you don't want to hire somebody that's either lied on their resume or doesn't have the qualifications that you need, or, you know, you've interviewed them that kind of, you know, you right. want to make sure that they fit in your culture. It's right. the same thing with a relationship. Uh, yeah. I want to emphasize that. Cause you know, right. when, if you've ever been to a job interview, it's never your fault. Like whenever you're interviewing someone, you're like, "Okay, what happened? Why were you laid off from your previous job?" Oh, you know, this happened. It was it wasn't my fault. But like everyone says that. So you know, but eventually, if you've been laid off for your last five jobs in a row, eventually your your you know the little stories you're telling about how nothing's ever your fault. It starts to paint a picture. Like why can't you last more than six months at any job that you're hired to? Even if you seem like a good person, that's going to be a red flag. And just like it would be a red flag to a hiring manager, seeing someone who's constantly like, "Oh yeah, all my boyfriends were pieces of shit, and my dad is against me, and the world's against me. Everyone's making up stories and lying about me. I'm actually this amazing girl, but..." For some reason, I keep getting thrown into the nut house for being bipolar. I don't know why. You know, you got to eventually kind of, I don't care how good the sex is, you got to start putting two and two together. Yeah. And if she's not introducing you to her family and you're not meeting the family, like if you're thinking about getting serious, you need to look at how she treats her family and how they treat her. You know, there's reasons for everything. And sure, all families are, are, are dysfunctional at a certain level. But again, you have to look at all this. I, I tell people, that you never know someone especially in a romantic situation you never know them until you've known them for two years because you have to see them in all seasons twice i mean that both literally and metaphorically 
you know, we people get into these relationships, you know, and, you know, two weeks down the road, oh my God, I love you. Let's go get married. Well, th- that should be a warning sign. Right. You know, that should definitely be a warning sign. So you need to be really careful about all of that. Um, the other warning sign would be if she's big on generalities and she's short on specifics. Be careful. Um, you know, and, and listen, because I'll tell you the other thing too liars always tell you what they don't want you to know, but they try to couch it in a way to de-emphasize it so that they don't get caught. So you need to be careful. You see shit that's out of character, or they say shit that doesn't make sense, or they tell you that you're at Burger King when they're at McDonald's. It, it, look, people don't lie because it's Tuesday. They don't lie because it's raining out. They lie to cover shit up. And every time somebody does something that they don't want people to know about, they tell 10 lies to cover it up. So those are the things. And we, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Chris brings up a good point in Twitch. When you catch them in a lie, they will gaslight you. And if you don't know what gaslighting is, you need to learn. Because gaslighting is very common amongst bipolar and cluster B disorder people. So, um, Right. No, I had, a, yeah, I had a girlfriend who was like a serial cheater. And, yeah, she would basically, i catch her in a lie. And she would tell me, oh, that's not what I said. No, you're, you're misremembering what what i said or she'll claim that she did tell me something when she didn't and so when i call her on her bullshit uh you know she would just deny it or she'd be like i told you about this i don't know why you're you're so angry and then when i would show her proof of it then you know if whatever however i obtained the proof she tried to change the conversation to that so like if i saved an email or if you know i hacked her email or something like that she's like oh look oh you're, you're you're going in you're invading my privacy even though like i'm now catching her in a with proof now the conversation is i'm invading her privacy by showing her proof that she's lying so yeah that's yeah that that no bueno no bueno right so keck um so you guys she got pregnant four months after you got together uh were you in the military still at that point did i say four months i think it was like two months into it i'm sorry about that uh but yeah i was still in okay did she cheat on you while you were together uh found out about it later but yes okay um i would also offer another suggestion just so that you're on the same page as everybody else uh in the united states paternity fraud is three and ten she's hypersexualized. there's a possibility the children aren't yours um whether or not you bring it up in court Testing, testing. Holy shit. Then my where's my I can't hear anything. Hello? Okay, I'm gonna have to restart Discord.
You there? Yeah. So my my USB hub went offline, which has my microphone and my keyboard, and then Discord stopped working. So I had to restart everything. I had to restart Discord. I had to restart my uh, my mixer. So I totally missed what the last sixty seconds of whatever we were talking okay. about. Well, let me go ahead and start it over. All right. So, um, so anybody who may have missed some of the stuff because we've had technical difficulties, let me go ahead and uh, talk about this. Can everybody hear me? I want to see if I can see it in Twitch. I can hear you fine, but okay. My right. the stream didn't so, go down. It was just like my keyboard and microphone went down because my USB hub for some reason got unplugged okay. or something. Like the cord right. is very temperamental. Bipolar is a personality disorder. Some people refer to it as manic depressive. Now, going back to, I was answering a question out of Twitch. Going back to Keck. So here's the thing. Get the paternity test done. Get them get, get them done by a court-approved paternity test. Sometimes they have self-administration tests you can get. Let her get up on the stand. Let her testify. Let her talk about the truth of everything. And then show her the paternity test where you're not the father. If if you, if you turned out to either one of the children is not your father, you're not the father of either one of the kids. Once you do that, then you can show the court that nothing she says is is the truth. It's the same thing with um, like if she cheated on you. The fact that she cheated on you is definitely a symptom of bipolar, but it also shows she's untrustworthy. Um, you know, again, these are things you just use to destroy her credibility in court, and it ends up being. Um, a huge issue because what my guess is she's going to be her only witness um are do you know what are the children old enough to be in school uh my one of them is okay so you need to contact the school you need to make sure that you have court orders in place to make sure that there's no issue with that and you need to make sure you can start participating in your child's school when you have opportunities when you're off work now, that may not be realistic for you, and that's okay, but at least you're contacting the school and letting them know that you're the father and that there should be no issues there. Um, when you've been in court so far, how many hearings have there been? Uh, three. Have you been to all three? Yes. Okay. Has the courts ruled uh, for or against you? And what uh, were the hearings? Against, uh, against, of course. What were the hearings? Uh, one, uh, two of them were visitation and custody, and one of them uh, was a divorce. But that one doesn't really count. It was like uh, we went in front of the judge, and then they talked. The lawyers talked, and then we left. Okay, so it was a hearing. It wasn't an actual trial. Correct. Do you have a trial date set? I, I, I do. In uh, the next couple of months, it'll be a uh, custody trial. All right, you need to, um, as far as the custody trial, you need to do your discovery. Uh, has she called any witnesses or had anybody file declarations on her behalf? I'm not aware yet. I haven't had a chance to contact my attorney, so. Okay. Um, have, have, have you done any kind of discovery? In other words, have you, have you tried to look for evidence and those kind of things? Personally, uh, I had before I even started the divorce, I was trying to find proof of her uh, bipolar disorder because like, it's one thing to say it, but it's another one to, to find that information. Well, the problem is, and I know a lot of people are hammering around the attorney. I think the attorney's a piece of shit, but I also think that there's a possibility you can recover the attorney. Um, you have an attorney now. Is Does the attorney look like they're trying to fight for you in the hearings? Yeah, he he definitely cares. That's okay. Like we've been beating him up quite a bit, and he's normally a, a criminal 
a criminal defense attorney, and I turned to him because I could trust him more than. Then you the, need to you need to go to him and tell him he needs to prep this case like a criminal trial. He'll know what you mean. He needs to do his discovery. He needs to look for witnesses. He needs to look for evidence. Now, if she was uh, if she was institutionalized, there'll be records of that somewhere. So he should be able to find those. Okay. Um, so whatever state she grew up in, that's going to be the state that you look for those records. Because if she was institutionalized against her will, yeah, there's definitely going to be records of that somewhere. Um, and then and then go from there. Cat is uh, prepping another guest right now. So if there's questions that come through the Twitch screen uh, stream, um, I'll try to field them as best I can. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not um, seeing any comments from Discord, so I guess everybody's on Twitch. Right. That's which is so, fine. Right. But yeah, it's just the whole thing is is it's horrible because um, you're accused of all this stuff. You have a judge that's ruling against you. Okay, we have a complaint. It says, uh, "Will an official complaint against the judge do anything?" Family court judges are never punished for their actions. Uh, would a federal ge gender discrimination lawsuit be a thing? Um, and then there's a question about long-term relationships with a woman. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about the uh, uh, whether or not there could be a federal lawsuit. Technically, there could be, but it wouldn't happen until after the divorce was over, where the damage is done. The problem is, is that you have diminishing returns. So, you know, while you're fighting for custody of your kids, um, you know, time is passing and you're not seeing your children. You have to, you, everybody only has a finite amount of resources. That kind of lawsuit, unless you can get a big law firm to take it over and to run it, is going to cost an average person, you know, hundred to $200,000. So it's not necessarily feasible for the common man. Go ahead, TFM. It's, it's, it's fucked up. So, yeah, and then even if you successfully, uh, you know, get rid of the guy. Chances are, the you know, if he's a friend of feminism, they'll just find another job from somewhere. Nothing's really not only will they find him. it, yeah. Not only will they find another job for him, he'll probably become a mediator or he'll be a uh, an attorney at a prominent firm that specializes in family law. Um, but you know, the other, the only reason he's a judge and the only reason he's allowed to practice is because he supports feminism. So there's going to be five other judges that are there. I mean, and and the problem is, is that all family law courts in the United States are saturated with these types of feminists who hate men. So it ends up being a really, um, it, you know, it's an uphill battle. I mean, you know, think about it. Imagine you were a black man and every court in the land was run by the KKK. Yep. Well, and then, you know, well, you could sue the court, but that's not going to, the judge isn't going to be held personally accountable for that. Right. The judge will end up getting on the, um, what'll happen is the county will provide the judge, the attorney to defend him. The judge won't pay for anything. Um, and frankly, the stuff that the judge does on the bench, he can't get held liable for. The judges have what's called absolute immunity on the bench. So the, the odds of them actually getting held accountable for anything they do on the bench is pretty minimalistic. Now, I do believe though, that uh, my personal opinion is, is that that judge is corrupt. He's corrupt and he's gender biased because he didn't want to influence um, any. He didn't want to have any kind of influence on the divorce case, even though he, he understood that it would have an influence and he did everything he could do to protect her. That's definite gender bias. Right. Well, because she's the mother, even though she's committing crimes and insane <laughs> kidnapping, you know, whatever. She has a vagina. That's all that matters. 
Right. All right. The next question here is, um, and I, it says it's for me, but I think TFM, you can answer this. Okay. Uh, it says, is there any conceivable way to have a long-term relationship with a woman without marriage using the legal system to protect yourself? Example, legal documents. No. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've brought this up like back, back in the day, like when my channel was brand new, I talked in a video called, um, uh, let's talk about solutions where I, I talk about using private kind of business law using private contracts for a man or a woman to come to an equitable decision to benefit both of them using you know kind of business contracts rather than marriage so yeah that's because marriage used to be a business contract but now it's considered its own thing and if you have if you and a woman decide to create some kind of business contract and be like oh we're not subject to the marriage laws we have our own agreement the judge is going to be like haha that's cute throw your contract out the window and hold you subject to the actual marriage laws so your little contract you try to create the judge is just going to rip it up and hook the woman up and give her all your shit and even if she agrees to it even if you have her on video, you ha you give her legal representation, uh, she was in her sound mind, she wasn't being coerced, it doesn't matter. The judge is going to be like, no, you're subject to the marriage laws, and your little contract is gone. So you can't, the system is completely built top to bottom to fuck you. Unfortunately, you can't outsmart it. And anytime men try to come up with a way to outsmart the system, uh, feminists come in and try to close that loophole by passing a new law. Like, okay, I'll, I'll give you the example. So yes means yes became a thing. So now no means no wasn't enough. Now you need affirmative consent. Well, now they just passed a new law in Canada where if it, if it well, it's going to become law, let's be honest. Because remember, there was a, a case last year where a guy was... Was it? Well, I don't know if it was John Gomeshi. It might have been someone else. Basically, there was a, a case where a guy was accused of rape. It was these two uh, athletes. They were accused of rape. And what they did was they used the woman's history because the scenario where she was accusing the guys of rape, she was having sex with different guys all the time under those same circumstances. She was inviting guys into this hotel room to gangbang her. And all these guys were like, oh, yeah, I fucked her. Oh, yeah, I fucked her, too. Yeah, she loves to get gangbanged. So they used her sex history to prove that it was consensual because it happens to her all the time. And all these other guys who were fucking her and gangbanging her were basically like yeah she, she likes it like that so it wasn't rape we, we all fucked her like that so these feminists are passing a law to make that inadmissible so now well, and, you can know and if she has if she gives you a text that says oh i really liked fucking last night you're the best fuck i've ever had that is inadmissible so it, well they, and, and oh, no, they ahead. did that also with the gian gomeshi case too so gian gomeshi's uh, for those people who don't know he's a he was a he was a canadian guy who was the number one uh, television personality in the country in Canada and um, he also like banged everybody like he was considered a sex symbol and so he was he was banging these three chicks and they all got together and decided to falsely accuse him of rape now not only did they falsely accuse him of rape they had it organized to such a point where feminist organizations provided them private attorneys uh, provided them publicists provided them people to pre prepare speeches and stuff and he ended up getting criminally charged in Canadian court, and it was a huge trial. It cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend himself. And in the end, the judge ripped these three women apart because there were 5,000 emails back and forth between these women trying to plan how to get him convicted falsely of rape. And the reality is they were just lying sluts. 
Right. So feminists, their new tactic is all these women were caught conspiring and lying, and and so now we're going to make that that inadmissible. So men can no longer use that sort of evidence to defend themselves. Like every time men quote unquote get away with rape, basically get away from these feminist you know attempts to destroy their life with a false accusation, feminists shore up the laws to make sure that future men can't can't do that. Well, and I think it's important to underscore that a little bit. This wasn't a case where where Gian Gomeshi was found innocent or found, you know, found not guilty. This was a case where the judge actually found evidence that these women were conspiring to destroy him. They created the false allegations. It was horrible. And, you know, it like I said, it wasn't just a not guilty verdict. They found evidence of it, and it was an open court. And you can go online into Google, and you can search for this man's name, search for the judge, the judge's verdict, and he just rips these women apart. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the trial, after he issued the verdict, feminists protested outside the courthouse because they couldn't handle the truth. Yeah, because in their mind, he got away with it. Right. Because, you know, even though there's clear evidence that they, they're they lying and making it up, it's listen and believe. Oh, if a woman accuses you, you're guilty. And if you aren't convicted because they're lying, and even if there's proof, like Mattress Girl, she was she was lying. But she, she was winning these feminist awards for being so bravely sticking to her lie, never giving up, even in the face of absolute evidence that she's pulling shit out of her ass. That that's feminism. Absolutely. Just fucking never, never give up, never surrender. Keep uh, keep lying, and if the man gets away with not raping you, and he you don't get you don't destroy his life, then we're gonna you know cry and bitch to the government to you know change the laws, because obviously something's right. gone horribly wrong if men are are getting away with not raping women who they didn't rape. It's it's out well, of control, and, and, and that's why I say. When you're in a situation like what Keck is in, where you have a woman who's a liar, she's a criminal, and she's doing this thing, you have to remember, family law is an adversarial system. Two people walk in, one person walks out, and that's how you have to treat. It doesn't matter if you were in love with her. It doesn't matter if you, you, know, you pledged your life to her. She is, she is no longer the same woman that you fell in love with. She is not the woman that you committed your life to. This woman, especially in the case of Keck, this woman will go out and destroy you and and, and won't even break stride. Right. So you, you have to understand that you have to protect yourself. Um, Keck, you had a question? Yeah, and it's kind of related to your book on uh, entryism, and I was kind of thinking about how, how, how much can you trust a men's divorce law firm? Um, I believe that most men's divorce law firms are um, they virtue signal market to men? Um, is, some of them are effective. I mean, some of the guys are really effective, but the way you figure out whether or not they're going to be a good law firm for you, because some of them are, are legitimate, but but some of them are just there just to take your money. Um, and then once they can't take your money anymore, then they just go away. So if people hate them, like they hate them in the community, um, they're probably a good attorney. Okay, so yeah, if there's feminists protesting outside their office, then they're good. Yeah, but the thing you want to remember is this, is that, and you did the right thing, Keck. I want to make sure that everybody understands that, too. Keck did the right thing by getting himself a criminal attorney to defend himself in a family law case. 
a lot of people don't understand that and they don't get that that when you're accused of a crime you have to have somebody with that kind of experience keck was you did fantastic that was that was a stroke something that most people don't think about yeah it's just it's so counterintuitive because you're thinking, oh, because you, you wouldn't hire, um, you know, someone who specializes in business law to represent you in criminal court. So why would you want to get somebody who specializes in criminal law to represent you in family court? But then, of course, you know, again, it's nobody's born with the red pill. You know, you don't know how fucked the system is until you've actually lived through it. And then even then, right. you know, even when guys like, you know, guys like you who've been through it, guys like Keck who's going through it, try to warn other men... A lot of guys are like, oh, you're just bitter. Yeah, you just you, you picked the wrong woman, buddy. You gotta you gotta pick a good woman next time. Like they just don't well, want to admit the system is that fucked. Yeah, you know, and and for those guys who say that that somebody's bitter, they're in denial. And right. you know, you have to understand that that you know you you put them in the situation. You say, look, if your significant other was cheating on you, committed crimes against you, and hid your children from you. How would you feel if somebody told you you were just being bitter? Right. Well, I use the example of uh, like a slave who's like, you know, trying to escape slavery. And they're like, oh, you just need to find a good slave master. Someone who like, they'll use like the fluffy handcuffs on you and they'll, they'll only whip you like really lightly, you know, more like a, like a slap on the ass. Right. It's like, um, no. <laughs> but Exactly. Know. Now, there is another question I'm seeing here in the chat from Bobby Hill 17 It says, kids withstanding, would Keck have been better off to let the woman leave and not pursue the divorce? Um, no. And I'll tell you why. If you are a father and you are estranged from your children, at least in the United States, um, you need to make sure that you're paying child support and that you're taking care of them. Because what will happen is, is that at least like in Washington state, if you're six months behind in your child support, they can take your driver's license and you, and in some states they can even take your professional licenses from you. So let's say you're a crane operator, or let's say that you work in a job that requires some kind of special licensing, they can destroy your life. And then when you can no longer support yourself, they'll hold you in contempt for child support and they will throw you in prison. So this is not a, you know, walking away and just running off is not the way to do it. We live in a connected world where that just doesn't work. The other side of this is ethical, and, and this is my personal opinion, uh, as a father who has custody of my children and one custody in both of my daughters. And that is that you have an ethical responsibility to your children once you're, you need, you, to me anyway, and, and people may disagree with that and that you have a right to your, but I believe that when you're, when you have children, and you're a father, they need your guidance. They need they need to be able to know that you care. And if you're in a situation like Keck is, where you can only see your children um, on a supervised basis, or, or maybe you might be in a situation where you can't see your children, then you need to write your children letters. And then when they get old enough, you give them all the letters so that they understand that you had investment. Kids are resilient and they go through hell, um, you know, and they have all these challenges and everybody's gonna lie about you to them. But if you have letters that you wrote them, and you have you know evidence to show that you cared and you invested time and effort when you couldn't be with them, they will understand that and they will forgive you for it because they know that you didn't. You know, there's a 
Uh, you know who Judgy Bitch is, right? She's like a female yeah. MRA. She, yeah, she I did like a, her a lot. Yeah, she did this video where she talked about how when she was growing up, her mom would always tell her how, you know, her father didn't want anything to do with her. Um, but and then when she grew up, she you know her, she met with her father, and there were all these letters that he wrote. He gave her all these letters. Basically, they were marked return to sender. So he would mail her you know birthday cards and stuff like that, and the mom would just send them back. But she'd take the money out of them and yeah. say that it was from her. But then he he saved all the letters and cards he wrote, and how they were all marked return to sender. And then there was another guy. Um, I think it was it was a uh, peanut Yoda. He said that his mom lied about his dad. And it wasn't until his dad died that she's like, oh, by the way, um, yeah, I lied about your dad. He was actually a good guy. Um, so sorry for alienating you from your dad, and now he's dead. So like, moms do this shit all the time. Yeah, I, really I want to bring it. Can I bring that up real quick? Don't yeah. ever let a woman push you to suicide, guys. No. They'll try that too. That's a good option right. for them. Right. And if it comes to that, don't go alone. You know, make the world a better place <laughs> on your way out. I'm just going to leave it at yeah. that. I'm not. I'm not going to say what you should do. I'm just going to say, you know, don't. I don't know. Just make the world you a know, better here's place. A few, l let me explain something also to people. I'm. I'm opposed to suicide. I understand why men do it. You know, it, it is what it is. I try to be sensitive there. But my concern is this. If you're a failure in other aspects of your life, you're probably going to fail at that too. So, you know, and I'm not talking about failing in a marriage or whatever, but suicide is a huge issue for men when it comes to divorce and relationships. But, you know, and, and, and if I said that I never considered it through my first divorce with my children being molested and everything else, I would be straight lying to you. But the thing that helped me the most was that I had somebody tell me a piece of wisdom that I'm going to share with you that really just, it, it solidified um, my will to fight. And that is this. If you get divorce raped, if you get hammered and they can't see your kids and everything is fucked and you're just, you, you know, you've completely been alienated from your children. Guess what? They can't do anything else to you. They did it. They did everything they could do. And you're still there. You haven't killed yourself. You're not dead. You may have been accidentally or not accidentally, but you may have been falsely imprisoned. You may have been falsely arrested. You may, you know, you may, yeah, you might be at rock bottom, but they did everything they could do and you're still there. They can't do anything else. So you know what they can do. Now it's turn time to hold them accountable and to make them pay the bill. And you do so, that, you win. So guys, on that note, uh, Kit, do you have anything else that you want to cover? Or are you, uh, do you have all the information you need? I think we've covered everything quite uh, thoroughly here. All right, cool. And then, yeah, review, you know, watch this segment again and you maybe take notes and bring it to your lawyer or just, you know, talk, go over the segment with your lawyer. So see what he that's, has to say. It's not a, that's not a bad option either. Thank you there very you much, go. guys. Sweet. Thank you, Kek. Take care, Kek. Right. Oh, also, um, Kek, uh, you are entitled to a free book, um, 
by DJ called Feminist Lie. So I'll send you the code for that, and um, you can put it into uh, what was the what was the website, DJ? Smashwords.com. Yep, Smashwords.com. I'll send you the information. So uh, don't worry about that. Also, um, let's pull a winner out of this raffle. Are we doing that already? We did a bonus yeah. raffle because oh, uh, of the update. But oh, okay. We just didn't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it when I was going through my technical difficulties? No, we, we conspired prior to the show. Oh, okay. It's a coup, is it? It is a coup. <laughs> Trying to take over. I blame feeding the cat. I'm going to go. My, I'm gonna rock the feminist tip for a minute. I'm going to blame somebody yeah. else. There you go. Yeah, do that. Right. So, guys, I'm going to close the raffle now. So, well, actually, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. No. Yeah, raffle so, up, guys. Exclamation mark! Yeah, let's exclamation mark raffle in the chat and let's do this. No doubt about it, Sam. You have to help him. Right, that's enough. Right, all right. Good luck, everyone. All right, DJ, do you want to call out the winner? Sure. Once it's there, go for it. It's there, dude. <laughs> well, they're, they're, go ahead and roll it because it went past. Yeah. It. People are hammering raffle too hard. They're hammering raffle as hard as they can. Sweet. So the winner is. Uh, we need a drum roll sound dot. effect. We we seriously need a drum roll sound effect. Right. You, know, you can get that on Twitch actually. You can get that when you do a raffle. We shouldn't get play it. We should not get a drum roll. We should get a fab. Okay. A what? <laughs> a fab. A fab. <laughs> oh, like the squishy noise you make when you masturbate. Yes. Yeah. 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 With like a, a soft yeah. moan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, so and the winner is. Silly dogs, are you there? You need to talk in the chat. Silly dogs, no, post silly, in the chat. Silly dogs. Silly dogs. No, you're probably one of those no, silent listeners. You yeah, say, no, fuck? Yeah, the, the winner is not <laughs> Angry MGTOW. Yeah, that is definitely yeah. an incorrect <laughs> statement. Yeah, silly dogs, we see you. Congratulations. Silly dogs, if you can send me a message privately, I'm going to send you the link plus a code that you can use to redeem the feminist light by ddj congratulations congrats dude there you go you earned it just send me that message send me that message yes you anyway. our rng god was kind to you <laughs> all right so guys should we get through some of these questions because yeah. they're, they've been piling yes. up there you go yeah let's knock it out all right. all right we i know you've already covered this tfm but some people Okay. Ask anyway. No problem. Uh, thoughts on Jordan Peterson's uh, the whole uh, rant about MGTOW. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he apologized I mean, for using the words. Yeah, he apologized for using the word disgusting weasels or whatever he said. Um, he's not apologizing for the sentiment. He's anti-MGTOW. He thinks that MGTOW is bad because it convinces men to avoid women because he's a traditionalist. He thinks that the solution is men just need to keep on keeping on uh, with absolutely no plan of reforming the laws or standing up to feminism or taking women's rights away men just need to keep jumping on that sword because you know it's all about the babies so you know your life your freedom doesn't matter as long as you've you produce some more white babies to keep the white race going another generation that's all that matters to him so do you, do you mind if i answer this question after you're done no yeah that's that's about it that's about all my thoughts are go ahead okay um, you know, and, and, and this is to Jordan Peterson, if you're listening. 
um, Jordan, you understand that that marriage is a bad deal for men. You know that guys are getting divorce rape. The stats are there. You know, you're a smart guy. You're an educated guy. Um, but you know, people don't understand that MGTOW just avoids marriage. And and yeah, sure, it might be bad for society, but so is divorce rape. And, you know, sometimes you have to do a cost-benefit analysis for each individual person to determine whether or not being MGTOW is, is right or wrong for you. You know, Karen Strom recently said that, you know, marriage is bad for men, and, you know, in so doing, she supports MGTOW. She gets it. Because it, it isn't marriage that's the problem. It's not like MGTOW hate women. It's that men choose to go MGTOW out of self-preservation. They don't want to be falsely accused of rape. They don't want to be falsely accused of domestic violence. They don't want to be sperm jacked. All these things are extremely real and valid things, you know? And it's just like how you testified recently in the, um, you know, in front of the government where you, there was like an hour long testimony that you did where you talked about, you know, people being criminalized because they use the wrong pronoun. It's, a, it's a, a, the same amount of hypocrisy is there as is in the family courts. And the problem that you're having with social justice warriors in Canada right now can be traced back to feminism. Feminists created the social justice movement. And in the end of the day, if you're not going to look at the entire problem, you're never going to find a solution. So you can shame MGTOW and you can judge MGTOW and you can try to eventually, you know, trash talk MGTOW as much as you want. But the reality is, and you yourself have publicly admitted this, marriage is a bad deal for men. And in so doing it, you've basically admitted that MGTOW is the solution until things change. Yep. Now I've I've demonstrated like you know I've laid out the solution. Um, it's been rejected. You know I I've laid it out to the white nationalists and the traditionalists. I'm like, look, you want to restore the family, you want to restore uh, all this stuff, you want to save Western civilization, you got to take women's rights away. And they're like, well, that's not a serious, that's not a serious solution. You know, it's an absolutely serious solution. In fact, I got into not really an argument, but you know, I'm hearing these people talk about how. Um, you know, equal treatment of women is somehow this cherished pillar of Western civilization. Like, if we abandon equal treatment of women, then we're turning our back on all of Western civilization. Western civilization goes back about 2,500 years, all the way back to ancient Greece. Women were never treated equally to men until the 1900s. So, no, women having voting rights and all these other things, feminism itself, is not a cherished pillar of Western civilization. We can get rid of feminism. Western civilization will be fine without feminism. And if you choose to make feminism a cherished pillar of Western civilization, then you're, there's no way to fix it. That's the problem. If you're basically you're incorporating, you're saying, okay, we have to solve this problem with families and depopulation and fertility rates, but we can't get rid of feminism. We have to embrace feminism. We have to somehow incorporate feminism into Western civilization. We can't like do away with it. Well, then you're fucked, because that is the problem. The problem is feminism. Rights should be attached to responsibility. Right. They shouldn't be given as entitlements. And feminism, as long as it'll it it allows women to be entitled, just like TFM says. It's it, it it remains to be a problem, right? And, you know, I was actually I got into an argument with a guy on Twitter today, where he was talking about how um, he he's not a feminist, he's a humanist, and I'm like, oh, okay, so you oppose women voting and uh, no fault divorce, and he's like, well, no, women should vote. I'm like, okay, why should they? He's like, well, he's like, why shouldn't women vote? I'm like, why should they vote? 
and then we talked about responsibility and everything and he basically conceded that women don't have the responsibility that men have but then he tried to change the subject about like income inequality and shit so that was the end of that conversation but it just shows the point that you know they know that women don't have the responsibility of men but they don't want to take they don't even threaten to take their rights away because they're, they're playing politics they still think that, you know, this system can be saved, but, oh, we got to have women on our side, so we can't talk about taking women's rights or tying rights to responsibility. But that is the problem. I mean, you want to attack Muslims and Jews all day. They're not the problem. They may be a symptom of the problem. They're not the actual problem. And it's just very frustrating when, you know, people, they're very passionate. They want to save Western civilization. They want to preserve their countries and their nations and their way of life. But they refuse to address a problem if it has anything to do with the women's. They want to blame everyone else. They want to blame other races. They'd rather start a race war. They'd rather go to war with the entire world than stand up to their own women. That's how gynocentric they are. That's how fucking blue pill they are. They'd rather go to war and kill other men in the hundreds of millions if you know then just tell their women no right next question guys it's from Belbert. he says uh, tfm when can we expect your next twerking butt sex toy review and can uh, you give us any spoilers <laughs> uh the company said they were going to Oh, I just I just died all of a sudden. Uh, they're they're it's supposed to be in the mail, so I don't know how long it's going to take. It's like a twenty pound thing, so I'm sure it, it's being shipped by DHL. So it's you know it's going to be like it's going to be like that leg lamp from a Christmas story. It's going to be a big so, deal. So it's basically so it's basically you're gonna you're gonna be getting a box to test the box. I don't know. I could do an unboxing video. I usually don't do those, but this it's going to be pretty big. Of, it's, it's like a monster. It's basically like a sex doll, but it's just like the ass. But it's actually like life-size. It's not shrunken in order to cut down on the cost. Like most of the ones I have, they're like hobbit size because they're trying to, you know, keep the cost down so they kind of shrink it down. This one's actually life-size. So it's like it's like a 20-pound silicone ass. But yeah, once I get it, I'll do a review video. And actually the company says if the response is good on the video they'll sponsor the show or they'll think about sponsoring the show which would be nice because you know i, I do want to get legit sponsors other than you know youtube channels and people who are already affiliated with the show it'd be good to get some um you know some just regular corporate sponsors so okay. we'll see we'll see what happens i'm looking forward to it so next question it's from Docs. he says, at what point does the cost-benefit ratio we hit that it's cheaper to hire a hitman <laughs> than getting divorce raped? Uh, well, the problem with the, the hitman is you can't be sure that the hitman isn't an undercover cop. So that's, that actually happened to a woman, didn't it? Yeah, that, well, it, it, yeah it, it ha it's happened a few times. It happens a lot. It happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, especially unless you're affiliated with some kind of organized crime, um, you know, like, unless, unless you know a guy in, like, you know, some drug cartel or something like that, chances are if you go looking for a hitman on the Internet, it's just going to be an undercover cop. Unless you have connections. It, it's nine, nine times out of ten, it's just an undercover cop, and... That it's not going to end well for you. Well, and what's going to happen is, is it you know, let's say you get away with it, the woman's family is going to start you know calling everybody. You're going to get a feminist organization. They're going to hold some rally. 
and you know all of a sudden the cops are going to devote yeah. more resources to you than yeah. they would to an FBI well, investigation. Yeah, especially like I mean, you look at how I mean, there's all these internet memes about how the government is spending all these resources tracking people's mean tweets on Twitter rather than tracking like terrorists. Like they don't have the resources to track people who are, you know, jihadis because there's just that's just too much resources. But if you say a mean thing on Twitter, they're gonna hunt you down. So it's priorities. So here's the thing: like we've already established that the courts, the judges, they don't want to prosecute women. But if you're a guy, you know, w whenever something happens to a woman, the husband or boyfriend is suspect numero uno. And if you're going through a messy divorce, you are absolutely a suspect. So, you know, and then if you've paid a hitman, there's going to be a huge expenditure from your account. Like, let's say you, you paid him, you know, $50,000. Well, they're going to be like, okay, so what's this thing for $50,000? And if you can't justify it, like, oh, that's my summer home or something like that, they're going to be like, okay, well, yeah, so you, you bought $50,000 of Bitcoin, and they're going to suspect that, you know, you hired a hitman, and all eyes are going to be on you. And you're gonna, or you're gonna have an OJ situation where, even if you're acquitted of the murder or being affiliated with the murder, they're gonna do something to, you know, they're gonna admit evidence and they're gonna find you guilty and they're just gonna bankrupt you if they can't get you on the criminal. And then even if you win, you lose because think of all the legal costs you're going to incur trying to defend yourself from these murder charges. You would be better served by concealing a nest egg if you're married. You'd be better served by concealing a nest egg in like a trust fund or something for the express purpose of defending yourself in a divorce, creating a safe deposit box where you keep records of your wife's mental health issues, any criminal issues she has, any abusive issues, any of those types of things that come up and keep those in a safe place just in case and consider it insurance and make sure that you've got strong relationships with your children so that when she tries to lie to them, the children know what the truth is. Because I'll tell you what, kids hate to be lied to. And once the kids find out that one of their parents has lied to them, they turn on them so fast. So, you know, those are your, you know, take out the insurance policy and, um, you know, go from there. Yeah, just don't do anything illegal because it's going to catch up with you. This isn't like, you know, the 1920s with Al Capone. With modern forensic science, they can track every website you've been on. You know, if you go searching for, and, and you know, even if you, you use like some kind of uh, VPN or something, they can track all that. The government knows everything. Like, if I, if I was committing a crime the government would be able to find me so quickly. I'm not committing any crimes. So I'm not worried about getting doxxed by some dipshit on, like, um, you know, Tumblr or something like that. But if I was committing crimes, the government would find me so quickly. I mean, I used to work for military intel. Uh, I was a defense contractor at NSA for a few years. The government can find you if they want to. So don't give them a reason to want to find you by committing crimes. Just protect yourself as best you can. Um, you know, you can, don't tell, like, uh, Terrence Pop did a really good video of how to prepare for a divorce by hiding your assets when you see it coming and staying ahead of it. I would take that advice before I consider it anything like trying to hire a hitman. That's just asking for it. Yeah, Terrence Pop does a lot of really good videos that talk about hypergamy in relation to divorce. Um, definitely watch that content. Right. Um, 
We'll do one more question and then we'll bring in the next guest, guys. Right. Uh, let me just find one that can be answered quickly. Right. Question from the Elite Elite. Do we know what the success rate is between kids raised by single fathers compared to single mothers? Yes. There you go. <laughs> you wanted to answer quickly. Okay. Well, I, I I know that someone sent me a big dump of of documents, and I I passed them on to you, right. and you said there were some Actually, good studies in there. Yeah, I can't quote the exact study right now, but I can tell you this: the CDC has done studies on single mothers, and they found that single mothers are the number one abuser of children, followed by a close second of single mother's new boyfriend. They've also looked at outcomes of single parent families. Now, what they found is, is that uh, children, the best place for children is in the home of biological mom and biological dad who are married and, and practice family values, traditional family values. That is, that is the place where the children end up with the best outcomes. Now, after that, um, children have less problems in the home of single father than they do with a single mother. Um, in fact, before feminism, um, in divorce, fathers used to get custody of their children more often than moms did. So, and then they changed the paradigm completely. But now that yeah. you've got all these single mothers out there, it just turns to shit. And, you know, part of that's the welfare state, part of it's feminism, but it's all, it's all interrelated. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the welfare state wouldn't exist without feminism. Like people, right. like someone messaged me, like, wasn't World War One responsible for the welfare state? Like... No. Try to okay. How the fuck would World War One be responsible for a massive retirement pension system? Like that doesn't even make sense. One doesn't follow the other. Even during the Great Depression, people wanted jobs. They weren't like, give me free money when I'm old. They just wanted jobs. They wanted the depression to be over. Uh, Milton Friedman did a really good video about um, Social Security, how it had to be sold to people. The government wanted Social Security. The people didn't want Social Security. The, and the progressives used women to get their agenda passed. Like, if you look at all the constitutional amendments that were passed as soon as women got the vote, it's staggering. That's what that's what it was all about. As soon as women got the vote, they knew they had a constituency that valued security more than freedom. And so they got all kinds of amendments passed, all kinds of bullshit passed, because now they had the constituency that would support it. They couldn't get it passed before, but now that they had women, they, they could get their agenda passed, and they did. So it's it's absolutely the female vote. It's not World War One. That's insane. Sweet. Right now, moving on to our next guest, guys. His name is Rock Dog. Okay. He's in his mid fifties, retired, two kids, veteran in the Air Force, six years, uh, veteran in the Army, two years. Hmm. Okay. Uh, divorced, ten years. Lives on an acreage in the mountains where he raised and trained rock runners. He started listening to the TFM show and realized that you had a way of expressing yourselves in, in a way that he couldn't. He'd like to speak to you and inform the younger audience about what he learned from going through the shitstorm, which is Divorce Corp. There we go. Another, right. another one of these stories. At least married couples aren't coming to me for marriage advice. That was weird. <laughs> That was a weird That's little. Creepy. Yeah, that was a weird it's phase. So weird. Come on. But yeah, but why? Not, it doesn't make sense. They yeah, probably wanted like, you to cut the husband. I, I don't know. <laughs> you want to be the bull so, in the relationship? I guess. Look, you, you need to see it this way. A good idea is a good idea. It doesn't matter who's 
you know, right. Maybe. It, okay. You know? So people All are right. going to come to you and they're going to answer you. Mm. Right, so anyway, let's All right, here we go. Show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Give me 10 seconds. Rock, rock, uh, rock dog, are you there? Sorry. Yeah. Hey, 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 fellas. How's it going? Hey. We're good. Well, aside from we had some some technical issues earlier, but hope, I think we might be through it. Knock on wood. Yeah, I've been watch, following along on Twitch, so I kind of I saw that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have a like a a USB splitter that's also a um, headphone stand, and for whatever reason, if the cord jiggles, like everything disconnects, and you know because i was live it's fine okay so hopefully it doesn't happen while we're talking but if it does i apologize rot dog before we get started make sure you mute your twitch if you don't shut it down yeah i would just close yeah. the tab if i were you yeah just close it yeah it's I, it. I muted it already okay. it was on my tv oh okay see i told you people watch it on tv people didn't believe me yeah this tv is cooler shit man I, I i went in to get my uh laptop fixed and the guy in the computer store um, showed me this little thing. I mean, it's like it's about the size of a Twinkie, and it's a fully functioning computer. Oh yeah, is it like a is it like a dongle that goes in your HDMI? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool as shit ever. There you go. Is it like a Roku, or is it like a uh, like an Apple TV or something like that? No, it's it's like a fully functioning Microsoft computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, it's they like have one of those pies. You're right. Oh, like a raspberry pie? Yeah. Okay, Okay. cool. All right, so um, tell us your tale of divorce and Rottweilers and whatever else you wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I kind of had a theme, you know, that I wanted to bring up on the show. But, yeah, I can kind of go through my history a little bit. I, I don't want to drag the well, show down too well, much. Well, no, uh, like what whatever, you whatever you wanted, whatever you came on the show, like Kat made it seem like you wanted to talk about your history. But if you want to talk about something specific or whatever you want, I mean, you're the guest. Mikase Sukasa. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. Here's something interesting. Uh, you know, just kind of a little funny side story is um, um, one of the things you and I have in common is I was raised by my grandparents too. I, I was a bastard child, and I was about I don't know ten or twelve years old, and I was looking for something. I was digging through the bottom of my grandfather's closet, and I ran across this shoebox, and I opened up this shoebox, and I found a birth certificate for me, and you know. You know, a 10, 12 year old kid. I'm curious, you know, so I started reading this birth certificate and I got down to where it says um, a father and it listed my grandfather's name and I fucking freaked out and put put it back in the box and just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> and I come to find out later that uh, my grandparents had actually adopted me. Um, and so I was adopted my, by my grandparents when I was first born. And um, in the state that I live in, what they do is when you're adopted, they actually give issue you a new birth certificate with your adopted parents' names on it. They do that everywhere. Oh, okay, I didn't know if that was state specific or what. Yeah, yeah, they they do that. Yeah, anytime you get adopted or anytime there's like a a major change in paternity, they will issue a complete uh, birth certificate. And now they even do it with name changes. Well, do they do it like if you're transgender and you want your birth certificate to say the opposite biological sex? Probably in San Francisco. There you go. 
Yeah, which is really kind of funny because the more I got to think about it, I thought, God, that's really like legal fraud. Well, no, because now, I mean, I talked about this in my gay traps video. You know, man versus woman has gone from biological sex to gender, and gender is whatever you want. So the term man and woman is now meaningless. It's eventually going to go away. It's going to go back to biological sex. But for the time being, the sky's the limit. So you might as well use it to your advantage. Claim to be like a black, transgendered, lesbian Muslim so you can get like affirmative action on your side. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I hadn't, you know, planned to get to that quite yet, but I actually use that to my advantage because I actually have a birth name now that I can actually use as an alias um, and have. And, you know, so I'm I'm starting to get myself set up to where I have a complete off-grid alias that I can use. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, they're good. Good for you. Yeah. So, anyway... um, yeah, I, I was, like, been in MGTOW pretty much for, like, the last 10 years, decade or whatever. And, right. of course, I never heard of the term until about a year ago. And, it, it, ironically, it was I was watching one of Terrence Pop's videos. And in, in, uh, the first one I watched was his one on rules of a gunfight because there was, you know, a lot of guys. I, I would just, you know, save the video and shared it because, you know, you see a lot of these guys that are kind of armchair commandos that you know have never been on a two-way range but you know they know all about what combat's like right yeah so anyway it's xxy right yeah right yeah yeah and with the up arrow right yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah so anyway um then i got to you know watching some of pop's videos and you know that was the first time i'd ever heard the term migtow and so i was like MGTOW? What the fuck's MGTOW? So I started, you know, going on and watching and, you know, some videos and, and I, you know, kind of all over the place, you know, watching um, Barbarossa and Angry MGTOW and, um, yeah, I can't remember the guy's name in Canada that does him. He's really Sandman. And, um, and then I finally ran across yours and I started listening. And one of the things I think that, you know, kind of struck me was kind of consistent for a lot of the MGTOW because they seem to be kind of stuck in the red pill rage phase. And I kept watching the videos and and kind of saying to myself, okay, and, and, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, you keep, you're just kind of stuck in, in Neverland, you know? Well, there's, there's two reasons for that. One, they could themselves be stuck in the red pill rage, or they could just be going for the largest audience because as you move farther along the grief cycle, the pool of MGTOW that you're addressing gets smaller and smaller. And actually, a lot of times, a lot of guys, once you've once you've reached self-actualization, you'll leave. Like, I've had people who tell me that they've really liked my content, they've been following me for a couple years, but they're basically ready to move on, and they were just saying goodbye. So I, I feel I feel happy for them. I don't. I wish them well. Um, you know, it, it, I'm sorry to see their shekels go and their views and everything like that. But honestly, I'm happy for them now. But if you're somebody who's like trying to be like a professional YouTuber, you don't necessarily want to get to a point where you're losing viewers because you're helping them along in their journey and they end up like leaving. You want to be able to maintain your viewers. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense to cater to men in the red pill rage because it's an earlier stage. So you're going to have a larger pool of men to address. And if you keep them there, they're not going to move forward and they're not going to end up leaving. 
So it's the same thing like, you know, like InfoWars. Like Alex Jones just talks all this shit, gets everybody riled up about like, you know, FEMA is coming to enslave them and the frogs are turning gay. And it gets people tuning in every week. That's how he makes his money. So right. I, I get it. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I, I guess what I was getting to, though, is you were the, one of the first um, MGTOW YouTubers that kind of went beyond that and started talking right. about, okay, and then what? Right. Well, I mean, are you, are you familiar with Spetsnaz? Because he was really good when it comes to moving past the red pill rage and self-actualization. Another channel, which is, I, I really miss this guy, is the Truth Over Everything. Now, he shut his channel down. There's a guy called Cordwiner Bird that mirrors his old videos. But, like, the problem is there's no thumbnails, there's no description, so all the links he would provide in all of his videos are gone. But you could watch his old videos. He, he was one of the greats. He's actually helped mentor me when I was brand new. But, unfortunately, he shut his channel down. So, you know, such is life. Yeah, well, those are definitely interesting and something I'll, I'll look for, for sure. But I guess what I was looking at is I kind of had to figure it out on my own and you know so i started watching your videos like yeah that's right yeah that's right you know and it was really refreshing to actually hear somebody saying this and especially with you and a combination of ddj because it's like all the crap that he talks about you know in divorce court you know right. it's like that's all the shit i live man i went through that shit so i'm uh, sorry you know yeah <laughs> now don't be because you know it, it turned out to my favor and that's kind of the the emphasis that I kind of wanted to bring to the show, maybe, is to encourage young MGTOWs. It's like, hey, you know what? I get the red pill rage. But at some point, you know what? Put it behind you and start living your life. And that's what I've done. I mean, you know, 10 years, basically 10 years after my divorce and going through that red pill rage, I'm divorced, living on a mountain, living living life large, man. Right. Yeah. No, so that's... you're not the Unabomber. <laughs> right. Hopefully not. Well, I can neither, I can neither confirm or die that, deny yeah, it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Well, a guy has to have something to live for. Right, you gotta have a hobby. Right. right. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, I got, you gotta have some hobbies, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, so anyway, fine. yeah, um, I just wanted to encourage you know other you know especially young McDowell's you know and actually that was one another point I wanted to talk about too is the fact that. Um, even Jordan Peterson said that, you know, that MGTOWs are just a bunch of um, guys, who, you know, older divorced guys who are just trying to corrupt young men and keep them from getting marriage. Right. Which is I, I found hilarious because for me, it was just the opposite. It's like I wasn't a MGTOW trying to convince other young men. I found out about MGTOW through the younger guys. Well, it's a stereotype that fits their um, pre like. It's the same reason why MGTOW have to be these bitter virgins who can't get laid. It's not because it's true. It's not because it, you know, they've actually researched anything and they've come to this conclusion through observable reality. It's because it fits their agenda to believe that. So it fits their agenda to believe that MGTOW are bitter virgins who can't get laid or bitter divorced men who've been fucked over in family court. But, you know, they just haven't found the right one and there's good women out there. Because... That's their narrative. And the thing is, here's, and I've said this several times, but let me emphasize it again. Women are not the problem. The system is the problem. It's not that women are bad. Women are the same as they've always been. 
the reason why fertility is dog shit, the reason why marriage is dog shit, isn't because women have been fundamentally changed or they've been brainwashed by the Jews or even by feminism. The problem isn't that feminism changed women. The problem is feminism changed the laws and it changed society. Women are the same. They're the same as they've always been. Yeah, absolutely. I, you're not getting any argument. Right. Me. So, like, like you know, it, it's not like we don't. I don't hate women. I don't think most MGTOW hate women. There might be some men who are just like really fresh to MGTOW who are still deep in the red pill rage, who do hate women. They're the minority. And honestly, well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of MGTOW that even still sleep with women and still date with women. They right. Just don't cohabitate with them. They don't. They don't marry them, and they don't. Yeah, I mean, MGTOW by its nature is individualistic. There is no like stereotypical MGTOW. There are there there are the the monks. There's the purple pillars. There's the PUA MGTOW. There's MGTOW come in all shapes and sizes, colors, persuasions. So you yeah. know, yeah, th I used to be one of those guys for many years. I, I you know for probably about the first six seven years or so after I divorced, I was pretty much. Uh, you know, MGTOW, but I slept, still slept with women and stuff, but, right. you know, and I've kind of become a MGTOW monk, not because I'm like, you know, like, no, like no, become like this, my, it just became, well, my thing was, yeah, the, the, well, as Barbarossa would say, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. My line was when yes means yes became a law where now I had to worry about a false rape accusation. Um, if I didn't get affirmative consent, which women never give you. Women never, and even if they do give you affirmative consent, they could just take it back and lie. And it's up to you to prove you didn't rape her, to prove you had consent, but you can't. So basically, you're at her mercy if she decides to press charges. And that's when I said, fuck that. Because I've been falsely accused before. It's like a one and done. It's something you don't want to go through twice. So that's when I, I checked out. I tapped out, cashed in my chips, got my sex toys, yeah. my, my VR goggles, and I never looked back. Missing out, ladies. You're missing out on all this sweet chimpanzee loving. <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, really true and valid. And, and I kind of went through that same, you know, or kind of came to that same conclusion, which is ironic. I was actually talking with one of the other guys in chat when I was trying to get ready for this show, you know, just to have everything set up. And, you know, during my single days when I was kind of a pickup artist, which I didn't know at the time either because it wasn't a term, but... Um, one of the things that I discovered is that women like sex pretty rough and they really have a lot of like rape fantasies and stuff. And yeah. to the point where most women wanted stuff that made me really uncomfortable. You know, it's like, for example, one gal really had these really strong rape fantasies, you know, right. and she wanted me to act them out with her. But I started to think about it. I was like, God, you know, that sounds really exciting and all. But, you know, I don't want you to like get pissed off and change your mind and all of a sudden you call the cops on me exactly you know? well i mean there was we had that that german guy who was like into bdsm and he like this girl wanted to for him to you know be that rape fantasy and it just he did not happen the way she expected it to <laughs> but, uh, That's true. Yeah. Well, but was he really into BDSM though? I don't think he was. I think he was just using that as a front to try and get in there. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's Germany. Who fucking knows? Germany's weird. I mean, they elected a woman to be their prime minister, so they're all kinds of fucked up. No disrespect, Stoneheart. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> don't just don't mention the, you know, whatever the the pastries. Right. 
he gets really pissed off when you mention the pastries. Good to know. Anyway. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to touch on, too, is the fact that I think, you know, a lot of MGTOWs really get hung up on the whole male versus female dichotomy. And you already kind of addressed this, that MGTOWs, you know, we don't hate women. What no. we do is we hate the system. And right. one of the things that I've I've really recognized over the years is this isn't about feminism. It isn't about women. It is what DDJ and I talked about the other day is. Um, the Marxist collectivists, you know, basically took over the feminism movement. And feminism is nothing more than Marxist collectivism in, in another name. Well, actually, um, there's a video. Marx didn't really invent the thing. Like, if Marx was never born, there would still be collectivism. It would just would have been attributed to someone else. And women are natural collectivists because they're smaller and weaker. They have to cooperate more. So they're drawn to collectivist ideologies. So, you know, it it's not they're it's not that they're uh, consciously marxist it's that they value i mean just think of like female nature women value security more than freedom freedom women are used to submitting to men they're used to relying on men so it's very easy to transition from relying on men to relying on the government so it's yeah, absolutely a, it's just one of those things where you know women are behaving exactly as they're they've always behaved the problem is we've created this system and it's really it didn't start with marx it actually started with the french revolution uh marcus of the channel the groundwork for the metaphysics of MGTOW talked about the philosophical roots of feminism were laid in the french revolution and in fact that's where egalitarianism came from this whole concept of equality gender equality social equality that all came from the french revolution not the american revolution and it's been a fucking horror show but People think that it's like this great thing, and then when the consequences happen, the predictable consequences of all this equality bullshit, um, they want to blame the Jews or the Muslims. They want to blame everyone else other than they, they still think equality is great. They still think equality is the bee's knees, even when it clearly doesn't work, and it's actually the problem. Like, you can have a system where people are treated justly, but you're not going to have an equal system. You can have freedom or you can have equality, but you can't have both. But, but no one, people don't want to admit that because, you know, they they feel they don't think they don't look at history. I don't know. Uh, yeah, agreed. I I think that uh, the only reason I use Marxist, you know, is is because it's kind of become coined as as the term, you know, to describe right, collectivism. Right. But you're no, right. I, I mean, there's lots of different names, you know, for collectivism. No, I, I know, I know, like, but a lot of people throw around Marxism, and the, the white nationalists tend to pick up on this. They want to blame the Jews for women's behavior. Like, oh, it's not that women uh, need their rights taken away, or that, you know, all this egalitarianism has gone too far. It's that these poor women have been brainwashed by feminism and Jews, and we just need to get rid of all the Jews, and then the women will wake up, and they'll, they'll be correct again. It's like, no. It's this is female nature. It's not they were brainwashed by Jews. Uh, Marxism just kind of tapped into what was already there. It didn't create anything. It wasn't that like women were these these little angels, and then the evil feminists came and lied to them and brainwashed them. This is what women have always been. And if you look at history, the solution to these problems is very apparent. But people, like, you know, I've, I've laid it out. You have to tie responsibility and rights together. You can't just 
pretend women are equal to men and treat them as such because it's not going to end well, but people don't want to admit that. They want to pretend men and women are equal for whatever reason, because they're playing politics, because of whatever, and it just doesn't work. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, how else I've laid it out I've, in clear terms. I've shown the research. You know, the West is dying. Women aren't having kids. They're being replaced by immigrants. That's not the immigrants' fault. They were invited here. Right. So, I think you, okay. Guys, quick one. Question from the chat is from Cody in Texas. TFM, what's the best way to run a society after the collapse? Uh, well, I mean, priority one is going to be survival. So you're going to probably, I mean, depending on how bad it gets, uh, you're going to have to have, you know, uh, private property. You're going to have to have, like, some kind of capitalism. And you look at the history. Uh, again, history is, is your friend here. Look at the early history of the colonies in the United States. In when the uh, look at Jamestown, like just Google the history of Jamestown. When the colony was first established, they tried socialism. They tried having communal property, and they had what was known as the starving time, where like 80% of the colony starved to death, and there was like cannibalism and everything. It was it was fucking horrible, and eventually, uh, they abandoned communal property in favor of private property, and then the starving time ended. So obviously, the solution is you have to have private property, you have to have capitalism, I mean, just as a bare minimum. Now, when it comes to political systems, like, do you want a democracy, a republic? I think the Constitution was more or less right. There are some tweaks I would make regarding, you know, to prevent the two-party system, because the two-party system is fucking bullshit. Uh, but, you know, the Constitution wasn't about that, but there, there probably should have been protections written in to prevent the political parties, because really the party system is what's fucked uh, American politics up so bad. But, you know, the Constitution was good. It was a good document. Um, and it didn't give women the right to vote. It actually only gave landowners the right to vote because there was no income tax. Everything was based on property. So the taxpayers, like what I talk, when I talk about only taxpayers should vote, only people who are subject to the draft should vote, that's the founding fathers would have agreed with me. I mean, it sounds horribly radical and extreme and not just in a cool 90s way in 2017 to say stuff like that. But if this were the 1700s, guys would be like, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. This whole concept that everyone should just get all these rights without any responsibilities would have been laughed at. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm 100% agreement with you. I've actually had these discussions with people who are actually willing to listen that the only way to save Western civilization is to turn back the clock a little bit yeah. and restrict voting rights to only those who have skin in the game. Right. Like, I just watched the Peter Schiff podcast where he was talking about restricting voting rights, basically raising the voting age from 18 to 25. Because you have all these college kids that have never had a job voting for Bernie Sanders because they don't fucking know how economics works. So it is what it is. Yeah, uh, now, and I, and I think that that won't fly just because. You know, no, you, well, you can't. Yeah, you you're can't. Identifying a group. You can't take voting rights away once you've given them because the people who will be affected will never vote to allow their rights to be taken away. Once you give the voting rights to the person, it, it's too late. You're past the point of no return. Now, I do want to address one thing because someone's probably going to bring this up. Because any when anytime somebody kind of points to the uh, the 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 Constitution and stuff like that as like the correct path, people bring up slavery and everything like that and the uh, one quarter rule or three-quarter rule, however that worked, that was because the North needed to work with the South to fight the British. 
there, the people in the North were very anti-slavery, but they knew they needed the South's help if they were going to survive against the British. So they made a tactical decision to basically put the slave issue off the table so that they could fight the British together. And as soon as the British were taken out, there, the Civil War happened. Just like after World War II, when the, the Allies allied with the Soviets, as soon as the, the Nazis were defeated and Imperial Japan was defeated, the Cold War started. So once their common enemy was taken out, they fought each other. But the reason why there was like a three-fourths rule or however, I can't remember the exact thing, but the reason why slaves were considered less of a person than a regular person was so that the South didn't get more delegates because it was all based on population. So that was a compromise with the South to limit the amount of delegates and congressmen the South would get. And it was actually f from the North to limit the spread of slavery and the influence of the South. So, But a lot of people especially like pro-blacks and black nationalists, talk about how racist the founding fathers were and how racist the Constitution is because slavery was practiced by, back then. But the North did what it could. It tried to abolish slavery, and it realized it needed the South in order to fight the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812 and all those other wars. But as soon as their common enemies were defeated, the Civil War happened and the slaves were freed. So it, it happened as soon as it could. So don't you have to you have to put history in its proper context, just like you know people saying, oh, why did the U.S. work with with uh, Russian communists in World War II and then turn against them? Oh, so America is pro-communist because it worked with the Soviet Union in World War II. Well, yeah, it had to because it had bigger fish to fry. So it just okay. I, I, I wanted to just point that out because I know someone's probably going to bring it up in the comment section. Right, uh, another question that I want to. Uh, get answered. It's from Dirty Boy Three Hundred. TFM. Why would a government want to trade in their high-class working population with third-world welfare people? Their children will end up on welfare, so they don't end up paying taxes. Wouldn't it be simpler, to, simpler to promote reproduction to the native population? Immigration doesn't make sense. Well, the native population isn't having kids, so they don't really have a choice. You know, if your native population isn't reproducing, you kind of have to do something. And um, the welfare state is a Ponzi scheme. So if your native population isn't reproducing, you have to do something in order to keep this Ponzi scheme going. And so what they've decided is if the native population isn't going to reproduce, they're going to have immigrants. Now, the choice of who to immigrate, it's two factors. One, it's whoever's willing to immigrate. The poor and desperate are willing to immigrate more than the people who are relatively well off. Like people in Eastern Europe may be like, oh, it'd be nice to go live in the West, but eh, I'm not that desperate. Whereas people in like Africa and the Middle East are like, oh God, please, I need to get out of here. It fucking sucks. You know, so well, and I think that also, um, just so we're on the same page, I know I've said this on other on other streams. I'm going to say it again. The only uh, countries where the native population is not producing is countries that have embraced feminism. Right. No, I've I've did two videos about this because the distributist, who's like a traditionalist, was like, "Oh, there's a deep problem. You know, these cultures aren't reproducing. We need to address this." I'm like, "Okay, here I'll solve it for you. The problem is women have too many rights, and you need to take the rights away to raise the fertility rate." And then, you know, I did the puppy mill solution, which is like a tongue-in-cheek, saying that if we took all women's rights away, locked them up in cages, and raped them like a puppy mill, we we can make a fertility rate of over six, so we could triple our population every generation. 
if we absolutely positively needed to increase our population, that's all I gotta do is just lock women in cages and rape them like a puppy mill. Now, we don't need to go to that extreme, so we don't need to take all of their rights away. We can treat them like basic human beings, like, like children. I mean, children can't vote, but they have basic human rights. You can't murder them or enslave them or, or anything like that. So that's all I'm talking about. You don't need to like lock women up in cages, but you just, they shouldn't vote. Shit like that is the problem. And I did, in my video, I talked to these studies which show that when you give, when you allow women to be educated, when you allow them to have careers, the fertility rate goes to absolute shit. So what do you do? How do you prevent women from getting educated and having careers without taking their rights away? Like, you call it whatever you want. You know, tiptoe through the tulips, give it whatever fucking name you want. That's the, the, the solution. And it's an... It is the only solution. And in fact, religious conservatives, they agree with me. They just don't want to admit it because they talk about, oh, we need to have this revival of religion. Um, well, these religious communities restrict women's rights. Like if you go to these Sharia communities that are run by Muslims, they restrict women's rights. Now, they don't have the sanction of the government. They kind of go outside the law to restrict women's rights, but that's how they do it. Yeah, so, they do it with vigilante mobs. Yeah, they do vigilante mobs. They use Sharia courts. But that's their solution. They, they, the way they do it is they restrict women's rights. So these religious conservatives who want to bring back family values through religion, they're talking about taking away women's rights, but they're not doing it honestly. I'm doing it honestly. I'm telling you straight up, we need to take women's rights away. But my solution doesn't require a magical sky genie that wants 10% of your income. Because I'm just, 15. I'm just telling you straight up, just take their rights away and you solve the problem. But unfortunately, yeah, you know, you don't want to do that because it, it'll upset the women's. We need the women's. Yeah, actually, you, you mentioned the Sharia, you mentioned the Sharia community, but it's also true. I've noticed a an uprise in the small Christian communities where they're actually creating their own spaces and stuff, and they're going back to kind of the old school biblical stuff, and they're doing exactly the same thing. They're taking women's rights away. They're having mm -hmm. multiple wives. You know, they're kind of living Old Testament. Yep. I mean, that's that's right, how, so, how you do it. Uh, next question from the chat. It's from Imbudox. He says, I'm not part of the native population, but I'm red-pilled. I'm, okay. I'm willing to reproduce. Any comments on my situation would be glad for us some input. Don't well, get divorce raped. Yeah, I mean, honestly, your best bet if you want to... Re like, I, I want the artificial womb to be a thing. I think the artificial womb, sex robots, that could really turn things around. Because here's the thing. If you're not going to give men their authority over women, then women need to be replaced with something that men can have authority over. Because that's the, what's missing in the family, is male authority. So if men can have sex robots and artificial wombs, well, robots don't have rights. So a man has de facto authority over his children and his family because it's not a it's not a human woman it's just a robot it's just a ziploc bag and that restores male authority without upsetting the precious women's so if you're not going to take women's rights away then you can replace them with sex robots or artificial wounds and whatnot um now obviously women are the original sex robots but you have to be willing to <laughs> you, you have to be, you have to be willing true. to do it but like, if you're not willing right. to, to solve the problem because you don't want to piss off the women's then you you have to embrace the technology that allows men to artificially restore their authority by taking women out of the equation because right now obviously the children belong to the woman you know the man's just a sperm donor and an atm hey uh we still here yeah we're still here yes do, do, are we are we not 
Uh, the stream says it's still going. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, my, my point is, is uh, uh, <laughs> men have this authority over a robot because robots have no rights. So if you want to reproduce, unless you want to wait for the artificial womb and whatnot, surrogacy is your best bet. The problem is, is those doors are being shut. A lot of countries are restricting uh, if a single man can use the surrogacy services of their citizens. Um, or if, you know, like India used to be a big thing for surrogacy and then they passed laws saying that non-Indians couldn't use Indian women for surrogacy. You know, shit like that. So, I don't hey, know. I came up with a theory on that. You want to okay. hear it? Sure. Yeah, so when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, so how do us MGTOWs get children? And I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, you know, if you look at the political correctness of our society, it's like if you get a buddy and you both want kids, what you do is you both say, hey, we're a gay couple and we want to have children. So you either, you know, get them through surrogacy or you adopt them, which they'll allow a gay couple to adopt. But they won't allow a single straight man. Right. Um, I mean, that's fine, but you really have to trust your buddy. Because, you know, the buddy, because, you know, I've lost friends. You know, we've had falling outs and stopped being friends after a while for whatever reason. And now he can divorce rape you if he wants. So you got to be careful. Right. Well, what I was thinking is, is you, you know, like if you want two kids and he wants two kids or whatever, you go and you adopt four kids. Right. And then you just, you say, okay, these two kids are yours. These two kids are mine. And you go about living your own lives. Well, you know, they've, science has determined that they can create an egg from a skin cell. So for the sake of, uh, you know, gene diversity, you don't necessarily want to clone yourself because then, you know, you, there's no biodiversity from that. So you can find like a buddy of yours who wants kids and be like, okay, so we're going to, you know, for this kid, we're going to mix your sperm with my skin cell. And then for this kid, we're going to mix my sperm with your skin cell. And then we each have our kid. And there you go. I actually yeah, think... I actually. I actually favor gene editing over cyber cyberization. Like a lot of people are like, I want to like uh, the transcendence. I want to become a computer. Um, I'm not. I'm I'm fine with people who want to do that. I actually think the solution isn't with, you know, grafting cyborg limbs to your body. I think it's more about editing our genes and like, uh, doing things like that. Is it CRISPR stuff like CRISPR? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I'm not. I'm not I can't say yeah, where, one way or another. Where they where they remove certain aspects of someone's like the negative parts of someone's genes, and they, you know, put some. You know, they change it up and put some. Right, because you know, a lot of a lot of diseases are genes. genetic. So if you can edit the gene, you can actually remove a lot of diseases. And then, of course, you know, you can if we somehow if we understand the human genome we could determine things like what genes control iq what genes control susceptibility to diseases physicality appearance and you can just you can create a kid that looks like you but it's like all your best features with none of your worst features and then you could use right. like a, a, a another don't like you and a couple guys can get together and you can all basically say okay so we're going to take all of our best features we're going to create children and they're all going to have our best features so you know, right. again, you I want to I want to create what I call the I call it the Primark project, and we take all the best attributes of all the races. And we just have to mix them up. So we want like someone who's smart as Einstein, who runs as fast as Usain Bolt, who's as big as Brock Lesnar, um, you know, who's just like who's a kung fu master like Bruce Lee. And we just like combine them all into like one person. 
It'd be fucking awesome. It'd be like superheroes. You what? Unless they went insane. Well, I mean, I don't know. Why would they? Why would they go insane? I don't know. I mean, that I guess happens in the I, comics. Right. Well, I guess. Well, there are people. Uh, <laughs> someone was posting on Twitter. They had, they took a poll, saying that if a if a computer was proven to be smarter than a human, would you let the computer make decisions? And people were like no, like they just and also people are arguing about the ethics of gene editing, like eliminating diseases and creating better people. Like oh, that's unethical. Like why? How is that unethical? Oh, because, you know, I'm a loser and I don't want to be thought of as a loser. It's like, well, I don't give a shit. Well, that's like the feminists that oppose uh, sex robots. And, you know, there's even a woman out there now who's calling herself like a robot ethicist who says, oh, you know, this is just, you know, promoting object objectification right. of women. But the reality is, is it so do dildos. Right. Yeah, for, for, well, you know, I thought that um, VR porn would be safe from that because it's not a robot. I mean, right. you could somewhat argue that a robot is a person because whatever, you know, people are stupid. But porn is porn. There's no artificial intelligence. It's just a video game. But feminists are there's a there's an article. I didn't do a video on it, but feminists are arguing that VR porn is bad because it teaches men to objectify women. Like well, po all porn does from that argument. The only thing is, is VR porn is more realistic. But yes, right. they'll women. They they complain like oh you're catcalling me like someone actually posted on Twitter this Jessica Valenti tweet where she's talking about how catcalling needs to stop and then two months later she's saying I miss catcalling like the same right. feminist bitching like get rid of catcalling it's so sexist oh I miss I miss the attention I miss when men would catcall me and make me feel good about myself it's like God this is why women will bitch no matter what literally no matter what like just stop listening to them. That's why they. That's why they're called bitches. Because all they do is bitch. That's why the words match. Yeah, I tell you what, Turd, you're really onto something too with this genetic mapping thing. Because I, you know where the science is coming from for this right now. From uh, scientists. From. Well, it's coming no from research Gender studies in, in dog breeding. Um, we're breeding right now. We're basically doing genetic mapping on dog breeds. So what you do is. Um, during the you know um, high-level breeders, what you do is you go in and you or map the genetics of the particular dogs, and then you basically um, filter out any of those negative uh, traits. Right. Raw and, dog. Well, because well, because no, because I, I have a I have a quick question. Raw dog. Yeah. Go ahead. So so. You said that they're breeding feminists. No. Reading feminist. No. No, no. no. As as in dogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Sorry, that flew right over. Yeah. There. No, I I knew it was I a joke, it just wasn't very good. Sorry. I'm sorry, man. No, it's okay. No, I've I've made some I've made some stinkers before. I can't I can't judge. No, but it's it's interesting yeah, no, that seriously they... when you're talking about animals, you take the ethics out of it. So right. now one and once the technology is developed for animals uh, people are going to find uses for it. Like, hey, we've been doing this for with dogs for decades. This could really help, you know, solve things like Alzheimer's and cancer and other diseases that are linked to genes. Why don't we use this technology? And once it's been perfected for animals, it, it'll it'll be a lot easier for humans to adapt it to the for human use. So it's you know it's just, it's unfortunate that 
the process is so slow and all the the retards are going to complain how unethical it is because you know they have shit genes and they don't want to have to compete with people with better genes you know because you ever seen the movie Gattaca it's like an old it's like an older movie from yeah. like the 90s where it's a, in the future everybody's like a, a t- like a test tube baby and everybody has these these really good genes but the people who are born the quote unquote old fashioned way they have all these errors in their genes because they weren't you know grown in labs so no one wants to hire them to do jobs because they figure oh this guy is going to have a heart attack in like 10 years so I'm going to hire someone who does, who has good genes rather than this person so this basically the movie's about this guy who wants to be an astronaut but because he was born the old-fashioned way no one will hire him he's like a janitor uh, but he ends up there's like this disabled rich guy who who has the good genes who he basically supports him and then the guy in the wheelchair gives him his dna like scrapes off skin cells and hair for him to like throw into these sensors so he can pretend to be a quote normal person so that he can be an astronaut so that's what the movie's about it's about him like uh, trying to live in this society with the with the bad genes where he's discriminated against, but it, the thing is, is that kind of society would be good because, like in that society, everybody lived into their hundreds because all these genetic diseases that were causing premature death were eliminated through the gene editing, and of course, everybody looked like a GQ model. All the men were attractive, all the women were attractive because they had the the gene editing. So it's kind of, yeah, it sucks for that minority of people who are born the quote-unquote old-fashioned way who can't compete. But you know what? The the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in the dog breeding community, what they're doing is, you know, there used to be this, um, you know, people used to say all the time, it's like, well, you don't want to, you know, a purebred because um, they're going to have, you know, they're more likely to have genetic right problems right but what they've done is because of the genetic mapping and the research and you know really strict breeding programs it's actually turning around and it's actually the opposite now if you have a really top-notch breeder they're selectively breeding out any of the dogs that have the markers and the purebreds are going to become the healthiest dogs well, it just requires a lot more work. You can't just willy-nilly breed dogs that are like first cousins and not expect to get a bunch of like weird mutant retard dogs. But if you're a serious breeder, you can, you know, and of course if you have technology and stuff on your side. Yeah, you could do all kinds of weird shit. It's just a matter of, you know, obviously we're talking about really expensive breeds of dogs. It probably justifies the cost, but the average person they're not going to see the benefit to the exorbitant cost to breed some kind of super dog. No, not now, but the technology is there and it's just like anything else. As it gets used more and more, it's going to become the, the standard and it already is. And then that's going to be that savings, you know, for, through mass production, for lack of a better term, is going to make it affordable for everyone. Right. No, I think that's the fu- that's what I, that's the future I want. That's the transhumanism I want. Like a lot of people are looking forward to like this transcendence moments where they become a computer and they live forever. But I think that's not going to happen. Like you can copy your brain activity onto a computer, but it's not going to be you any more than your twin brother is you. It's just going to be a a copy of your brain. So the computer will think it's you. But it's not going. It's not like your your consciousness. It's not like you're going to fall asleep and wake up in a computer. Just a copy of you is going to be on this computer. It's like you, you ever watch the old Batman the animated series show back in like the '90s or early 2000s. 
There was an episode. There was a there was this computer called Hardack, and it made like a robot clone of Bruce Wayne, who thought he was the real Bruce Wayne. And so he met with this guy who invented Hardack, thinking like, "Help! I'm I'm actually Batman. I'm I, my brain has been put into a robot shell." Um, and then the guy was like, "No, you're not a man trapped in a robot's body. You are a robot. Period." And he's like, "No, I." I remember my parents' names. I remember birthdays. I have a past. And he's like, no, you have information, data, that could have been collected in any number of sources. Like, do you remember your favorite song? Your last kiss? The last time you ate a really good steak? Like, do you remember anything other than cold hard facts? And he's like, no. So then he realized he's just a robot. So that, that's how I see this whole downloading my consciousness into a robot thing. It's not going to be you becoming a computer. It's going to be a copy of you on a computer that will think it's you. Right. But it's not going to yeah, be you. I yeah, I didn't particularly see that particular show, but while you were describing it, it had me thinking back to the last movie I watched, which was that latest um, um, end of the world movie with that chick, Milo Jovovich. You know, and that was no, was it wasn't that Resident Evil piece of shit movie, was it? Yeah, it was. God, why do you why movie. are you watching those? I like I checked out after the first one. The first one was such dog shit. I was like, what well, the fuck I, are they doing with Resident Evil? Yeah, oh, I haven't actually. watched any of them in years, and so I watched this movie, and that was one of the things that just blew me away: is what a fucking feminist shitball this whole right. thing was. Well, it was no, unbelievable. But in, I, in, I, I, I like the movie, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I do well, have an affinity for zombie movies. Like, but it's not even. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good zombie movie. It was like a low budget piece of shit. And the whole thing is, is she they made have tits. they made Mila Jovovich's character, like she's like a. She's like a super soldier. Yeah, so she has like yeah. superpowers and everything like that. So it's, it makes no sense. Because here's the thing. if Even if you use technology to make, give a woman super strength, she would have muscle. Like, how would a woman have super strength but still have the arms of a woman? Like, it doesn't make any no, sense. No, it would, like, even, even if you had dense muscle fibers, there would, just by lifting heavy things, you would develop muscle. You would get, like... Like a female bodybuilder, you wouldn't be like a slender, attractive woman if you had super strength. You would develop yeah, muscle. I, yeah. But I mean, like, I, guys, I didn't, I didn't oh, watch it. I know, no, for, you've like, you know, you, science. I, I watched it. I've lost all respect <laughs> you for it you. For the chick, yeah, you're into yeah, small. You're into small-breasted white and women. Zombies. Yeah, and she has small and tits. Zombies. She has little tits. She is. She's part of the itty bitty titty committee. Right. Right. Yeah, it was really funny watching the movie because it, it was like it, the whole theme was so feminist, you know, yeah. and in the entire show, it was unbelievable. You know, all the men were evil. All the men, um, you know, ended up dying in the end and yeah. all the women were were all good and they were all fighting for humanity. And, you know, it, yeah. it, it was like a, a, f a complete feminist script all the way through. Right. Well, you notice that most of the feminist icons only exist in fiction. Because meanwhile, back at the ranch, back in the real world, women can't compete with men. So the only place they can be heroes, the only place they can, you know, save the world is in fiction. Because in the real world, men do all that shit. But women need, they need representation, so they turn to fiction because real life, they can't find anything. Like, all I, like, you ever talk to a feminist about, you know, how unexceptional women are they're always like what about mary curie mary curie it's like they're their go-to 
It's like she was part of a team. Like, yeah, a lot of times, whenever a woman is on a team and the team gets credit, like, only the woman is remembered by history as if she did everything herself. So it's like, I mean, guys invented shit on their own all the time. Like, you look at Leonardo da Vinci and Nikola Tesla. But then women, the only women in, who inventors who did worth a shit were these women who were part of a team. And, you know, history will never really know if they were actually a large part of that team or if they were just coattail writers but were remembered by history because they had vaginas but you know the fact that there's so few examples leads me to believe that it's the latter because if there yeah, were they, they actually they actually did some research on that with like female vikings and stuff like that oh yeah. where everybody like glamorizes the whole idea of a female viking but they were never able to find any kind of evidence of females actually fighting in as far as like yeah you know, i mean any major i remember i remember yeah i remember sargon did a video on the shield maidens the viking shield yeah, maidens they were they were called they were basically a last line of defense they were right. they were a when everything's gone horribly wrong send out the women because we're fucked and anytime the shield maidens were called out they lost because they were a last line of defense this whole idea that oh yeah they were just as strong as the boys fucking bullshit they were a last line of defense when everything else went horribly wrong they were only called in when things were really dire and when everything was fucked anyway Right. So. By the way, if any if anybody uh, if you if you're unfamiliar with the Batman uh, animated series that TFM is talking about, it's the one with Kevin Conroy. It's won numerous awards and it is a fantastic show yeah. uh, for people of all ages. I think the episode I'm thinking of with the Batman robot clone is called uh, Soul of Silicone or Silicon. Yes, yeah. it, it, it was a good episode. Too. That was, yeah, that was a great series. Yeah, that was, no, the, was fucking shit, man. His silicone salt. That's what it was called. There we go. Yeah, with Hardak. Yeah. yeah, they did a fantastic job. I have to say that the cartoons were better than many of the movies I've seen. Oh yeah. Well, you know what's funny is the Injustice Two game that just came out. They got all the uh, original voice actors, like Kevin Conroy's Batman. They got Harley Quinn. They got, um, they got Mister Freeze. They got all the nice. they got all the voice actors from the original show, and they even have the voice actors from Superman and Blue Beetle. Like all the, they even got the guy who plays Cyborg in Teen Titans to play Cyborg. They they got all the correct voice actors. So if you're a stickler for that sort of thing, and Injustice Two has like a better plot line than most DC movies. Right. Okay. Right. Um, Rockdog, is there anything that you want to go over with? Uh... TFM and DDJ before we move on or are you satisfied with your answer, uh, your answers oh yeah no it's just uh, you know more of a conversation but yeah we wanted to touch a little bit on the, some things that you know uh, TFM has talked about in some of his videos about you know what a young MGTOWs go from here you know because the whole point of MGTOW is men going their own way right so you know I really encourage you know especially young MGTOWs to really not just red pill the whole male female dichotomy but red pill the rest of your life too and you know because the brainwashing is really deep and that's what i found is when i started looking at you know because i was brainwashed into believing that i was supposed to be married and have 2.5 kids and you know live in the suburbs and you know and work till i was 67 and you know but when i started red pilling i started looking at all these different areas of my life too not just the you know male female relationship side but also all of these other aspects 
I started realizing it's like, wait a minute, you know, it's like, I don't have to live this life that I've been brainwashed to live. And that's what made me realize that why am I going to work till I'm 62 or 65 or 67? I, I'm, you know, comfortable enough now. I've worked hard for 40 years and, and I've got enough put away and I've, you know, got a good life. It's like, why don't I just retire now? And so I did. Okay. Exactly. So, um, last question. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to get you to second guess anything, but, you know, it's just for the audience. If you were young, dumb, and full of cum again, what would you do differently? <clears throat> Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, what I would do now, if I could go back and do it all over again, is I would buy myself a little piece of property in some rural area. Um, and not, you know, it doesn't have to be like up in the mountains like I am, but, you know, just somewhere that's outside of a dense community. And because um, you can still get property in some of those rural areas really cheap and then um, pay it off really fast um, and then start building my little home on it and um, and then start you know get away from that um, this idea that you know we have to work and we have to earn six figures and you know I, I think that you know a lot of young men would be much better served to to like look at what they want in their life and then pursue that well yeah the way i put it is what you want to do is you want to live the lifestyle that makes you happy and you know if you live if living in the woods and living a simple life makes you happy you don't need that much money to do it as soon as you have as soon as you can make enough money to live the lifestyle you want you're rich so if you have to live a six-figure income lifestyle to be happy, then you're going to have to probably get a job that pays a lot of mo more money than the average person. But if you want a simple life, like living out in the woods and raising Rottweilers, then you probably do that pretty cheaply. And then as soon as you are living the lifestyle you want and you're happy, you can stop. You can retire as long as you can make sure that you can keep that income up. If you're going to earn that passively, you're retired, whether you're 30 or whether you're 70 or whatever. You're living the lifestyle you want and you're happy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole point of this is that you just got to figure out what is the lifestyle that you want to live, not what you've been brainwashed to believe that you're supposed to live. Right. Exactly. Sweet. So uh, let's uh, end it on that note. Um, Rock Dog. Um, we do have a gift for you. It's the Feminist Lie, written by DDJ. Um, I'm going to send you some information um, in a few minutes about it. But yeah, um, just want to let you know that you are entitled to a book. And uh, there you go. thank you very much for being on the show. Right. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, can I can I do this? Can I um, volunteer to throw that in the raffle? Because I just purchased this book here a few days ago. I'm just reading it. So oh, okay. Um, well, you can well, get I, I, you, you. You can't put it in the raffle until you tell us what you think of it. Uh, well, so far it's awesome. I mean, you know, basically so far it's kind of like reliving my life all over again through uh, your book. But uh, God, it's just absolutely uh, uh, incredible information that I think that every young man should read. There you go. Well, thank you. You stroked my ego. I appreciate there it. There you go. Sweet. Thank there you, you go. That's that was the whole purpose of my coming on the show, DDJ. There you go. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Good. Stroke DDJ off. All right. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have an extra raffle then. Thank you for the donation there, Rot Dog. Thank you very much, Rot Dog. All right. Thank you guys. Hey, you thank everybody you. have a great uh evening, man. You too, you man. Too. You Take too. care. Tell your dogs I said hi. <laughs> yeah, you 
Right. Right. Uh, do you want to get through? Oh, yes, guys. Yes. Oh, um, I didn't. That was very unexpected. So yes. One second. One second. Let me just start it now, and you guys can get involved. Get ready, guys. Yeah. Type exclamation point raffle in the chat and get involved. It is time to raffle spam. We have almost 300 people yeah. in the audience. If you want a free copy of the book, you have to raffle spam now. But should we get through some of these questions? Yeah, before? sure. Let's do it. You know, get, rid of this. get rid of this free book now. Anyway, it's from David7222. He says, TFM, do you think Trump is doing a good job on keeping the country safe since the US hasn't uh, had any terrorist attacks since he took office? Um, I mean, I guess, but I mean, knock on wood, that, that could change tomorrow. I mean, some, something could always slip through the cracks. I obviously think Trump is doing a better job than Hillary would have, but I'm, I'm still waiting for my wall. So... I better see a wall before the end of his first term, or I'm going to be very disappointed. So, I mean, comparing it to Hillary, I mean, you know, you'll probably be at war with Russia right now. So, yeah, we'd be at war with Russia. Really, yeah, but that's um, not really a good, really. That's not really good. No, you know, there's, there's no reason. Base anything off. <laughs> the only thing I'm very disappointed in uh, Trump was uh, the, he allowed the war in Syria to be escalated when it was de-escalating because of some bullshit, like some pictures of chemical weapons, and there's a lot of questions about like, because Assad had no reason to use chemical weapons against civilians when things were being de-escalated. So there's, the, but then he just went along with it and just kind of swallowed the narrative and a lot of people are like, oh, it's all 4D chess. Well, I hope so. I hope it's all 4D chess. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm willing... He's doing an okay job. I mean, the country is still fucked as far as I'm concerned, so he can't really be doing a, a terrible job. But, yeah, he's definitely better than Hillary would have been. Well, I think what's interesting is is that um, people don't realize how, how, uh, how huge defunding... Uh, international Planned Parenthood and international abortions was to uh, to to plan or to the gynocentrism and to feminism. They took a huge hit when he defunded all that. Um, and what's interesting is is that Canada knows this, and so Cuck uh, Trudeau decided that he was going to. I think he said he pledged ninety five percent of their foreign aid to go toward uh, feminist causes. There you go. Good so, job, Trudeau. Canada's very proud of you. What the woman? Fucking Trudeau, man. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next question, guys. Uh... I mean, that's what happens when you get, give women the right to vote. They elect people like Trudeau. Yeah. So there's only right, one solution, from... gentlemen. Guys, guys. Okay. Next question. It's right. from YB to 600. He says, TFM, why don't men demand change in society like boycotting construction, con boy boycotting constructing the roads, bridges, stop working the pipeline, stop doing all the maintenance jobs until they change mm -hmm. the law? Wouldn't that be more effective than civil war? Uh, sure, but the thing is, any 
plan that's, that has the words if everybody or if nobody isn't going to work. It's the same reason why unions have to worry about scabs. So let's say a bunch of men get together and say, we're going to boycott. Well, then the government or whatever is going to be like, okay, well, we'll pay anyone who will do this, this much money. And then there's going to be men who need that money, and they're going to do it. There's no solidarity with men. Men don't think... Like, men have self-interest, they can compete, they can uh, work together when they have a common enemy, but they don't just work together in general for a common goal. Like, they have to have a common enemy, um, and it has to be pretty short-term. And, you know, men are so divided by race and religion. I mean, again, look look at the white nationalists. They, they're facing, you know, white people are facing a very real extinction and fertility crisis, and yet they're blaming Muslims and Jews rather than standing up to their own women. They're so gung-ho about blaming men, going to war with men, rather than hold their own women to account. It's just human nature. Men just don't want to do anything other than blame other men for shit. So what, what can you do? I, I, don't, I think it's just part of the dominance instinct. Men see other men as competition. Men see other men as threats. They do not see them as brothers. I think even in MGTOW, you know, just... It's very hard just to look at another man and trust him and care about him and empathize with him. It's just not in our nature. Okay. DBJ, do you have anything to add to that? Not at all. Sweet. Right, guys. um, Can I just say, if you're in the Twitch chat, there is 300 people in the Twitch chat. And I'm looking at the poll um, for the raffle. And only 59 people have entered into it. That's just diabolical, guys. <laughs> they, they may that not, is just awful. What if they all ordered the book already? And they don't Lies. want... They, they all already have, like, copies ready for Christmas and Father's Day. And they just don't need I was gonna a say, free copy. It does make a good Father's Day. Yeah. It also makes an ironic Mother's Day gift, but I think that the time has passed for that. Oh. Right. Well, you can give it to a single mother. You could say, "Look, since you did it all, right. you're going to try to celebrate." Father's oh yeah, Day. that here's your book. Yeah, these single mothers are like, "Oh yeah, I deserve Father's Day." No, fucking the government taxpayers should celebrate Father's Day. Like, right. Father's Day should be like Taxpayer Appreciation Day, where all the single mothers report at the truck stop to suck taxpayers' dicks and be like, it, it, "Happy Father's Day, taxpayers!" And all the taxpayers who haven't had their dicks sucked in a while can go to the truck stop and get their dicks sucked by a single mom. Yeah, I think that'll be fair. Sure, I will say this though: lots of people have purchased the book already. I mean, it's had over twenty-one reviews, and all but one on the main American Amazon site has been a five-star review. So it's been pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, 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 that one, the the one that you, yeah, the four-star one was it was a pretty you know decent re- review anyway. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. No, I, you know, and I'm pretty harsh when I review stuff. Like to to get a five-star review. It has to basically meet all my expectations with no flaws. So a lot of times I will give something a four-star review, even if there's nothing wrong with it, just because um, I could I could see where it could have been better. So, you know, sure. I, w- I wouldn't let the four-star review get you down. Well, you know, I don't cry too much at night. Okay. Right, so, guys, should, uh, let me uh, get this raffle okay. done and dusted for the... For the audience, and uh, once this raffle's done, I'll raffle off another book. Uh oh, it's a and, double uh, raffle. In the next, yeah. But anyway, so. 
I'm actually doing good at this game, just so you know. I know you suck. I'm not sucking. You suck. No, you suck. No, I'm fucking, I'm doing great. One second. You type in uh, exclamation point raffle, Yenober. Yeah, guys, I'm just writing out the command, so, you know, if you get it in before then, then that's great. Yeah, um, just like that raffle. Exclamation point raffle. Uh, the book is a right. digital copy. Because I can't actually give you a physical book tonight over the internet. Right. We haven't gotten to those whole replicator technology yet. Right. Someday, though. Sweet. Right. <laughs> TFM, Jay, you say, that? Uh, yeah, it looks like the person is. Was it uh, New MIGTAL? Yep. New MIGTAL, congratulations. You have won the raffle. And DDJ, or DDJ, uh, TFM, you got a compliment in the chat. They said you're really good at this movie. <laughs> Thanks. There's a lot of cutscenes in this game. Yes. It's not as much as like so a Metal Gear Solid game, but it's pretty close. Sorry, guys. New MGTOW, let me just get this off. Uh, New MGTOW, are you, uh, are you there? You, you're going to have to reply, dude. You're going to have to speak to us in the chat. There oh, you are. There. How do I receive the book? There you go. Bend over. Just a minute. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a digital suppository. Right. You, you will uh, absorb the knowledge through osmosis. Right. There are no foreign language translations for the book yet, but it's something I'm looking into. There have been a lot of questions about whether or not there's going to be an audio book. I'm actually in conversations right now with a voice actor to try to work out a deal. Um, and I'm also looking at my options there. So um, while there's going to be an audio book at some point, I can't give a timeline just yet. There you go. All right, sweet. <clears throat> so, um, guys, let's put in our next guest all right well final guest his name is crimson he is saudi arabian born and raised and he'd like to talk to you about his views on marriage and his feelings on what's happening in the west when it comes to the male problem all and right. how it compares to his country there you go. this is going to be right. a good conversation i can already tell <laughs> all right i can what feel it now? down to my little chimp toes Nice. Oh, he just heard. Uh, Crimson, can you mute your chat, please? Yeah, just. I mean, yeah, or, yeah just, just delete it. Delete just it. yeah, shut down the tab. That way, there's no echo. Yeah, shut down the Twitch tab, not the Discord tab. There you go. Hello, Crimson. Hello. I, I can still hear myself. Uh, oh wait, wait. Yeah, it's shut down. Probably my microphone. Uh, okay. Yeah, microphone. Do you do you have headphones? Yep. Okay, yeah, make sure you have headphones and make sure you shut down the Twitch tab and you should be fine. Uh, better? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's better. Okay, is it, what's up, Wait, man? I should, I, should probably, I should probably lower your voice a little bit. Just one second. Okay, do whatever you gotta do, man. We're on your time now. Okay, okay say, yeah, say something so I can... Rubber baby so buggy bumpers. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear yourself, or...? No, you're fine. Okay. So I guess uh, we could start with the... We could, well, you know. I think I... I Let's talk. I, Let's uh, do it. I told you that I had some interesting conversation... Uh, some interesting observations I've made when I was... Uh, on, okay. On, uh, on some part of the... Some part of Saudi Arabia that, that I used to live. 
All right. And uh, for some reason, now are you uh, if, are you like because you you have very good English? Are you like born and raised in Saudi Arabia, or are you an immigrant? Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm I was born and raised in Saudi Arabia. How uh, is I've been to how is your Canada English so before. good? Because you don't have an, you don't even have an accent. Uh, yeah, I've been to Canada once when I was uh, in the fifth fifth grade. Once I finished the sixth grade, I came back to Saudi Arabia. Okay, well, no, you you speak very good English. I know that's a microaggression, but I just want to compliment you on Thank your you. on your you, accent. Stop! Stop oppressing me, monkey. I know. <laughs> I feel so oppressed. Yeah. Perfect. But yeah. But yeah. I've I've uh, I, I've noticed that a lot of the people uh, back where I came from, uh, eastern part of Saudi Arabia, will suggest marriage a lot of the times, even if you say no. Right. Well, no, they will pressure you uh, no. to getting married. Right. Now, my contention is, you know, Saudi Arabia, because they're, they're like held out as the poster child of a patriarchal oppression of women. But they're really more traditionalist than patriarchal because it's not like women are considered men's property. They just have they have slightly fewer rights, like, you know, they can't drive and stuff. But, it, you know, they it's not like they're not considered human or they have fewer rights than a man when it comes to a lot of things. I know in Islam, uh, like, they they get hooked up when it comes to divorce and family. It really, it, it really depends. I, 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 I see it as more of a trade-off, right? Okay. Sure, you, you, don't, you might not get a career. It really depends on your husband. But, hey, your husband is, is supposed to take care of you financially and, you know, give you right. a home and everything right so i know um like if any money a man earns is the family's money but if the wife has a job it's her money and the man has no legal claim to ask for like they could be impoverished and the wife has no obligation to share her money with her family but the sure. man the man is responsible for taking care of her even if she has her own job and earns her own money yes Okay. Uh, that's it's the man's uh, job to take care of the family. You, you could say a portion of his money is uh, is for the family, and a portion is his. But it's his responsibility to take care of the family. For the woman, it's her money. I mean, you you know how um, a lot of people complain about uh, you know how, how men get more uh, when they're when they're when their when their dad dies. You, you know what do you, what do you call that word? Um, Inheritance. Yep, and she gets probably half of what the man gets. Well, she that money is hers forever. If those people are married, they, you know, their wives get money too. Right. So, she, well, if it goes to the son, if if it goes to the son, it's actually going to the son and his wife. Where if it goes to the the daughter, it just goes to the daughter. It's not. Um, it doesn't go, and none of it goes to the daughter's husband. Yeah, it's all it's all based on the person's person's I guess uh, whatever they want to do with the money. But yeah, it's probably gonna go to his family too. Now, are I mean, you? He's obligated to take care of them. Right now, are you? I know it's like a maybe it's a stereotype, maybe it's true, or maybe it's not true. Are you allowed to beat your wives in Saudi Arabia? Like give them a little five across the face when they get a little sassy? I'm not sure about the legal stuff, but. Uh, it's it's not uh, yeah you, you can you can there you go yeah. there you go how do now I know that 
starting, I think it was a couple years ago, the king of Saudi Arabia started letting women vote in that uh, local elections. Local elections. Right. So I was predicting this was going to be really bad because that's like opening the door. Um, have you noticed like feminism starting? And I know there was a, a music video with these these women talking about how men are crazy. And I did a video about it. This this Saudi Arabian music video, and I guess some prince's ex-wife was saying it was great. I don't know. Like you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the details off the top of my head. I, I remember the video, but I don't remember reading about. Uh... Uh, the, you know, no. I mean, you, is there is there like a is there like a nascent feminist movement in Saudi Arabia? You could say there are there are feminists here or women's rights advocates here, but to be honest with you, I I have very low expectations that these women these women are not going to turn like their Western counterpart or their South Korean counterparts. I I, I mean, what makes them so special? That's that's my question. Well, they I have mean, the, sure. they have vaginas. That's all they need. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you want to drive? I don't care. Go go drive. That's not my problem. But uh, the religious people aren't really afraid of the driving itself so much as the consequences of that. Maybe right. I mean maybe they'll. I mean they're probably concerned about the infidelity thing. Well, it, I'm more concerned about the uh, what what more are they going to ask? I mean. There, the the problem here that women should be complaining about, although I'm not I'm not a feminist, so is the guardianship system. Fine, you don't want men to take care of you. Uh, sorry, you don't want men to have authority over you. Then they should not be taking care of you. But oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you saying? Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that for women to have rights, they should have personal responsibility? That is that is misogynistic, my friend. You can't expect women to be responsible for themselves in exchange for rights. Hey, hey Crimson, can yeah. you for for the viewers that may not know, can you explain the guardian system for for to our viewers? Simple. Uh, the man is basically the leader. Uh, if you, let's say you have a family, right, and you're the dad, you have authority over your family, the women, the children. Men, uh, you, you know, your your males that don't work, that you have authority, you have some some authority over them. Of course, a lot of authority over the women, but you're supposed with that authority, you're supposed to take care of them as well. I mean, some men don't. Some of them are abusive. Some are not. Right. So, so I guess the woman's uh, uh, what do you call it? Quality of life. It re really depends on the husband. But a lot of women are complaining about. Ooh, you know, he's he's our guardian and you know, he has authority over us that that's bad, but they never they never understand that they're being taken care of. Well, no they do cuz pretty much everywhere else in the world um like where you have feminism, that's what feminism is. They want to be taken care of by men and by the government, but they want they don't want the the men or the government to have authority over them. They want to have the freedom without any of the responsibility. That is feminism in a nutshell. Women want the freedom and the authority, but they want the men to be continue to be responsible. So imagine the guardian system, what it's called. Basically, it's male authority. So yeah. imagine that, the guardian system, except women can do whatever they want, but the man is still responsible for them. He still has to pay for her shit. He still has to take care of her. He still has to take responsibility for her, but the woman can do whatever she wants. That's, that's what feminism wants. That's what they always want. 
I mean, they're not going to expect that uh, men are not going to walk away. They're going to be like, okay, a lot of these men are getting a divorce or getting divorced and, you know, they're losing a lot of money. It's probably a good idea not to participate. Well, so, you know? I mean, what are men... Because here's, here's the thing. I mean, this, is, this has been the question that's been happening all throughout the world, all throughout Western countries. This is what feminism always is. Women are saying, we want you to give us this. And then when the men are like, well, are you going to take responsibility? No. And you're a misogynist. Now give us this thing. And everywhere else, the men always eventually say yes. And they give them the freedom and the... The authority without the responsibility. They force men to shoulder responsibility for women while they free women in the name of equality. What makes Saudi Arabia different and what are they doing? What is it? Is it the cultures? Is it the religion? Because I know other countries that are Islamic are run by cucks and you have India which is like cuck central and they're surrounded by Muslims. So wh I don't, what is going on in Saudi Arabia where they actually respect male authority and what can other cultures learn from that? Is it just a religious thing or is it the culture or what is it? I mean, there's probably a part of the culture that does that, but re religion is definitely a good factor because uh, rejecting a part of the religion will make you, uh, you'll, will make you get labeled as a heretic. Right. You don't fuck with religion, dude. Not here. They'll chop your head off. Yeah. So, so, so if you, so if you, a woman. So, so if you uh -huh. reject, if you reject the religion, then they basically, they're like, you're done. They execute you. Yeah. So wait. So what you're it, saying is the re So what? So could could you say that one of the things keeping male authority respected and keeping feminism from taking hold is they literally murder the cucks and feminists when they pop up and start demanding shit. They just like execute them. I mean. I mean, the feminists aren't going to be like, hey, we're atheists or something. They're going to be those uh, liberal Muslim reformists or whatever you want to call them. And yeah, the, the, mo the moderates. You, these, yeah, the, no, no, not the moderates. You don't call them moderates. The, well, they're, they're that's the, what they uh, call themselves, the, I'm sure. Mm, I don't know. They're, 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 they're liberals, basically. They're liberal Muslims. And, you know, okay, if, if you want a religion like Islam, um, Islam doesn't want to change. Let's, right. just say, let's just put it like that. So anybody that's trying to put their little, little dirty hands in there, well, you're going to face a lot of opposition. Right. Uh, like, the, okay, they're not, I mean, some of them are probably not going to get killed. Like, they're just going to say, hey, we're Muslim, but we disagree with you. So they're not going to get killed. They're probably going to get some sort of punishment, like lashing. But if you just completely disregard the whole thing or... Disregard any, disregard any of the fundamentals, you're probably going to get labeled a heretic and they're going to chop, chop your head. There you go. So. You know, you can't argue with results. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I think Saudi Arabia is probably going to turn into, uh, uh, you know, into, into the West. No, well... You know, that's... I mean, they're giving in to some of their demands. Right, they, they started letting women vote in local elections. Um, that's you know yeah, that who cares though, but who cares about the local elections? Well, well, well the no, king I, has all authority, dude. Right. Well, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure in 1920 they're like, oh, we're just letting women vote. You know what? What's the worst that could happen? Then you flash forward a hundred years. No! Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, like, it sounds, it always sounds so benign. Oh, we're just, we're just going to you know give women these rights, and it's going to be great, and this they'll finally shut up. And it never works Crimson. out that way. 
yeah. Crimson, your your government, are you uh, are you like a monarchy? Are you, I mean, what's, what's your form of yeah. government? Okay. The king so, has authority, all authority, let's just say that. And his authority is, uh, you know, because of God or something. So there's like a marriage between uh, between the religious uh, it's a establishment and... Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a monarchy. It's a religious theocracy, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Well, king I mean, has authority because Islam. Well, yeah, the, and the European kings were the same way. They had the whole divine right of kings. So back in medieval times, so that's not really exclusive to Islam. So really, the the monarch could just be like, "Fuck the vote. We're we're, we're not going to pay attention to it right now because it's Tuesday." Well, no, they have. I mean, no, no, the municipal elections. I don't think have any. Uh, big impact on on what the king is going to do if he wants to do something it happens yeah the, the just does the local elections are for like electing like he, he lets people vote okay. for local politicians but all the power is in the the royal family got it the, yep. the, the real power yep. I, I think I, 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 I knew that I just wanted to make sure that our listeners knew because that's when you when you look at a, a theocratic nation, especially one like um, Saudi Arabia, they just don't put up with certain things. And whether or not a woman a woman has a right to vote, as long as they maintain their government, it, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's what, like, obviously giving women the right to vote in a monarchy, who fucking cares? Um, but, of course, feminists are going to try to build on whatever. Now, the reason why feminism is so terrible in the West is because we have democratic systems of government. So the politicians need to pander to the most votes. Women are the majority of voters. Th thus, they pander to women. Whereas, you know... Oh, no, go ahead. Can I add something, too? I mean, you could probably see some sort of feminist influence in there. We have this... Uh, uh, court, not court. It's it's called a sure council. It's basically where a bunch of uh, uh, people talk and draft something to the king, and the king can uh, amend it, change it to whatever he likes. Okay. Uh, they already put a quota on uh, on uh, the percentage of people that should be women. Should is the right word too. You gotta pay attention to that. In like in local elections, or like no, saying no, no. That, put it like this: the government is made of these three parts. You have the king, you have the sure council, and you have the council of ministers. And the sure council is supposed to like draft, just give certain ideas to the king, and uh, the king can you know amend it, reject gotcha. it, and uh, he could or he could just uh, you know put it into effect. Okay. And uh, now I think recently they uh, they said that a certain percentage of the people in the uh, sure council need to be women. So we have we already have a quota there. So you're gonna have a quota of like advisors to the king. Now this is this is an important question because in the British monarchy, uh, it's the first child that's born. So the reason why Queen Elizabeth has been the queen forever is because she was the first child born. In Saudi Arabia, if the first child of the royal family is a girl, th that's just like a mulligan, and it's the first son, or is it the first child? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The king basically chooses certain successors in order and uh basically if the king dies that successor after him just becomes a king but are, is it so whoever is it only, only has to, is it only boys who can become king or can 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 girls rule saudi arabia if i he, don't think women can rule based based on some certain uh uh quotes from uh 
Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad. Right. Uh, I don't think they're supposed to uh, rule. So okay. It's just it's just boys. Okay. Well, that you know, it's there you go. The, yeah, it's just boys from the uh, from the royal family, and it's specifically whoever the king chooses, and it's people just in order, like, hey, you're my successor, and if you die, the next person after him is uh, the successor. But that that can also change king by king by king. Yeah. Right. No, I, no, that's fine. I just was w wondering because, again, the, the British crown passes to the oldest child. So if it happens to be a woman, then a woman is queen. So if that were to happen, and then, you know, you had these feminists, uh, you know, if you ever had, like, a female monarch combined with feminist advisors, yeah, all it would take is one generation, and then you could have a complete feminist shit show. So who's typing? Somebody is typing. Oh, it's me, sorry. No, it's me. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go back to, I guess, the observations thing. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of my uh, family members or the people I meet, especially I think women, because not a lot of the men actually said, "Hey, you should get married and whatnot." You, you need to. The, the reason is that you know, they'll tell you you need to settle down or something. You know. I'm like right. that's not my life plan. I'm I'm I just want to make money and enjoy my life. I think there's nothing better than that, you know? I mean, right. I mean, uh, the family the family life is definitely not my thing. Okay, yeah, I don't think anybody should force anybody to to do anything like that. I mean, I mean they're not they're not they're not they don't have any authority over me, but it's it's really annoying. Like, hey, hey, Crimson, you should get married and uh I'm like, no, no, thanks. I'm good. Right. I'm good. I I don't even want to live here. Uh, this country's uh is 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 filled with closed-minded people that are willing to kill you if you disagree with them. I'm good. You know. Right. Well, I think. But I mean, even in America, you know, the supposed land with a First Amendment and free speech, you have these Antifa dipshits that are threatening to kill you if you disagree with them. So that's hardly. Yeah, a, but I mean. The difference here is that the government will sanction that, not just the people, you know. But yeah, here's 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 moving from there. What the fuck is wrong with you Westerners? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we I thought I thought we don't have your immigration policies. Well, yeah, well, no, I mean, I mean, why are you letting all of the the shit show happen? Feminism. I, I thought I, I well, thought, feminism. Uh, I mean, I'm I thought, not okay. Okay, yeah, so the short on. the short answer is. Um, in the West, it started with the French Revolution, this whole idea of equality. It, uh, Karl Marx poured a lot of gasoline on it, and it's just been a shit show ever since. So we, we've been experimenting with equality. We gave women rights in the 20s, and now it's too late to take it back. Uh, women have been getting careers, and they've been going to school, and they stopped having babies. and But they've also instituted these Ponzi scheme welfare programs that require a larger and larger population to fund. So now we have an immigration problem, we have a fertility problem, we have a demographic problem, and it all stems from that we this whole idea of equality. This radical idea of equality, of freedom and authority without responsibility, uh, I mean, the whole thing is, like, you know, you could argue that, uh, you know, certain groups of people are of equal worth or something, but men and women have different biological roles just because of their genitalia and function and reproduction. This whole idea of gender equality is so far removed from any standard of reality. 
and yet it's been part of Western culture for a hundred years, and it is completely suicidal. But now it's too late. Once you give women the right to vote, you can't take it away. So, and feminism has just been growing. Every new wave of feminism is just a bigger shit show than the last. And then they never stop making demands. And because they're the majority of voters, they never stop getting what they want. So, that's, that's what happened. And the worst part is, the people responsible for this are long dead. So, even if Western Crimson. men woke up, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Crimson, I, I need to interject. Uh, I've got a question from the chat. It's from Embudox. And he says, to the guests, quality of life for a man, is it better in the West or in the Middle East? What about the future? I'm, I don't know. I'd have to deal. You'd have to deal with this trade-off, right? Do you want to, for example, in Saudi Arabia, are you are you are you an open-minded person? Do you do you keep your mouth shut, or you know, do you like to open your mouth a lot and talk about certain controversial things, things, or or I mean, if you're a man in the West, you have to deal with uh, what do you call it, this whole feminist crap. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean. I mean, it really depends on what you want. Uh, in my honest opinion, I, I, I'd like to leave my country, but I'm kind of uh, worried about uh, this, the, the the male problems that you guys face. Yeah, where are you looking? So, where are you looking to go? Um, I, I mean, a friend of mine suggested I, I, I go to Germany, and it seems like a very nice place. Um, I, I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not it's not bad if you're Muslim. It seems like mm. Muslims are going to take over Germany in the next generation or so. So no, you know, I'm not looking to t take anything. I just want to live uh, live a nice life. Uh, yeah. So the, then you can't yeah. do it in Germany. Then. Yeah, don't go to it's don't go to Germany. Not happen in Germany. If you're if you're going there as a sort of you know economic migrant, then don't go to Germany. If you go, I mean, I mean, yeah, go to Germany. But if you're if you're going there because you want a better life, yeah, if you're if you're trying if you're trying to get away from Islamic culture because it's not for you, yeah, Germany's not for you either because basically they're Germany. Most of these European countries that are throwing their arms open. Be and embracing, you know, the, the refugees and everything because the native population isn't reproducing, they're going to become like Saudi Arabia in the next generation or so. So you're, you're going to leave Saudi Arabia and then you're going to just go right back to it, you know, with, I don't know, bratwurst or whatever. So it's going to be like Germany, but it's going to be just like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you're hoping that doesn't happen, but if, if, that, if that's going to happen, I'd probably have to... Uh, after going to Germany, I'd probably have to plan to go somewhere else, but we'll see. It would be halal bratwurst, though. Hmm? It, it would be halal bratwurst. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, someone was... Uh, just a quick side question. Sorry, TFM. Do you, um, Crimson, do you have any transferable skills, though? I'm, I'm studying computer science at the moment. Okay, so that's good. Yes, then you do have transfers. Sorry, TFM, go ahead. No, I was just, he was talking about the halal thing. I, I read an article saying that they're suing, some, somebody's suing some pizza place because they didn't have halal pizza. And I'm like, what? Halal pizza? I think they're actually suing them because they said it was halal and it wasn't. Oh. Um, that's halal funny. I don't know. Halal funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're horrible. Yeah, I know. That, that's the best I could come up with. It's kind of funny that a lot of these uh, the Muslims that take their religion seriously move to countries like move to European or Western countries in general. I mean, what the fuck are you doing, Muslims? Get back to where you came from. Well, they. You know what I mean, they're, well, they're 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 spreading their religion. They're whatever. Yeah, I guess that's a part part of it. Yeah, and they're being invited in too, because again, these Western countries aren't having enough kids to support their welfare states. So you know, they're not they're not like invaders. They're being invited in by the the country. Yeah, that's well, the funny part. I mean, is it, I mean, is it, go ahead. Yeah, first. I was gonna say, isn't Islam the the largest religion in the world? Third, I think, or second. I'm not sure. No, it's the it's the fastest growing religion, I think. Right. Fastest growing, yeah. Well, because yeah. they're the only ones having kids. Mm. Right. Yep. Hold on, yep. I got a cough. I got to mute my of, mic. Yeah, we have a lot of children. Okay. Now, have you seen my video yeah, about? Clear. Have you seen my video about patriarchy and fertility? Where I show that in not sure. I mean, I've seen it had the thumbnail that said no, "Back I've to the Kitchen," and it had like a little "Back to the Future" no, thing. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I've okay. Seen so a lot of your videos, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that video, I talk about how countries where women's rights are restricted have a higher fertility. Because and actually, there was a study out either in Iran or it might have been Saudi Arabia. I want to say Iran though. They showed that the biggest contributor to a low fertility rate was giving women educational and career opportunities. So, you know, like, everyone points to Saudi Arabia as, oh, God, look, look how much they oppress their women. Oh, they can't even drive, and they got to wear ninja costumes 24-7. Uh, but th that actually is one of the reasons why Islam is the fastest-growing religion in the world, because by not giving women all these rights and stuff like that, that's what's causing their, their country and their religion to grow. Because, meanwhile, in the West... People are having like one child per couple, and their population is getting cut in half. So you know, it's there's a there's a causal relationship. Yeah, I, I guess I, I see what you mean. You're saying that uh, you should take certain uh, rights from women away, so you can so you can. Uh up the fertility fertility rate yeah well it's it, you know and it's not even like a moral question like oh you know that that's wrong well do you want your population do you want your society to live or die because the the data is clear when women are given these economic opportunities and these educational opportunities they have fewer kids and in fact you know people there's been these youtube videos where like lauren southern and everything is telling women hey you need to you know have kids and stop chasing a career because you're going to end up being old and because women are, are told this complete bullshit that they can focus on their career during their teens and 20s and they can maybe have a, a kid or two in their 30s and then you know they spend all this money on ivf and their kids come out retarded and that's that's their fertility window like it even though society's changed, women's biology hasn't changed. They're fertile from their teens to their 40s. But once past 35, the complications and everything associated with pregnancy skyrocket. It goes from like, it, it jumps like four times. It goes from like a three times thing to a 12. It's a huge jump in complications if you wait until 35 to start having kids. So by giving women these educational opportunities, by having them focus on their careers during their prime fertility window, you're basically screwing your own population. 
because your your women aren't going to be having babies. They're going to be focusing on their career. They might have one kid that's retarded when they're in their 30s, and then that's your future. You have a population cut in half. Half of them are fucking retarded, and that's why the colleges are full of these SJWs. It's because they're the fucking sons of these single mothers who had retard babies in their 30s. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Throw your lasso. Fly your invisible jet. Good job. It's, it's just it's kind of funny that a lot of these women don't understand these trade-offs right I well mean, because feminism uh, feminism career, tells them go ahead but well feminism tells them they can have it all so it, it's all a bunch of bullshit nobody can well but nobody can that hurts their feelings and when you hurt a woman's feelings that makes you a misogynist you're not allowed to hurt women's feelings you know i think yeah. they do actually understand you know what's going on it's just that they just recognize it at the later part of their life so you know when they hit the wall and they're 37 with you know a bunch of cats and you know guys aren't looking at them the same way they did you know mm -hmm. when they were 21 that's when they figure it out that's when the light bulb flicks on well it's like you know too late for, for them to yeah for them to do it right what they do is they have to marry young and that means missing out on the cock carousel because rather than just fuck a bunch of random dudes in their 20s and, and get, like, bukkakied on, they actually have to settle down in their early 20s, have their kids in their 20s. And then in their late 20s, their youngest kid is going to, you know, probably go to school. Then they can go to school, you know, work part-time while their kid's in preschool or whatever. Uh, go to school, get their degree, maybe working online or in the evening, and then start their career in their 30s after their kids are now more or less independent and going to school. So that, it makes sense, but here's the problem. It forces women to give up on the carousel. They can't just fuck guys for 10 years and get all that attention and money and dick thrown at them. They actually have to settle down at the height of their sexual marketplace value. So even if you, even if women intrinsically understood that this is the rational thing to do, you're, you're telling them to give up on like the quote-unquote best times of their life when they have the highest sexual marketplace value and everybody's throwing money and attention and dick at them to walk away from it all and settle down and have kids? Are you crazy? That that's the problem. Crimson, I have a question for you um, about Saudi culture and government. Um, does do, do, does the Saudi government have a welfare apparatus for its citizens? I'm I'm not really completely familiar with the legal stuff. I, I mean, I read a little bit on the uh, constitution, but. So it's a jumbled mess. Well, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can say it another way. Mm. Um, do you have people in Saudi Arabia who don't work, who can work, choose not to work, and get free money? Not not really sure. Well, don't. But, I mean, isn't there a welfare program? Like, don't Saudi citizens get uh, like a certain stipend from all the oil revenue? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might be I'm think I might be thinking of a different there. country. But I I'm thought it was Saudi Arabia. Okay. I'm a very isolated person, so no, I don't really uh, interact with a lot of uh, uh, people that much. I mean, I mean, I I go out, but most of my time is either playing video games or studying. So there you go. Got it. But yeah, we we do. I mean, us uh, universities, at least mine, they do give you money, um, like about. Two hundred and sixty-six dollars a month, 
So, but but the problem is that I don't think they tied that up with performance or how, how, how good you're doing. So, unless you fall down really really down in the GPA, then uh, they're they're gonna give you that that much amount. Now, with when it comes to male and female relations in Saudi Arabia, and obviously you might not know this since you're kind of uh, isolated in the college and the video games. Me. Okay, do do they have like nightclubs where women can go unattended? Hmm, nightclubs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I mean, I've heard of people that that uh, date, but you'd have to have connections and whatnot. It's not something you just tell everybody in public, so. Or they get yeah, whipped? Yes. Religious police will go up your ass if you do that. There you okay. go. All right, so basically, so basically you don't have women that go to like ladies night at the Korea club. No, I don't know. I, again, those things are pretty, uh, probably on pre pretty un underground. Right, right. But it's not commonplace. It's like speakeasies. Right. Speakeasies. Well, well and do you guys have like, do you guys have Sharia Tinder? Sharia Tinder. Well, I don't get the references. Well, it's like a dating app. Um, you, like, like you, I mean, there's. You could rate my eyes, where you just look at the slit from the burqa. <laughs> It's like it's like hot or not. So swipe right, swipe left, swipe left for bull whip, swipe yeah. right, for swipe left for for lazy eye. I mean, I mean, it really. I guess, I guess, I could tell you this based on uh, what I've heard. Uh, certain parts of the country, it's mostly uh, arranged marriage, and in other parts of the country, some people meet at work, and then they uh, then. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the man would propose to the woman, and if she agrees, then I guess they meet each other's families. I don't nice. Know. Uh, now, I mean, uh, that, that's I'm, I'm I live in uh, the western part of Saudi Arabia, and my mom tells me that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, these men and women meet each other at work mostly. There is arranged marriage, but yeah. So, do they have formal courting rituals like with chaperones and such, or how does that work, or do you know? I'm not sure. Uh, all, I mean, all, all, um, okay. Want to know something funny? Women can't divorce men here. They, it's, it's, they don't. They don't have that quote-unquote word uh, for that. But men can divorce women on a whim. That's on hilarious. a whim. What well, happens right? to a woman? What happens to a woman when a man divorces her? There. I mean, the man is gonna pay a certain amount of money that he already uh, uh, promised. To pay, but after that, it's she's on her own. Well, I've talked about, um, you know, in order to have, again, I know I've mentioned this before, but you may not have watched this particular video, so let me just, I'll summarize. So I talked about how in order to stop gynocentrism from taking hold, you have to eliminate either male competition or you have to eliminate female choice. And one of the ways you can eliminate female choice is you can have arranged marriages, which eliminate a woman's choice of who she marries. You can eliminate a woman being able to initiate divorce because then she can't leave the man she's with and you punish adultery with death because the, the woman can't even cuck the man. So she can't choose her husband, she can't divorce her husband, and she can't cuck her husband. So there's literally no power the woman has, so there's no reason to kiss her ass because men can just work out whatever deals they want with the father or whatever. So it sounds like that's what you have. And that's probably one of the reasons why feminism isn't a thing because women don't really have the choice and that that's why women point to saudi arabia as like this horrible oppressive hellhole because they you're keeping gynocentrism at bay 
by keeping women from having these choices? Well, um, I mean, I mean, uh, it really depends on who gets the death penalty here. Uh, it's both men and women. If you're married and you cheat, whether you're a man or a woman, you get stoned to death. I don't know if this happens in Saudi Arabia, but it's it's in the religion, and the right. religion is the law, I guess. Right. So, but if you're not married, let's say you're a teenager, or you're, you're someone like me who has never been married, but went to go have, you know, sex while not married, I wouldn't get the death penalty, but I would get lashed. <laughs> Painful. Mm, How yeah. many? I'm not sure. But How's the crime rate in Saudi Arabia? Um, I've heard it's low, but again, not sure. Well, I'm, don't, Statistics could don't be, they? They could lie about that. Yeah. Don't they chop the hands off of thieves? They do. Yeah, so kind of, you know, the rate of recidivism is probably really low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was a case of uh, I, I guess I could tell you this uh, story that happened uh, years and years ago. Um, there was this. Uh, women that f fell in love with a man here in Saudi Arabia. Um, it, it was all, all by phone and uh, uh, they, uh, she met the man and uh, there were other men that, uh, and they went in a car and, and some other men joined and they were both of those, both of the man and the woman got raped. And funny thing is, she, got all, she also got punished alongside the rapists because she left the house with uh, a man that wasn't her guardian. Well, I know there was a there was this thing and there's a thing in the news in Western media talking about this woman who's being uh, stoned to death for being raped, but really she's being stoned to death for incest. See, she admitted to the incest, but she said it was rape. But because, like a woman, they don't have listen and believe in Islam, where a woman's word is just automatically believed, and they just like, oh, I'll, clearly the man is a penis, he's clearly guilty. So she has no proof it was rape other than her word, but she did admit to the incest, so she's being executed for the incest. But feminists are losing their shit, because, oh, she's being executed for rape, it's it's so terrible, this is so terrible, where are the white knights to defend the honor of these poor innocent women? But, you know, that's the thing, like, that happens to men all the time. Where men are falsely accused and get their life fucked, but then oh god, it happens to a woman. It's the end of the world. Where someone save us from these horrible misogynists. The funny thing is, uh, one of my dad's uh, friends—they're uh, both doctors. Uh, my dad's friend is a is a surgeon, and um, he got a. I, I think he did some surgery on a woman to make her, you know, more beautiful, and she she accused him of. Of, uh, of molesting her rape and he left the country to go to some other Gulf country so false rape accusation can also happen here do they do they actually I mean do the, do the when a false rape accusation happens and they find out it's false what happens don't know but you need witnesses for that stuff so uh, we have this whole four witnesses thing and I, I mean they also we also have this thing where a woman or they, they have the they basically half of a man when it comes to uh, the whole judicial thing. So, right. So it takes like so two female like, witnesses to equal a man. So if it's he said, she said, if if the man if it's a man's word against the woman's word, th is the man automatically believed because the woman's testimony is worth half that of a man? I don't know. I don't think they persecuted him, but they they're probably not going to give him a job because uh, of those rumors. 
so he just wow. left, he just left the country. So it's a reputation, right? No, I was yep. see, I was false. I was is everything here, right? I was I was falsely accused of rape when I was in high school. Like, no charges were filed. It's just a woman spreading a rumor, and I basically had to like join the military and go to the other side of the country. Because, yeah, it's all about reputation, even if there's no files charged. But at least you don't have to worry about going to jail and having your life destroyed. I mean, yeah, you might have to move, you know, but at least you have that opportunity. About the, think about these guys who they wish they could move to another part of the country or another country to get away from the reputation. They don't have that option because they're in prison for something they didn't do. Yeah, I don't think we have, we, we have that kind of thing here. Now, for our listeners who don't know, tell us what the four four and one thing is. Four and one thing. Well, uh, put it like this: Let's say a crime happened. Of course, they're not just going to believe those four. They're probably going to uh, investigate and see if, th- if their story is consistent or not. But let's say, let's just say there's a crime that happened, right? You'd need four witnesses uh, that have a consistent story, and uh, yeah. But if 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 there were like female witnesses there they're not going to be they're they're going to be like half a man let's just say they're, they're going to be taken as half a man when it comes to their uh witness testimony if you will is that so, for any crime or just rape probably any crime yeah uh, it's and put it like this based on what i read it's because women are more uh, it's a, a bunch of the books i read about uh islam which they teach us in schools is that women are more emotional than men so they're less they're uh, they're they're less trustworthy when it comes mm. to you know yeah judicial system there you go see the age-old wisdom that's been lost because of feminism absolutely <laughs> I, yeah. I i prefer more of the evidence-based uh, approach but the, i guess i guess we yeah well, no, well, yeah, obviously, you know, you want to have, but in lieu of evidence, a lot of crimes, it's, it's about witness testimony. So in America and in the West, we've adopted a, if you have a vagina, you're to be believed more than a man. And it's, you know, in, in Islam, it's more of the opposite, where because women are more emotional, uh, their testimony is worth less than a man. So, you know, well, obviously, and, and there's even, no perfect system, yeah. but it's one of those issues right. where... Yeah. Uh, the, the one, the American system clearly doesn't work. Like, men get railroaded all the time, and feminism is, is cultural suicide. So, you know, you can say what you want about, you know, this and that being not fair. The, no system can be perfect because, again, you're talking about he said, she said, but you have to determine who do you believe in cases where one side is saying one thing and one side is saying the other thing. Do you believe the man or the woman? So I think at least the Islamic belief of, you know, women being more emotional that's true that is actually based on observable reality the whole idea of oh men are just evil rapists who you know they just can't keep their hands of themselves you know that's that's just based on like feminist propaganda so now i'm i'm interested in because you even though you you say all these things and everything like that you want to get out of the middle east you want to get away from islamic culture so what are the things you don't like about islamic culture is it just the fact that they execute people who try to leave their religion uh, and they're, they're just not scientifically inclined they're they're um, they're pretty close-minded let's just say that and, is it uh, is it the uh, whole like believing camel piss has medicinal properties yeah certain things like that yeah um, I, it's it's just um, what do you call it? Yeah, they're 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 pretty dumb. They're just pretty right. dumb. 
Um, uh, and and I'd, I'd like to get away from all of that. I, I'd like to express my opinions and whatnot, but you can't do that here. Right. Uh, unless you're treading. And I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a. This is related to the whole observation about people forcing forcing you or to get married. Social pressure. I had this long talk with uh, one of my aunts and. Uh, we started talking about sociology first and how it's crap and just full of uh, people jerking off and whatnot. And we clicked on that. She studied geography, so she she knows what uh, she knows what what I mean. But then we started talking about uh, marriage, mm-hmm. and I told her that in Islam, marriage isn't marriage isn't um, what do you call it? Something you're forced to do. It's not like prayer. You have to pray five times a day. It's heavily encouraged, though. Uh, in Sunni Islam, it's called completing half of your faith. So you can kind of see why why marriage is significant. And and my aunt is like, no, marriage is a, uh, you know, I come from a Shia family. Marriage is is, ob- is an obligation and whatnot. I'm like, no, it's not. Right. No, 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 it's not. You're talking bullshit here. But maybe maybe there's a difference between Shia and Sunni Islam on that. But I'd have to see I'd have to see the evidence for that. But she's like. She mentioned a Quran verse where it says, oh, we created you in pairs and whatnot. I mean, that's not completely true. You have right. hermaphrodites in nature. You have asexual creatures. So Right. Now, my, it's, 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 I, I've talked about this, yeah. like, because I, I get accused, you know, because I, I believe that women shouldn't vote and stuff like that. People are like, oh, why don't you join Islam? You sound like you belong in the Middle East with the, the, the Muslims. So... I, I'm kind of like you. I think that I want the West to succeed. I want the West to pull its head out of its ass because I believe in you know, tr- transhumanism, scientific advancement, truth, logic, reason, evidence. Um, and like you said, you know, a lot of stuff in Islam is anti-scientific, you know, the whole believing camel urine as medicinal properties and weird shit like that. But they clearly have a lot going for them in terms of how they tie responsibility to rights. Women are taken care of by men, so men are in charge. It's not fucking rocket science. So, I, you know, I wish the West would adopt the good things about Islam, like tying rights to responsibilities, um, not giving women all these all these rights they haven't earned, and destroying society, shitting all over Stemming your fertility rate. You know what? That, that it solves solves too. a lot of problems. I can tell you this too. Um, uh, there, this is another observation. When I when uh, all the women, uh, I mean, when I visited one of my uh, aunts and we had a, like a conversation. They, they usually talk about their relationships with other people, like oh that woman got married or some sort of yeah. drama that happened. But uh, or when they talk about this stuff or when they talk about their cooking or the relationship with other people, they seem very happy. Like you could see the biggest smile on their face, on their yeah. faces, and I'm like, why would you want to take away all of that stuff from them? I mean, provided they have a good husband and whatnot. Well, they've done studies. I mean, they've done studies where um, women are actually stay-at-home mothers have the highest job satisfaction of any job. So all these again, feminism is bullshit. It, it's women wanting to have it all, and they find out they can't have it all, and they blame men. And then they double down. It, it's bullshit. Like, they, they, women would actually be happier because this is history. Women are actually happier when men are in charge and taking care of them. That's what they want. That's what the welfare state is. It's trying to replace men with the government. But it, it can't. You can't replace men with the government. 
So you just have like a really shitty facsimile of a family of a husband in the form of the government, but it actually doesn't even do what you want it to do. So women would be better off. I just like I don't want to I don't like you. I mean I don't want the world to become Saudi Arabia because of the science, this what it would do to science and everything. But I think we could learn a lot. Like I, I think these people who are like, oh, Islam is is so barbaric. All oh, the so barbaric. They you know, but they 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 can't see they can't see aside from uh, morality, which is just again another field which has a lot of people's circle circle jerking yeah well they well, but there's also they're kind of centric well yeah and they're also right. kind of, they, they, misinformation yeah they they judge islam on how like you can even do this if you watch one of these videos from these um alt-right people they're always like oh islam's so barbaric look how it treats women oh the women 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 it's all about the women how are the women treated and it's like you know your uh, your race is dying because of the way you kiss women's asses you know you might want to do something about that, because otherwise you're fucked. But no, they're like they'd rather bitch about how Islam treats women than actually save their own society and their own race because they don't want to stand up to their own women. I mean, you don't have to copy I mean, everything, but I mean, Saudi Arabia. Look, I mean, look kind at of disappointed in, in the West yeah. because of that. I, I thought, I mean, before I read about this stuff or before I, uh, you know, saw MRA channels or. Uh, McTow channels. I thought the West is like the most wonderful place in the world and whatnot. Ooh, but you guys have problems too. We have never, never, we have, never, we have problems. Well, the thing is, is um, you know, all you got to do is look at the numbers. Look at the fertility rate in the Islamic world. And there's a reason why Islam is taking over. There's a reason why, you know, the Middle East has so many people they can afford to export them. Whereas Europe does not have enough people. They can't afford to export their people. There aren't enough. So, you know, I don't know how to, how much... I'm really glad you came on the show so we can get, like, some, uh, uh, your perspective. It's just frustrating because I don't want to see the West die. But it's like they I won't... If they won't stand up to their women, they're going to die. That's... You, you can choose death. It's like you don't have to go to war against the world. You just have to stand up to your women. And the thing is, is if, if men would just stand up to their women, because women just want to be taken care of, they just take their rights away, take care of them. Like, what, you, it's, what is that called in Islam? Guardianship? Guardianship system, yeah. The guardianship system. Yeah, yeah, you you, you take care of them, but you have authority over them. That's all. Women would be happier. That's what they want. But I mean, you need to... I guess you'd, you'd need to put some, uh, some things that would... Uh, not allow the man to be abusive but that's that's up for debate right no i mean here's the thing children are under the authority of their parents but there are laws against abusing your children you can't like rape and beat the shit out of your children you can't spank them but you can't like just fucking take a, a tire iron to their face you know like you can't abuse your children but children can't vote children have to listen to their parents that's all i'm talking about that that would change the west you would solve the fertility problem. You would save Western society. You'd be able to take what works, and you'd be able to marry it to what is good about the West, like scientific advancement and democracy and all. You'd be able to have the best of both worlds. But if you stubbornly cling to this whole bullshit about equality, the West is going to die. Your race is going to go extinct. And then we're all going to be drinking camel piss because we think it cures diseases. 
and I don't want to drink camel piss. That's not what you were saying earlier. No, that, that is what I was. I've never <laughs> said anything contrary to that. Anything you anything you think I might have said is some kind of gay fantasy you've had of me. Because I certainly did not. Why the fuck you no. lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's here's my advice to the uh, to you know to the women here that are ambitious and whatnot. If if you think you're if you really think that you're you're the grace hoppers of the world or or some shit, stop, don't ruin it for the women here. Just try to leave. That's my advice. Jump the ship. If you don't like this patriarchal society, leave. Don't right. ruin it for for the rest. Well, but they, I mean, people say that to everybody, you know, like every time somebody's elected that people don't like and they're like, I'm going to move to Canada. And they're like, go. And they never do. They never move to Canada. They never renounce their citizenship and fuck off. They just stick around and try to change the laws to be what they want. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, some, I mean, it's going to be really hard for them to leave unless they have a, a very open, very open minded parents. But if they don't. They're gonna have to find a way to escape somehow. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, what do you call a, doc a documentary about this ex-Muslim woman uh, who left uh, Saudi Arabia to go to Germany. Okay. She went to to Turkey and then to and then you know straight to Germany. And there were uh, the reporters were trying to follow her and uh, you know document her story and whatnot. I'm like, if 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 you really think. That you're ambitious. If you're ambitious and you want to do something with your life, these women and they don't want to get married, or don't want to, or don't want to live in Saudi Arabia, right. find a way to leave. Yeah, just seriously, leave. just just do it. Well, that's why I think uh, federalism is. You know, this is a call back to a previous question. We're talking about like which system is better. Federalism really works because what you do is. If you had true federalism, instead of having this bullshit where like 80% of the things are handled by the federal government and you have, no matter what state you live in, the differences are pretty minor. If you had like a lot of differences, if, if moving from one state to another actually made a huge difference on the amount of laws and so forth, you could find a state that was the perfect fit for you. If you wanted all this welfare spending, you could go live in this state. If you didn't want to pay the taxes, you can go live in this state. And then everyone would get what they want. But then you'd still have like the rule of law and all the benefits of having a united country. So, you know, if you wanted to live in like Bernie Sanders utopia, you can go live in Bernie Sanders utopia, but you'd have to pay the taxes for it. And the people who didn't want to live in Bernie Sanders utopia could go live somewhere else where they had fewer social programs, but they had lower taxes as a result. And then you wouldn't have people because the reason why politics gets so heated and sometimes even violent is because you have the winners dictating to the losers and taking their money and forcing them to live by the winner's standards. You know, if my guy wins, I get to tell you what to do. And if your guy wins, you get to tell me what to do. And people don't like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To answer DDJ's question on the whole welfare thing, I mean, in Islam, uh, uh, a good uh, a portion of your, um, what do you call it? portion of your income goes to the poor okay. uh there is like there's this thing called zakat it's one of the pillars of islam i suggest uh you go read it for yourself and see if see if saudi arabia implements that or not but they they, they probably do yeah it's it's part of the religion of there that you pillar. Go. yeah 
Okay. Yep. There you I go. I just had to remember it. I completely forgot that existed. No problem. Uh, question from the chat. It's from Iceslayer PVM. He says, for the guests, what are your thoughts on your women? Are a lot of them abusive? Do they like submitting to Saudi? Do, do they like submitting to Saudi women? Uh, wait, can you can you repeat that question again? Question for the guests: What are your thoughts on your women? Are a lot of them abusive? Do they like submitting to Saudi women? And I, I, I assume he's talking about the men. Yeah. So are are Saudi women abusive to their husbands? I assume not, because if it's legal to beat your wife. Men are bigger and stronger than women, so if you know, I'd have a "don't start none, won't be none" attitude. But if she wants to throw down, I'll fucking I'll fuck her up because she get, she's gonna wear a mask in public anyway, so no one's gonna see the bruises. So she's gonna learn to respect my authority, <laughs> Cartman. But um, I, I guess uh, this one also depends. I mean, uh, based on what I've seen, uh, how they raise their children. That's both men and women here. They 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 would they could beat the shit out of their children if they wanted to. So they can be abusive. And based on my experience uh, with my uh, family, uh, uh, some men here, or maybe a lot of them, are gonna be simpy. If if uh, I mean I remember having like a problem with my family. You can you can you I can I, I share the blame too because I'm 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 just a 20 year old. You know what I mean. I, I can cause trouble, but um, my my mom acted a bit crazy. We had like a heated argument, but uh, once my dad knew about this and we, we told him that our mom is a bit of a cuckoo, once he came here, uh, came home, he, he, he got all angry and upset. I'm like, oh, I provide for this. Uh oh, you kind of you kind of cut out. Are you there? And all die, we could kill all of you and whatnot. Yeah, so based on that anecdote, I guess you could say that some some men here are, are simpy. Right. They, they would, yeah, some of them are very simpy. They're, they're uh, simp bitches who, who would let their, who, who would let their, you know, mo women move them around. So even when, even though they can legally beat their wife, they just, they let their wife walk all over them anyway? I, I would say they they would they wouldn't like it if you insult their wives like that's my woman you know what I oh mean? well I mean that's being a white knight the thing is is like you know defending your family is one thing the problem with white knights is they defend random women that they don't even have any affiliation with like you know males in nature like male wolves and whatever they'll defend their kin. That's that's more or less an instinct, but this whole white knighting where these men will rush to the aid of milady for no reason. Like this isn't their girlfriend, this isn't their sister, this is just some random bitch. And they'll go and like fight and get stabbed in the neck over someone they don't even know. That's that's not instinct. That's just being a simp. And and wanna know something funny? I mean, forget forget being forget women for a second here. Although although this is a part of it. Okay. Moms, moms here are praised a lot. There are they are considered <clears throat> at least if you take one of the quotes from Prophet Muhammad, three times more important than the dad. Okay. So you could say you could say that they they are more respected, uh, at least in religion, uh, than dads because. 
I, I, I did need to find the hadith first, but you, you can look it up if you want. Well, who gets there, who gets know. custody in a divorce? Like you said, women couldn't divorce, but men could divorce women. Would do the men get women custody? Um, well, yeah, look for for it's for it's it depends on the uh, child's gender. If they're a boy, they can go with either the mom or the dad once they're old enough. Probably maybe. No, I wouldn't say 18 years old. That's no, no, not not like that. More like seven or eight. If they're that old, they can choose whoever they okay. go with. But if it's a daughter, it, it, they need to stay with the with the dad because you remember the whole guardianship system thing, right? right. Uh, women aren't supposed to go with uh, with men they don't know. So let's say the wife, the ex-wife, uh, marries someone else. That daughter can't be can't see that man so it's better if they if she stays with the with her dad okay makes sense so i guess for the boy you could say it it's his his choice if he grows up once he grows up it's his choice but if for the girl it's not okay hmm that's interesting so the dad so, is there to protect her so even though they were yes. even though they revere motherhood or at least pay lip service to that they still respect a man's authority even though they pay lip service to the importance of motherhood yeah that's yeah a, they they get the women here get caught their moms here get cocky because of it though i'm your mom you should listen to me even if i'm wrong some shit um, i mean let's be honest let's be honest what does a wife do at home that uh, a maid doesn't do right she's you basically just have sex with a man she, yeah she's a maid you have sex with yes and and ideally all high, that, and mind, uh, high and mighty because of that uh, because you know they're moms right well that, and that's an, ide an ideal scenario is it's a maid you have sex with most of the time especially in what in the west it's basically a glorified roommate that you may or may not have sex with she you know a lot of like times uh women can just turn the sex off and basically, we're not having sex anymore. Here. Yeah, because uh, neither I, of the, neither of the, uh, what do you call it? N neither of the uh, partners can can do that. A woman can act. Okay, let me tell you about this quote unquote uh, women getting uh, getting a divorce here. It's not a divorce. It's not, not called that. It's more. It's called. Um, you know what? Let me find the term for you in a second. Okay. So so I assume like if a, a man wants his dick moisturized and his his wife isn't in the mood can he just like take it and be like uh that that wasn't a request I want yeah my... the angels put it like this if a woman disobeys her man for something like that the angels would curse her okay the angels would curse her so so he they she has to she there has to but uh, but at the same for the same token though if the man for a certain amount of time i don't know how much a bunch of months you could say withhold sex she can use that as a reason to separate from the man right. so there are certain things certain reasons where, where the woman can say you know what i don't want to be the, with this man he maybe maybe he doesn't pray maybe he drinks alcohol uh maybe um what you might call it and maybe he doesn't provide i don't know there, there are a bunch of reason there are a bunch right. of reasons you're right. So, so I think they're pretty much legitimate, if you will. Well, I so mean, in other words, if he doesn't want to fuck a fat girl, she can just go fuck off. If he, if he doesn't want to fuck his wife, and it passed, for example, uh, eight months. Let's just say eight months, and to go for there, she can she, she can wait, or she can just go to the courts. Got it. 
Well, so like a woman wants a man for financial security, but it sounds like with the guardian system, she's getting that by default. Like the man is taking care yeah, of her financially. She... So pretty much the whole thing is like you're just she's there to keep the guy's dick moisturized. So yeah. I, I, okay. It's, the word is called uh, is called hol, which means uh, which Whore? means it's a... no no hol. <laughs> hole. <laughs> How appropriate. Uh, uh... It's called hole. Oh, go you, ahead. You cut it. Cut out again. Uh, I'll, I'll, no, sorry, I forgot to click on the alt. But yeah, here's the article for it. But okay. yeah, it's basically there. There are reasons why there, a woman can have some reasons to separate from her man. But if I remember correctly, if she wants to, she, she's he's not going to be. Um, she's going to. I th judging it says here she needs to return her her dower her dower her, her dowry from her husband. Right. So yeah. So. I guess you could say they quote unquote tied some responsibilities or some trade offs to it. You don't just get to leave the man and walk away like that. Yeah, you're, there's there's no no there's his, there's no no fault divorce. Yeah. You actually have to have sex. You can't turn the sex off. You have to be responsible. Yeah, men are rewarded for their responsibility with authority. Yeah, this and this. I just want everyone to notice this is what feminists call oppression. This is what the West deems as oppression of women. This is actually, when you really think about it, look at it objectively, this is a balanced, functional relationship where both parties benefit. Both parties are getting taken care of, both parties are getting what they want, and in the West, this is called oppression. Only gynocentrism is considered equality. Gynocentrism is equality, but something like this, where, I mean, yeah, women have to have sex with their husband, oh no, but men have to take care of their wives. This is a balanced, functional system, but in the West, this is considered the the ultimate of oppression of women, is the Saudi Arabian system. This is, oh my gosh, women are so abused, they have no rights, it's absolutely terrible, it's, it's, it's basically slavery, when really it's just f a functional, balanced system that isn't gynocentric. So I'm sorry, I just wanted to emphasize that because this sounds perfectly reasonable to me. It, this isn't this isn't androcentric. This isn't the woman having no rights, being the property of the man, him like raping her and, and treating her like shit and locking her up and feeding her fish heads. Like he's taking care of her. <laughs> She's being taken care of. Her needs are being met, but she can't just leave whenever the fuck she wants. She can't cheat on him, and she has to give him sex because that's what she vowed to do when they got married. This, this and is, they don't have nightclubs or Tinder. Yeah, they don't have Tinder or nightclubs. She can't just go fuck whoever she wants. This is this is not a, an oppressive, horrible system where women are just oh my gosh they're basically property. It's just not gynocentric. Yeah, the only I guess the only things you could say that are I wouldn't say oppressive because this happens to men and women is the whole death penalty thing, uh, getting stoned to death if you're married and cheat. Well, honestly, uh, yeah, that's a bit too extreme. But yeah. Well, but. Honestly, like that solves a lot of problems. Because the thing is, is if you really want to solve the problem of broken families and everything, you have to punish the people who want to fuck around. Like, and if if divorce is available, there's really no reason to cheat. If you don't love your husband, just divorce him and leave. But of course, women don't want to leave if they don't get the cash and prizes. So they want to stay married to, to collect the cash and prizes, but then they also want to fuck other guys. So, you know, what is the proper response to someone who does that? 
Mm, right, I, I, I could I could add some a few things too me, about the whole man getting a uh, getting a divorce. Okay, the thing is, if the man wants to completely get rid of his wife, like there's no waiting period or any of that crap, he has to say I divorce you three times. Right. And she's she's gonna be that. she can fuck off she can fuck off. But if he said I divorce you one time or two times, there's like a waiting period, where where if she passes like three months i'm not really sure how much how much how, how long the period is but if he wants to go back with her or she or he has sex with her that means that their relationship is back but if the period passes then she's not her she's not his wife anymore also within that period he has to provide for her so i guess they give them time to recon reconcile or Whatnot, but if the man really hates the bitch, he could just tell her to fuck off. Hey, you're divorced three times. Go back to your family. I don't give a shit about you. There you go. Yep. So, do you guys actually have feminists in Saudi Arabia? There are some. You can look. You can look up uh, women's rights advocates in Saudi Arabia and see. You can check if their demands, based on your opinions, if if these demands are too, you know, bullshit or not. I, I mean, most of the time they seem to complain about. Uh, not being able to drive. I mean, I see. I see that as just a nuisance. I mean, I, driving isn't that that fun, you know. Right. It's it's nice, but it's well. I mean, rich ass. rich people pay someone. They want to. They want to. They want to get away from their the fathers and the husbands. They want to have more. Again, they want to have the freedom. They want to have the authority, but they don't want the personal responsibility. That's that's what it all. That's what feminism has always been about. Whether it's American feminism or Saudi Arabian feminism, women want to be able to do what they want without any accountability to a man. They want the men to be responsible for them, to take care of them financially and otherwise, but they want to be able to do whatever the hell they want. So, you know, men I, just... I mean, I, mean, I mean, if I remember correctly, they, in certain areas and like villages... Just really small areas or in the desert, they could drive, but it's 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 not everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's such it's, a it's that's such a minor thing, anyway. Minor thing, yeah. It's it's not that big. I mean, what I've heard or read is that it's not illegal for them to drive. They're just not. They just can't get a driver's license, and you know the culture here wouldn't want them to drive anyways. It's 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 a mixed picture, really. Right. I don't care about them. I don't care if they drive or not. I'm I'm just more worried about uh. If they start demanding more shit that they shouldn't demand, well, they will. They they Fine. will. Want to have a career? Go ahead. Do you want to be a doctor? Go ahead. Just uh, don't bitch and moan about shit that men have to deal with anyways. Well, no. What well, they want is they want the again. They want they don't want the responsibility. Responsibility is female kryptonite. So what they want is they want to have the freedom and the authority without. But they want men to continue to be responsible. That's as simple uh, guys, simple quick, as I can put quick it. Question. Go on. What, what happens when a woman gets caught driving in, when she shouldn't be driving in Saudi Arabia? Mm, judging from the cases where this happened, they go to jail, but they're not going to be killed. That's not. That's not a. I don't think that's an offense they'd get killed for. But they they go to jail probably for like three months. You know what? Month. You should. Yeah. Let me let me give you the poster child for this. Uh, for uh, the, the you know the face for this uh, for for this little movement of theirs about driving. Let me just give. Just let me just find a link. Okay. Right, TFM, do you want to answer a couple of questions? Why? Yeah. The link? Yeah. Let's go ahead. We should probably start wrapping this right. up pretty quick. Yeah. I know. I know. 
Double Echo 88, he says, for DDJ, is there any conceivable way for a man to have a long-term relationship with a woman without marriage using the legal system to protect himself? No. Yeah, well, we, this is like the third time we've covered this. Any any system, you can create like a, a, a private contract, you can create whatever you want, you can have a prenup, judges will just throw it out. Because they're all feminists. Uh, the feminists will pass th- anything you can think of as a man to protect yourself. Feminists have already thought of it. They've already passed laws to circumvent it. And they will fuck you in divorce court. Okay. Th- Next question. Um, because we've covered that about 20 times. On I know. Newest, well, uh, you know, I get like it's it's a tough pill to swallow. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Because they want to believe men are problem solvers. They don't want to believe that it's just something that they have to give up on. They want to believe that there's some way to outsmart the system. You know what? Yeah. I outsmarted the system, and I still got hammered for it. And I and my kids' lives were destroyed for it. Yeah. yeah so you have to understand that there is no winning. Even when you win, there are casualties. Right. Right. Uh, next question is from Yellow Helmbreaker. He says. TFM, how did Rome fall, and what are your comparisons to the modern-day world? Uh, well, Rome fell for a lot of reasons, very similar to the way the West is falling, because Rome was part of the Western culture, so it's like a repeat. So it fell for economic reasons, you know, the whole bread and circuses bullshit, where they were spent. In fact, there's a video called the American System of Government, which talks about why Rome fell. It started out with a republic that protected the rights of the people, and it had more or less a a pretty free economy, and it prospered and became like the breadbasket of the world. And then corrupt politicians started buying votes with bread and circuses. They went bankrupt, and then they were they became subject to the Caesars and then the Caesars became more and more decadent and corrupt and then eventually people stopped giving a shit men stopped reproducing you had the bachelor taxes you had this whole slave class and you had them importing soldiers from other countries and the entire the culture was eroded from within and then when the barbarians came and sacked it nobody gave a shit anymore it was already dead the barbarians just basically just put a fork in it and that was into Rome. I mean, I think what yeah. I mean, I think what he's talking about is um, the outsourcing of you know labor. I think, like you know, with the military. Right. Yeah. So the, yeah, they were hiring legions from like the outskirts yeah. of the empire, while the actual Roman population just sat on their ass and and had the slaves do everything. So I mean, that's. Yeah, it's not just one issue, but you can look at the problems that are happening in Rome. They're happening right now in the West. It's like the same thing. The, the parallels are striking. So we already see through history how this story ends. But, you know, whatever. Another thousand years of darkness. Maybe this next time we'll actually fucking pull our head out of our ass. Or not. Yeah, yeah, Turd Flinging Monkey, I suggest that you should... I mean, if you want to know the situation uh, in Saudi Arabia when it comes to feminism, you should look up all the uh, all the uh, all of these big name feminists in Saudi Arabia and see, uh, just make maybe make a video about it after you do some research. Okay, it could be an interesting topic. Well, I mean, I'm not. I mean, here's the thing: I'm, I'm not Saudi Arabian. I'm not a Muslim. So it's one of those things where I could talk about it, but I wouldn't really be able to do the justice to the topic. Um, so. 
I'm I'm fascinated with. It. I think the West really needs to abandon this equality bullshit and actually embrace some of this old wisdom from places like Saudi Arabia because it works. You can look at the results. Like you know, I know equality feels good. It feels like the right moral thing to do, but it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, you need to abandon it, no matter how much it feels good. I mean. That's what men do. Women do shit that makes no sense because it feels good. Men are supposed to use their brains and make the correct decision and solve the problem. I've got another question. Uh, it's for Crimson. It's from Long Legged Ape. He says, does the guest have any thoughts on the motivations of ISIS or other Islamic extremist groups? No, I, I don't really keep up with most politics here. So... Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they, well, and they're they they're just not implement. If, if I remember correctly, they just want to implement. Uh, well, is Islam? They just yeah. want to implement Sharia law. And they're there not they're not Saudi Arabian, aren't they? Like Syrian and Iraqi. I mean, I'm sure they're they, Saudi they Arabian. They take their ideology from here, though. So yeah, they, they do take their ideology from here, though. They have this that Wahhabi, Wahhabism. Yeah. yeah, Wahhabism. So they're, they're very similar. Right, but you know my my belief is it's not really a religious thing because you can have, there's is there's Muslims in Asia and stuff like that that aren't joining ISIS, so it's it's less of a religious thing and more of a cultural thing. I think that you know usually you know the Middle East when it comes to Syria and Iraq those places have they have these strong cultures that are very warlike and all about the conquest and the all that fun stuff. So you combine that with Islam, you you get groups like ISIS, but you can replace that with any other religion. In fact, in India, which is like Cuck Central, there's a place called Nagaland, which they're Christian, but they're they're ba they're basically just like Saudi Arabia when it comes to how they treat their women, but they're Christian. So I don't think it's a religious thing. I think it's a cultural thing. I think if you took, if you got rid of Islam, because everyone wants to blame Islam for everything, if you replaced Islam with another religion, but you kept the same culture, you'd have a similar result. They'd just be killing in the name of a different god. That's my belief anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, some people in the, in the Discord chat that said that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Saudi Arabia isn't following Sharia law. Sharia law. I mean... They're, they're a monarchy. They are going to make some exceptions for themselves, and it's not it's not going to be completely implemented. I mean, you do know that smoking is considered uh, haram because it harms the body and whatnot. But people smoke here, so no nothing bullets. is going to be implemented for nothing is going to be not everything is going to be implemented 100 percent. So, but yeah, for anime hunter, there are different sects and. You know, yeah, it's, it's not. You know, sometimes they don't agree with each other, and some things are not going to get implemented. Things happen, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Like when I was in um, working in Afghanistan, the the Tajiks, who they were all Muslim, they were cool as shit. And of course, the the Kurds. You kind of. Uh, sorry. Like the the, the, the Tajiks in Afghanistan were cool, and the Kurds in Iraq are cool. And they're all Muslim, so it, I don't think it's an, an, a religious thing. I think it's, it's more of a cultural thing or a tribal thing, because there's there's definitely pockets of Muslims that are cool as shit, and yeah, they're religious, but they're not like ready to fucking you know drive a truck through a crowded you know thing and start stabbing people. 
they're just like they're just chill I, so. I'd say I mean I mean it, it really depends on what you define as a Muslim like I said there are different sects right I'd say just go for the uh, what do you call it go go for the older ones maybe uh, I mean I mean there are two major sects in Islam and there are subsects within those uh, one of them one of them is Sunni Islam where they take their sources from uh, hadiths which come from Muhammad's companions basically right and the other sect is basically Shia Islam where they take their sources from Muhammad's family so there's like this d divide between them it, it started when Muhammad died and Oh, who's going to be the successor and whatnot? And then that, that shit just went through history. Right. That's why you have Muslims killing each other all the time. Right. No, but, yeah, no, I, yeah. I know. Well, yeah, when I was in Iraq, because I, I was in Iraq, and so the, um, the Al this is before ISIS existed. There was just Al-Qaeda back then. But Al-Qaeda in Iraq, which was kind of the precursor of ISIS, was all Sunni Muslims. The, the Shiites were actually pretty cool, except the problem was because that was back when Iran was part of the evil empire. So Iran, because they were Shia, they were arming what was called the Jaysh al-Mahdi, which is like the Shia version of Al-Qaeda, except they had better weapons. Like Al-Qaeda was using uh, IEDs, whereas the, the Jaysh al-Mahdi were using actual Iranian military-grade weapons. So there was this it, there was this one big shit show honestly cuz they would they would have killed each other they would have killed each other if we weren't there we were just basically like presenting ourselves as a common enemy and we weren't helping anything we were just getting shot at by both sides when honestly if we just would have left they would have just killed each other and and dealt with their own shit now I'd say I'd say just let, let things happen and and just let order establish itself right. cuz uh, the fighting needs to stop you know, well, it's, nobody's benefited. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we were there for 10 years. Uh, we didn't do it. We didn't really accomplish anything. When we finally left. Um, ISIS was created. So, like, if we didn't leave and, and basically allow ISIS to be created, we'd still be there fighting them. It wouldn't have, like, we, we didn't solve anything. We didn't stop anything. Basically, as soon as we left, ISIS created itself. So it's like all the people who were there, all the money we spent, all the people who died... It was just to prolong the inevitable. So it's kind of pointless when you think about it. Which is kind of sad because, you know, like a lot of a lot of people died to really accomplish nothing. Like we left and ISIS was formed and like, well, shit, this is what my all those people died for just to keep this from happening for a couple years. But then everything's happening anyway. So what the fuck's the point? We didn't solve anything. And you think you, you need to always keep the strong man because the, they just keep shit in order. Even if they're they're mean, you know what I mean. Oh right, you know that's the thing. Like like with uh, Gaddafi, so we're like, oh Gaddafi, so blah blah. So we we took out Gaddafi, and then Libya went to absolute shit, and then we took out Saddam, and we're talking about taking out Assad, and like all we're gonna all we're doing is creating a bigger and stronger ISIS. Just stop. Like it's okay. Yeah, you know dictators do dictator things, but what's the alternative? You take out the dictator. It's not like you know utopia. Like all the like. Oh, thank God he's dead. I guess now we can all get along and you know everybody's equal. We're all gonna hold hands and sing kumbaya. No, it's just as soon as the dictator's no, gone. You. Yeah, there's a huge fucking war between all these tribes like Shia and Sunni and well, I think uh, it's kind Pashtuns of and Tajiks. I think it's kind of hilarious when they talk about Syria because, you know, Assad can walk amongst his people without his bodyguards and there's no threat to his life. Like, his people actually love him. Yeah, I don't... 
I, like the whole Syria thing doesn't make any sense because here's the thing: back when there were, and I don't know if you wh- how much you know about the Syrian civil war, but it's like there was a while where like, oh, we're all we gotta support the rebels, and we gotta do like everyone thought it was like Star Wars or something, and the rebels were the good guys. The rebels were Al Qaeda and ISIS. There were right. a, there were a bunch of service members um, covering their face, obviously because they don't have First Amendment rights when you're active duty, basically saying they did not want to go fight in Syria on behalf of Al Qaeda because Syria never fucking flew planes into our buildings and killed thousands of Americans, but Al Qaeda did. So why right. the f- why are we going to war against Syria to fucking help Al Qaeda and then which later became ISIS? It didn't make any sense. So yeah, fuck that shit. It's a good idea if I bring one of my friends here uh, on other shows uh, on, on you know. There you go. If there's an, uh, there, another show happens. Uh, I have a friend from uh, Sweden who has followed the. Uh, it was followed the news for for the Syria Syrian war since the beginning. So he'd probably have more better better comments than I I, I would because. Okay. I mean I know I remember when it happened. I was like in middle school and bam! Now we suddenly have the Arab Spring, people you know Arab dictators getting uh, what do you call it, getting dethroned or something. Right. Shit. And then you have wars everywhere, and, and there were there were actually people here, Shiites, that wanted to do protests, but uh, the Saudi government doesn't uh, tolerate that shit, so they nope. put them down. Nope. They actually killed a Shiite uh, a cleric here in Saudi Arabia that wanted that had certain demands, and uh, some people in Iran went batshit and they attacked the embassy. So Saudi Arabia and uh, Iran aren't. You can't travel to Iran if you're in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, well, isn't Saudi Arabia kind of the hub of Sunni Islam, whereas Iran is the hub of Shia Islam? Yeah. So. Here, here, it's here. The all of the education, everything is towards uh, uh, Sunni Islam. No, I'm, I'm oh, not sure about. That. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, all the white nationalists out there, Iranians are white. Just a little fun fact for all you white nationalists out there who want to create a nation for for the white man. Iranians are white. In case you didn't know that, so there you go. Right. So, um, Crimson, is there anything that you want to add um, before we wrap this up? No, I, I'd say I had uh, fun talking to you guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you know, I've always been. Because we've had some Muslim guests on, but, you know, someone who's from Saudi Arabia, and that's good. Because yeah, Saudi Arabia is always held out as, like, this oppressive... But, you know, as we talked about, it's not really a... It's a it, picture. It's, it's balanced. This is what a balanced society looks like that isn't gynocentric. And it is telling how it's labeled as this oppressive horror show, and really it's just not gynocentric. Right. Uh, you know, you know what I could do. I guess for you guys on a continuous basis, I I, I should keep up with the local news here because there are some interesting stories that happen here. So I could I could give you some sources and you could oh. check them out. Yeah, I mean, you can you, hang out. And are you are you in the Discord? Yeah, are you you could be because you know yeah. DDJ is like our legal correspondent and plumbers like our uh, law enforcement correspondent. You could be our Islamic correspondent. I'm we, not. I'm not really into the. I mean, I mean, I have a lot of religious books. I could probably. Okay. If you want, if you want me to read about a certain thing, I could. Oh uh, no! I'm just, no, just. I'm just trying to start like my own little news network up in here. You could be like our Saudi correspondent. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We're, we're, start, we're, we're, we're gonna, like, create our own little CNN, except not a piece of shit. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Alright, sweet. That'd be funny, like, right, um, we, we actually become a legitimate news source. And like, oh my God. remember when TFM News was just some shitty YouTube channel that made like <laughs> that reviewed sex toys and and talked about taking women's rights, and now they're like a legit news channel. And now we sell super male vitality. <laughs> we've really now we've arrived. Turning the frogs gay, right? <laughs> gay frogs. Do a barrel roll. Um, yeah, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. All right, let's Crimson. wrap it up. You yeah, you have one um, DDJ's book um, for Thank being you. on the show. It's called The Feminist Lie. Um, I'll, I'll send through the information to you when you uh, yeah, no problem. off air. All right. Of course. But, yeah. All right, man. Take care. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, you very too. much, Crimson. Take care. All right. So let's. Any final questions? Yeah, we've got quite a few questions, uh -oh. dude. Okay, um, let's, knock, let's knock them out. Lightning round. Right, yeah. So, question from David 722. TFM, if a civil war happened to overthrow the current system, would you join the resistance, hypothetically speaking, of course? Um, it depends on what the resistance is fighting for. So, I'm not going to defend gynocentrism. You know, so it, if it, and I, I don't really give, I don't have any special uh, loyalty to a race or a nation either. So if you, I'm all about self-interest and mutual benefit. So if you believe in what I believe in and you're willing to fight for what I believe in, then I'll fight with you. I don't mind fighting with someone who's looking out for me but if you think like oh we're the same race or oh we speak the same language so you need to believe in what i believe in even if it's kind of centric like no so yeah unless if it's kind of centric you can go fuck yourself i'm not necessarily going to join the other side i'll probably just remain neutral if i'll, I'll be like treebeard from lord of the rings where i'm not all together on anyone's side because nobody's all together on my side so let's be like, I'll be Switzerland. Okay. Um, let's move on quickly to the next question. All Quantum, right. It's from Quantum Slipstream Racer 13. He says, why is it that China isn't down the same road as India in terms of gynocentrism? Uh, they're not de democratic. That's the only reason. They, they basically have like a one-party system and democracy is more or less a joke in China. That is probably the only thing saving them like india they have more or less a functioning democracy they have all the gynocentrism plus they have they have the opposite of male scarcity they have too many men so you have a nation of entitled feminists simps and beta cucks and there's no male scarcity to keep it in check and uh you don't have like China, at least, and this is, you know, it's bad in a way, but because China doesn't really have a functional democracy the way we understand it, they don't have to give a shit about what the voters think. So they can actually do what's in the best interest of their country. Whereas India, they're more beholden to their voters. So when their voters vote for bullshit, they have to give it to them. And so India is just a fucking joke. Sweet. Right. Moving on to the next question. 
Uh, it's from Arix818. He says, Question for TFM, your thoughts on anti-Sharia protests today in the US through 20 states, but at the same time, liberals and Antifa are protesting for Muslim rights. Okay, so, I mean, we just talked to our guest who's from Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, the Islamic system is actually more balanced than the, the gynocentric system. I'm not saying I'm all rah-rah Islam because, you know, like he was saying, we both agree Islam is not pro-science. They kind of, the, the, a lot of times the religion gets in the way of scientific advancement. So that's a problem. Um, however, the way they treat their women, the way they they define relationships between men and women is far closer and more equitable to what would be a fair system than what we currently have in the West. So, you know what? Feminists kind of, they're making their own bed. They want to support Sharia and they want to, like, rah-rah Muslim, fuck them. Like, you know what? Good. Just It's kind of like a Ghostbusters. They're choosing the, the form of their destructor. So, whatever. I, I honestly don't, like, I don't, I don't mind, it's not ideal, I prefer if the West pulls its head out of its ass, but I prefer Islam to, like, a gyno, like, I'd rather live in Saudi Arabia than India, I'll put it that way, if it came down to oh, one yeah. or the other, I'd, ra I'd rather live in a, a, a patriarchal system like Saudi Arabia than live in a place where I gotta worry about being kidnapped and forced to marry at gunpoint, be living freaking Kakistan. So, there you go. So you'd change your name to Quran Flinging Monkey? I would be Muhammad Flinging Monkey. I don't know. Muhammad Falafel Monkey. <laughs> I don't know. i come up with okay. something. i have a little hat. Uh, next question. It's from Hamo Yobin. It says, TFM, have you looked into the theory that social justice warriors and their culture was created to get attention off of Wall Street and big banks. Mm. Social justice, SAW leftist culture seemed to start up right around the time of the Occupy movement. It did not. No, that no, that's that's bullshit. That's that sounds like more it's all the Jews' fault. The Jews are behind everything kind of conspiracy theory. No, social justice is an extension of the radical equality movement which started during the French Revolution in the 1700s. It's the natural extension. In fact, Black Pigeon Speaks did a really good video about this, uh, I think a month or so ago, talking about how the social justice warriors are the inheritors of Western civilization. Because all the bullshit about equality that's been being pushed decade after decade, century after century, from the French Revolution to the present day, it culminates in the social justice warrior movement. They are the true inheritors. Those who say, like, oh, we need to stop and go back, they're actually the ones who are on the wrong side of history, as it were, when it comes to uh, Western civilization. Well, and you can even go back as far as, like, the... Oh, you cut out. I don't know what's going she on. She talked about social justice when he was interviewed. Are you there? Uh, yeah, you cut out for a few yeah. seconds. Go ahead and repeat it. Oh, I was going to say, okay, I was going to say, social justice even goes back as far as coining the term. Yuri Bezanov was using the term back in the 1980s when he was talking about social justice and Marxism and, and socialism taking over the United States. 
And right. um, if you look at social justice warriors, especially like Antifa and those types of people, they all they're doing, most of what they're doing is they're following intersectional feminist philosophies and intersectional right. feminism was coined in 1989. All this stuff was pre-Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, there's, there's no connection. There is no connection. It, it, to say that somehow the Wall Street banks, this is just you're basically playing into the hands of Marxism. The, the, what's funny is uh, a lot of times these people who are like, oh, the Jews, oh, it's all the Jews. So they, they, they're supposedly anti-communist because they hate Jews so much, right? But then you get them talking and they actually support communism. So why do they want to blame them? Because they're all anti-banks. They're all anti-private property. They want everything. To, like They basically want communism. Universal basic. Yeah, income. universal basic, which is just communism. So they're, so an they're, they're basically anti-Semitic anti -Semitic communists. And they try to blame everything on the Jews and communism while advocating for universal basic income, which is communism, or advocating for national socialism, which is social fucking socialism. It's like the same goddamn thing. So, yeah, it's kind of like that old saying, you know, the lady doth protest too much. When you blame everything on the Jews, you're probably, like, advocating for communism. Just, like, I don't know. It, it's fucking stupid. Stop blaming the Jews for everything. It's not the, the fucking Jews every time. Every, fuck, fucking everything. It's really annoying. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, it's from Long Legged Eight. It says, hey, TFM, why won't the government use uh, an incentive for reproduction like China does instead of importing people. Okay, so <clears throat> there's again that, we answered this question. Yeah, we've answered it. So uh, yeah, when you have yeah. you have two options that will get the same outcome, you want to do what will take the least amount of effort. So if we create a giant welfare system to incentivize people to have kids, which is what we have, we basically just have a bunch of single moms. I assume you don't just want to reproduce a bunch of piece of shit, uh, you know, single mom criminal scum. You actually want to produce intact families. So the way to do that is you have to take women's rights away so that you restore male authority. That's that's how you do it. Just giving women money to have kids will just create the black community, where you have like a bunch of single moms and criminals and drug drug gangs, and it's just a complete fucking shit show. You don't want to just pay women to have kids that they have no interest in raising and they don't have there's no fathers to actually turn them into men. You need families. So you can't incentive you can't pay people to have families. You don't you create families by giving women no better option than to have families. So I've I've explained how you do that, but yeah, you can't again like I, I get it. You wanna start you wanna like, okay, well I don't want to take women's rights away. Can't we just pay them to do the right thing? No. You have to take women's rights away. It is the only answer. It seems mean, but trust me, it is the answer. It's simple. It's pure. It's good. Embrace it. All right. Question for DDJ. It's from Groovy Hunter. He says, what can a man do when falsely accused of rape in the military, specifically by a chick in the military? The jokes are fucking cocks. Yeah, all women. Um, so a few years ago in the Air Force, they actually did a study on false rape accusations, and they found that based on self-admission, the false rape accusation rate rate in the Air Force was like twenty-seven percent. 
so one one and four um so as far as is protecting yourself in the military is concerned i really think that the best thing that you can do is just to to make sure number one make sure you've got a valid history of this woman uh women in the military are notoriously promiscuous and even um there were lots of stories if like i knew people in uh first group special forces and some of them were deployed um over in, in or they knew of people who were deployed over in the middle east and they were talking about how even officers female officers were prostituting themselves um you know in the middle east deployments as early as 1991 when the first uh, the first gulf war happened so you know when they get found out about that sort of thing you know obviously they're going to cry rape because they don't want to get court-martialed for being prostitutes um so you really have to you really have to find you know what the what the woman's history is you've got to look at um you know obviously protecting yourself and minimizing the damage i guess the biggest issue would be just number one don't be there i mean if, if i were a, a military guy and i and i've never served but if i was a military guy i would never date or be romantically involved with a military woman i just wouldn't do it um false rape allegation rate is so high that it's just it's not worth it because the problem with the military is is they don't go by civilian justice so if you get if you get in front of a military tribunal the rules are different and um you know it could it could rule harsher on you and even if you do win in a military tribunal setting it could destroy your career yeah so, no I can, I can tell you as someone who has served the <clears throat> the military the UCMJ is even more gynocentric it's basically the family court um, and they hook they hook the single moms up like you there are guys who you know you serve honorably they'll hook your ex-wife up make sure she gets every dollar she's entitled to and then some because the military is a government organization so they are gynocentric as all hell uh don't and you know when i was in the navy uh when i was in uh what's called a school all the girls were they all all their rooms were on the first deck the first floor and all the men were in the second third fourth floor etc and we had a saying about the navy girls is uh you know how do you, how do you tell who's the navy girl and the answer was she's the chubby slut on the first deck there were girls who would just get they'd have sex with multiple men an hour like the, the, it was like a porn they would just get the train run on them all the time yep and no matter how, the army too. no matter how ugly they were they were getting fucking railroaded like i saw the ugliest girl i've ever seen in my entire life while i was in the navy she looked like that movie mask with share she was so fucking ugly <laughs> and when when time came to go on deployment she got pregnant someone fucking came in that shit it's disgusting so if you're in the military do not date a military woman she is dirty as shit i guarantee it and she's halfway decent looking she is dirty as shit like the ugly ones were getting dicked down the ones that are like a five they're like basically porn stars. They're like sugar babies. Just don't. I know that they dangle, um, you know, BAH in front of your face to get you to get married. They want you to like, oh, we you could double your pay, Mister E One. Why don't you just, you know, get married and we'll just give you all this free money. That's that's what they want you to do. So you be smart. Don't fuck chicks in the military, 
and they have the shittiest attitudes too because you got to think you know women halfway decent women already get their ass kissed in the military because there's so many men and so few women they're like worshipped they have the biggest fucking shitty attitudes I've ever seen in my life so if you know unfortunately if you date a military woman and she accuses you of rape the, the UCMJ courts are going to side with her it's just going to be like family court Except, like, you don't even get... It, it's fucking terrible. Um, you know, just don't do it. If it's too late, it's too late. But don't do it. Okay. Right, so... <clears throat> next question. It's from Long-Legged Ape. Are there any studies on the financial standing of married men versus single men? Not just health but maybe a comparison of personal assets versus liabilities, including homes and children. Uh, well, well, okay, so um, the, the traditionalists like to use these studies to prove that getting married increases your net worth, it helps you make more money, because when you're a single man, you don't need to earn that much money to support yourself. You know, like we, we were talking with the, the older guy who, you know, who breeds dogs, He's living a very simple life. He probably doesn't need a six-figure income to support himself. And he's happy. He's rich. He's living the lifestyle he wants. Now, a married guy is going to earn more because he has to. He's probably going to be working two, three jobs to, you know, support all these fucking things his wife wants because, you know, she wants a, a new kitchen and they have three kids and she has to be a stay-at-home mom and they need two cars he's got to pay for all that shit. So, of course, he's going to earn more money. He's also going to be working himself into an early grave. So, I don't... You know, if there was a study that showed just the net worth of single men versus married men, married men would win. They would have more net worth because they work more, because they have to. Now, is well, that... Well, the question... The, the question is not even... The, the question that should be asked is what's the disposable income of a married man compared to the disposable income of a single man? And the reality is, on a percentage scale and per capita, is single men have more disposable income than married men do. Because, again, married men have all these additional liabilities. Right. Well, it was like that PragerU video where they were talking about how uh, married men work more, but they also earn more. It's like, yeah, they're not actually earning more because they're better. They're just working more than single men because they have to. It's not like a premium, like, oh, good, I get to earn so much more money. Yeah, you're working more. The single man could choose to work more. In fact... He has, more, he has far more opportunity to work more if he chooses to because he doesn't have a family to come home to. He could work overtime if he wanted to, but single men don't work overtime because they don't have to work overtime. They could support themselves with less money. So they're, they're happier. Like, there's no reason. Like, if you want to work more, work more. You don't need to have a fucking wife nagging you and threatening you with divorce if you want to earn more money. Right. I think as a single man, I think, that, you know, the other thing, too, is you got to look at financial independence. You know, and again, it's it, you can't just look at the raw numbers. You have to look at, you know, because, I mean, a single man can live on, you know, $50,000 extremely comfortably. Whereas a married man, you know, with two kids, it would be a lot harder. Right. Right. Uh, next question. Don't worry. We're almost. All right. Ton of the dice. There we go. Ton of questions. Uh it's from JNX23, says, TFM, what are your thoughts on the increase of young lesbian couples fresh out of high school? Uh, well, women, 
I, most of these lesbian couples are probably going are just in a phase just like a lot of these trans people who they just grow out of it once the attention wears off and they want to live a normal life I don't I don't think a lot of women are actually lesbians in high school most of the lesbians I've met are like women who basically hit the wall and they realized it was themselves or nobody so they just kind of paired up and started munching each other's carpet <laughs> so yeah I don't I just, I don't see, uh, like, I mean, the whole, L the entire LGBTQILMLOP population is, like, less than 5% of the entire population. So I just don't see an epidemic of lesbians coming out of high school. If there is one, I'm completely unaware of it. It's going to be like a new zombie movie, Night of the Clambake. Right. Night of the Flannel Shirts and Crew Cuts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, last last question is from Silly Dogs. This is TFM. How long do you think the West will become like Spain? Manspreading is now banned. Right. In Madrid. I don't know, man. Like, we're getting there. Um, we talked about. We're already there. Well, I know. I think manspreading Sp man is illegal in New York, and they've already right. they've, they've got, has been arrested for it. Yeah, I think Spain Spain is probably within is less than five years ahead of us, and then India is probably about ten to fifteen years ahead of us. So, yep, the beatings will continue until morale improves. I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, it's going to keep getting worse until men decide to put a stop to it. So we can we can end this whenever we want. It's up to you. Right. So guys, that was the last question. Um, sorry, chat. If you've if you've asked the question and didn't get answered, it's because you didn't answer it in a sufficient time. There you, you go. Didn't ask it in sufficient time. So yeah, we we've been streaming for over you know yeah it's four hours yeah it's like four, four and a half, half four and a half yeah i started yeah. the timer late it's it's actually been four hours and 31 minutes yeah, exactly yeah yeah all right so do we have an, a we last have raffle a... yes we do all right um, let's knock it out this guys, is a big one big one big raffle here we go exclamation mark raffle in the chat before i uh close it all anyway gaffle the raffle Come on, guys! I'm gonna give you ten seconds. Pull your finger out because I can see. I can still see people getting added to the raffle. Raffle, raffle, raffle now. Raffle it. I have yep. ten seconds now. All right, here we go. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> no whammies. Um, <laughs> Wonder waffle. Wonder waffle. DJ, do you want to pull that out? We have a winner, DJ. Do it. Go for it. Call it out. The winner is Supreme Beef. Supreme Congratulations, Beef. Congratulations, Supreme Beef. You get the, Supreme, the book. Uh, oh, he replied. Yeah. Yeah. Supreme Beef, can you send me can you send me a private message on Twitch? And uh just let me know that you you know you're alive and then I'll send you the information from there. Here we go. All right, congratulations, Supreme Beef. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed your time. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Wait, hang on a second. Oh, Wait, TFM, hang what's on up? a second. I just sent this card message. 
Um, that user settings prevents them from receiving this whisper. So, uh-oh, user settings. You done fucked so up, son. User settings don't. Yep. Because if you can't get it working, then I'm gonna move on to an, another. We're gonna wrap it again. Raffle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You fix your message or get jacked. You done goofed. Mistakes were made. Don't leave yet, guys. We got to raffle off the yeah, time. Oh it's out of control. It is. Right. Sudden death. Gonna... Right. Supreme Beef, you got 10 seconds to sort out your shit. He said okay. that's fine. He says give it to someone else. All right. Open up a new raffle. All right. Gonna draw it. I'm that Asian guy. He's not following though, so don't worry about him. Okay, next. He doesn't mean anything. Next. <laughs> Man, can't even give it away. Okay, Drew B. Drew B. Drew, Drew B. B. Yeah, whatever. Are you there? Are you there, dude? Talk. You gotta talk. We don't see in chat. You don't get it. You don't see it. You mm. talk, bro. No, he's not. He's not there. Oh my goodness. Next. Man. Right, next. <laughs> right. Joe Slowbro 5. Joe Slowbro 5. Man, I didn't. There's five of them? Apparently. <laughs> Alright, here's what we're going to do. Let's just open right. up the new yeah. raffle. Oh, Drew, uh. Drew talk? I don't see it. No, wait. He talked, but he, you know, he was late, so. Oh, well. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, there he is. Too late. Wait. Too late. Alright. The refer. Keep Wait, it a simple, simple one. He's there. He's got it. I see. Yeah, give it give it to Drew. Drew yeah. didn't reply and we, we, we've gone through two other people. But they, none of them replied either, so he's at least yeah, here now. Give it to Drew. Give it to Drew. Come yeah, on. Yeah, give it to Drew. Okay. You want to give it to Drew? Yeah, give yeah. it to Drew. Cat, you're right, right, savage. One second, one second, Wait, one second. One second. Right, listen, let's... let's, let's Let's do a straw poll. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, no. just give give it give it just go. No, give it to Drew. I had a man. Drew lives matter. Yeah, true lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Right. There you go. There you go, guys. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> right. Guys, vote, vote. Drew, your vote, vote doesn't count. <laughs> oh my gosh. Vote twice, Drew. Drew did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Drew, Drew didn't do nothing. <laughs> Drew's a good boy. Right. He was just All voting right. in a raffle. Mind his own business. <laughs> Good job. Right, so so we've got fourteen votes. E for Drew. For Drew, yeah, for Drew to have all well, fifteen now. Yeah, Drew, send me a message, dude. Send me a message. There you go. Cat's a savage. Cat, yeah, gosh. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna screw Drew over like you're just gonna do Drew over like that. Yeah, <laughs> Drew for Drew. Drew, Drew, you gotta send me a message, bro. Send the message, Drew. Drew. All you got to do is send a message. Yeah, we, we'll give you a chance here. You got to do it. 
Oh, come on. Oh. True. True lives matter. <laughs> Did Drew drop? I don't know. Uh, don't know. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's just come through. All right. All right. Good. All right. Congratulations, Drew. You've got a message. One second, look. Uh, someone in the chat said, uh, what is it? it Cut the dark. He says, Cat is so trigger happy. He doesn't pay attention to the time lag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah, there's some truth to that. He says, he says, kill yourself, cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta understand, guys, this is early for cat, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, because. This is 7.42. Yeah, cat lives in the UK. This is an international show. Like, when we, when we had human on that one week, human was Australia. I was in the the United States, and cat was in UK. So we was like, truly, a, a truly international show that night. Yeah, and believe it or not, guys, I did actually fuck up on the, you know, on the scheduling. Um, he was meant to come on the week before, but I fucked it up because of the time zones and stuff like that. So, you know, we figured it all out, and then I got him on on the next show. So, it's guys, it's not, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's, yeah, it's you know, who said running a talk show on Twitch was going to be easy? I don't know. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're we're done. We got Drew got his book. We're all, yeah, we're all we're all better people. We all learned a valuable lesson about ourselves. Yes, of course. All right, okay, guys. Right. See you Wait, next TFM, week. You're gonna what? be in the. You're gonna be in the mosh pit. Uh, yeah, I I have to ex- well only I mean I'm just gonna export this to YouTube, but yeah, I'll be in the mosh pit while I'm waiting for it to process, so we can Sweet. we can talk about this and that and the other. So I'll see you guys there. All right.